Episode 53 and it's Monthly Madness and of course it's me Gary P with the Prof Carl Royley. Hello. And uh, talk a little bit about our sponsors and it's Carry Out Penny Hill and uh, they have kindly gen- donated all the beer for today and uh, you can get any beer you want in there, you can get non-alcoholic if you if you feel that's necessary, don't see the point lads. <laughs> but uh, they've fantastic range of beers and Carry Out Penny Hill as always are the sponsors of Monthly Madness. So um like I said, it's Monthly Madness, lads, and we have Tony Cousins here. Tony, how are you? Grant, thanks very much for asking me. And we have Beach Boy, Mark Kenny. Yeah, only one Beach Boy. Only one Beach Boy. <laughs> oh, me and the prof are on the Brahma. Uh, we're, we're, going, we're going for a Brazilian. Is yours nice and smooth? Yeah, I like mine. You look like a first Brazilian. time you're like a smooth Brazilian prof, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'll come on with that. <laughs> what do you think of Johnny Blues, lads? What do you think of studio? It's fantastic. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quality. They've signed their uh, the wallet, the wall of fame. They've signed their, wall their of poster. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> they actually knew the game. The picture he put up for this show, the promo was nine ninety nine against Pass in the League Cup. And I challenged him. I said, "What game is that?" And they knew it. And the boys knew it. Celebrating with Robbo. Yeah, some bad. There yeah. Uh, Mark, you made the short trip in Pierce Park there. I was. Yeah. How'd you get on the, the Robbie Keane tournament in Cumberland? He yes. showed up for himself. Did, obviously, he did. He didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> I was actually made ambassador. I was scarlet all around. <laughs> but uh, really good. I was there all night, uh, Friday night, all day yesterday. And again, uh, finished up there a couple of hours ago there. And you were saying earlier on, Leeds looked good? Leeds were very good. Uh, they were beaten by Cardiff in the final, but a couple of little standout players. Steve McFair show up, he would have been... Um, yeah, no, he wasn't he, there either. He would have been a big Cardiff yeah. man. Yeah. And Leeds. Leeds, Leeds yeah, yeah, Leeds. Leeds you know I mean, yeah. bigger Leeds. I think bigger Leeds, yeah. I think he was yeah. at Leeds for- Jesus, he could have been, been that league for 10, 10 years. years. Yeah, he was yeah. there as a young lad. So he was over at yeah. Cardiff for the celebrations as well. He, he was popped, he? Yeah, yeah, he popped over for the, the promotion celebrations. Big clubs, big clubs. So we'll ask you some of the lighthearted questions for us. And Eamon M wants to know, did Mark ever give a pass short in 40 yards? Uh, <laughs> probably not, to be fair. <laughs> Once or twice. That's Hold why it. we used to call him Hollywood. He got, yeah. We gave him his nickname at Liverpool. Hollywood, yeah? yeah. Hollywood, because <laughs> the, every ball was a Hollywood ball. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this question came in from a young man named Mark. He says, could you please ask Tony who made 80% of his goals? <laughs> well, I'd say that's Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> that sent it in. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, 
Shamrock Rovers' top league goalscorers in the modern era are as follows. So we Gary Twig with 81, but um, was that disputed goal from Twiggy included in that one? He no. top, Total overall 89 goals, or 88 goals, isn't it? 88, But he's yeah. only 89. Wow. Uh, which one? Which one was that? I think he said Sligo or something. There was a disputed goal. I can't remember which oh, one. Oh, no, if he's calling it, it's his goal. Yeah. Is it? As a striker, <laughs> there you yeah. go. If you're within distance of the ball, it's your goal. <laughs> There was a famous header as well, him and Dean Kelly in Daily Mount Park. Do you remember that? Yeah. If you look back on it now, it's still very tough to call. The both of them headed the ball oh, at the same time. It's insane. You can't. It's very hard to make so out. So did you get two for that? <laughs> <laughs> two of them still point over. So he's on 90. <laughs> and Tony Cousins, you're from 46. We Gary McCabe at 42 and Sean Francis with 40. So no one else has 40 goals or more since 1985. So with that in mind, Ed Saul says... Ask Mark Kenny if he had to pick a fit Tony Cousins or a fit Gary Twig to play with. Who would he choose? Well, I personally don't know Gary. Uh, I've watched him play many occasions, but it's because of him, unfortunately, all day for me. Uh, not only known Tony, but playing with him for a good few years in England and then back home, obviously, with the hoops. Uh, be Tony Cousins all day for You me. just got used to how his style of play. Yeah, I think we had a, a kind of a special bond between ourselves as well. It's not just on and off the pitch, but we had that little bit of a eye contact as well, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, those we done that in my club too. You know? <laughs> Tony's blushing here. Yeah. So Sean Francis got in touch as well, Jeez. and he said, "Ask Kenzo, what oh. is a Carl?" It's a long story. It's a long story, and probably can't be aired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the time. We'll get it early in a while. And he says, "What does see you at yours mean?" Uh, that that's actually quite a good one. That was uh, after training. Normally, when we played on a on a Friday night, if we didn't come in on a Saturday, we'd come in on a Sunday, especially under kind of Bucko and uh, Damien Richardson. Right. And it was always myself and Derek Tracy. <laughs> These are terrible stories, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I used to say to Derek, "I'll see you at yours." Was the L and everybody would be laughing, you know, and with Damien in the dressing room, we were obviously going for a gargle. <laughs> sure. And we knew the exact same pub and we'd be in the exact same place. So, see you at yours. Is Before that technology, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> And this is Sean what was the boozer? What was the what was the the haunt? We used to go back to my uh, old haunt, which was Comiskey's down there. Comiskey's, yeah, yeah, down the Navan Road. Handy for, <laughs> handy for me for falling <laughs> home. Yeah. It was a forty euro taxi for Derek going to both. Exactly, you picked the handy. Yeah, this is Sean Francis again. He says, "Ask Cozzo how it failed to win the top prize in the draw and second, third, and fourth prize." <laughs> Describe, <laughs> yes. but the family are still eating. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving a car outside. What's the what's the story behind that one? It was the club draw, yeah. And I won it, and I think my dad was second, second or third, yeah. <laughs> and it was four clubs in for me at the time. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! It winning raffles, you didn't even enter, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we Paul O'Connell, one of our uh, one of our fans he says I'm sure Mark remembers the nights in the horse and jockey and in Shakur after home games there he'd walk in regularly and have a point and a smoke with the fans he was a hoar for whipping up the smokes <laughs> <laughs> them days are well gone <laughs> it's alright Zidane, smoke Zidane, Zidane smoked as well <laughs> yeah Zidane there you go as well. so did Socrates yeah. <laughs> Derek and Tony says you'd bring the cans tray of cans on the bus the game. He said you'd get that before you well, put the kit on. you got to get your priorities right, you <laughs> yeah, know. The says. iced cans, they had to be too. Oh, yeah. And he said sometimes you'd be forgetting the gear, but the slabs would be <laughs> on the back. <laughs> different era, really. Ah, it is. You know, it is. Yeah, it's it's know, changed so much, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's changed so much. Even in England, but it's, it's totally different now than it was. 
but even the relationship like with fans as well were, were kept were kept you know away in that sense that we'd ne- like if we saw a player having a drink with us that we'd be shocked yeah. you know what I mean but it was the norm back then it know? was we used to meet up on a regular basis go straight over after games and stuff like yeah. that Papa Warren said the same two, thing as well you know, even away like away like I remember going to Cork and all before like you'd, you'd meet up in the pub beside the train station yeah, after the yeah. game ah, and yeah. everybody be in having the everybody be getting the train all together yeah. and it would never turn nasty no, no, never, never 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 well, that's see. It's, times have changed though as well. I mean, it's probably for the better, to be honest. I think. Yeah. But maybe, maybe some sort. I was saying that Dortmund do this thing every year where the, the players pull points and work behind the bar, Fairly good. and then they have a big day out, like something like that. Could you know? I don't think it go miss. No, <laughs> I think it'd be no. all right. And you pull a point. I could drink a few, but <laughs> I'm not sure about pulling them. And uh, we Barry Ryan. Former hoops keeper, you know him, lads, on Twitter. Oh, very well, yeah. He said, Mark used to con the scales when you got your weight checked. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for Tony? <laughs> yeah, again, my old uh, partner was uh, Daryl. Der- Derek actually had to struggle with his weight. He had to end up put- putting on weight. Really? He was He's that quite skinny. wiry, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. because he so was... So he used to get on this guy's weight, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on my back. <laughs> But uh, Derek, it was funny because you had to get weighed in uh, shorts and socks, and you were. And even back then, they had that. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah. this is a book I kind of brought in in right. that kind of regime of, you know, we're taking body fats and stuff like that. And was it a certain weight, or would everybody had their own? But spe- everybody had their own. Right. Everybody had their own from your body mass and your right. all that kind of stuff. And they got a guy in to do that, did they? They right. did. Yeah, right. they did. So Derek, Derek used to have to put on two or three pounds. So what he used to do was put a. Uh, Stones in his in his pockets of his not. jacket. Yeah, he did. I thought he's got a cami, but I don't care because I always struggled with my for him to struggle with his to put on weight is kind of unheard of. But uh, he used to be behind me. Then it would be my turn, and I'd get on the scales, and I'd always put my hands behind me back. But Derek would lift me. <laughs> take the weight off, and he'd be looking over my shoulder. Yeah, until you're I got exactly on eleven. Bang! Right, that's it. Let's go ahead, lads. <laughs> Another half a stone gone. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well, Mark. Well. Three days since I got weighed. It's an extra two points. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we wanted to ask you guys about your family history support, Rovers. So, Mark, your brother Harry, 13 seasons at the club, as everybody knows. And do the connections go further than that? Do they go back? The Rovers support family? Uh, I, I personally don't know that, but it was always when I was a kid growing up, I was spent my life in Milltown. Oh, yeah? Between going training with Harry. To actually go and watching them every Sunday it was a, it was definitely a family and occasion. You know we're all from the the north side. How would you get to Milltown? We used to drive. My yeah. dad, yeah. Yeah, there was always stories of specials around. Twelve, yeah. No, cross the yellow, yellow, yeah. Stay. With. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have so many brothers, but we all used 15, to go. Fifteen, <laughs> like I've eight brothers, yeah. and at the time everybody was kind of. And is there anyone around. else who plays football? Yeah, it's just you and, and uh, Harry who kind of it made it. It was just myself and Harry that kind of would have played at a, kind of a, a, a better level than everybody it. else, but everybody played. Everybody played. And what about you, Tony? Have you got a connection with Roberts? Um, Following the hoops. Well, my my uncle uh, Dick played. Yeah. He Dick played. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Where, where did you grow up? I I uh, I grew up. I was born in the Liberties. Right. And uh, Grey Square, and then we moved to Talla. All oh, right. And. Uh, I was over 30 years in Tala. And um, Is that Richard's father? Yeah. Did he play for Rovers? Yeah. Yeah, Richard Dunn. What, what year? What, what century was that? Oh, the century, century. Fuck it out. 
I think he was quite young at I'm the just time. waiting for the prof to jump out. He I knows think, his stats. I think he was quite young at the time. I'm not sure about that. There's a tester for you. Like my... my uh, my uncle Theo played for Shells. Oh yeah. So he won Theo Bond. He won the FA Cup with yeah. James captain there. And Tommy was your cousin. Tommy was my cousin. Obviously his son and my other uncles played Patsy Noel. Uh, so a football part of the old family. Oh, they, they, all, yeah. All, yeah. they all played on, on that was on my mother's side and then my my father. He was involved in football. He managed schoolboy teams for over thirty years. Oh yeah. Scouted for a few English clubs so. I was always involved, uh, as long as I can remember. Mm. And like that with Mark, I would have gone to Milltown um, regularly to see that, the foreign row team. What did you think of the foreign row team? Were they excellent? They were brilliant. Um, I actually I palled around with a lad that lived in Goatstown, uh, Jason Dempsey at the time. And uh, on a Sunday, we used to train uh, on a Sunday morning, and then we'd go and watch uh, uh, the, the foreign row. I'd, I'd stay here. Who was your favourite player in the foreign row? Uh, oh, did some brilliant players. Mick Bourne was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat Bourne. We Pat in here Pat, two months ago. Pat, Pat was just at another level. Yeah, you different know, he could have still been playing in England. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that yeah. Good? Oh, he was yeah. absolutely. But they were they were a fantastic team. They were a well-oiled machine, and you know, great pace, out wide, and all. You know, really good players. Hardy, very comfortable on the ball. Must have been special oh, for you as well. Uh, yeah, Mark, it playing was. With your brother playing. I mean, <clears throat> it was. It was. A, it was a great time. Uh, definitely for my parents and stuff like that. Uh, the whole family was obviously they were. He was winning leagues and cups, and so it was a, a constant ongoing thing. Going to watch them everywhere. Like my mum and dad travelled every game that Harry played. Oh yeah, every game. He had a very bad injury as well. He spoke about yeah, going to Vancouver. He did. Yeah, so, and then he broke it again. He broke it again. Over he was only over there. I think. Two or three weeks. And I love this honesty as well because he said that he didn't get on with Jim McLaughlin. He said straight no. out, he said, listen, didn't get on with the guy. He missed the whole season. He was he? good at what yeah. he did. Yeah. 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 He was good at what he did. He said, he, he said, no King was was the coach and he pretty much had just had a knack for picking players. He yeah. said, you know how to pick not, a team. Not know? everybody gets on with the manager, yeah. but you know, there's two things. You're, you're either playing for your teammates or you're playing for yourself. But I think that comes as well with coaching and management. I think it's totally different. Yeah, you know, it is. You know, everybody though, it's no, such a but, hard thing no, to but do. Even, a, even a coach, you see good coaches and they're good out in the training ground, but then when they become the manager, for us, prime it's, example it's, it's, it's Trevor Crowley. Trevor Crowley. No, but it, yeah. it, it doesn't. It doesn't work out. Yeah, do you know what it's I mean? Exactly what because when you become a manager, you're dealing with everything. You're dealing with the players. You're dealing with the board. You're dealing with the fans. You're dealing with the media. Whereas a coach, you just pretty much go turn up. Yeah, turn up. You you, mm. you you know you you do your uh, you do your drills and you go home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Trevor Cardi was on LOI Weekly. I think he did say that, didn't he? Sounds like he's kind of found his level it, now. He's yeah, very comfortable he struggled with the media persistence yeah. big time. Well, I think Trevor. Yeah. But like, anyone that worked under Trevor have nothing but yeah, great things to say. They say like he's yeah. a fantastic coach. But management side, it might, yeah. it's not for everybody yeah, either. No, and, you know. and, and, and in fairness to Trevor, you know, he did win a League Cup. Yeah, he won the... When he, he, when he was... Satanta. Satanta. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That was, yeah. last, that was our last trophy, in fairness. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So you can't, you know what I mean? But probably himself, it's how you feel yourself. And maybe for Trevor, he feels now. It's good for him to have tribe management. 
because then you you feel comfortable then yourself on either role. Yeah, yeah. true, true. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? He's looked at both sides. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. True enough. So we'll move on now to the big news on Thursday that Graham Bork received his first call-up to Ireland and he was included in the provisional squad for the friendly games against Celtic France and the USA. So Martin O'Neill said that it just wasn't his wonder goal that impressed him but was overall play and his advice to Bork if he's uh, if he's to get a cap is to just go and play your game and do what you usually do. So Rovers are due to play Sligo Rovers at the showgrounds a day before Scott Brown's testimonial at Celtic Park while they face St. Pat's the following Tuesday. So Bradley said he has spoken to O'Neill and they'll have to work out the logistics of what goes on. So hopefully, mm. hopefully we don't miss, he doesn't miss too many yeah, games. I don't, I don't see the problem in if he goes in with the squad and then plays for Rovers on the Saturday. You know, it's a testimonial the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's like you could fly. It's an hour, an hour's flight to Glasgow. Yeah. It's not hard to get a flight over, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the next that, day. or even that evening. Or even, yeah, well. Do you think that's what they're talking about? Maybe yeah. arranging? It has to be. They they they'll sit down and chew the fat about that. I, I, think, you know I, I think O'Neill is kind of fairly cemented saying that he will play in that game. That's the game that yeah. he's going to so play. Yeah, so he's the cap, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the game that he wants to play. I think it's a little low-key. It's a testimonial game. It won't be... I think a lot of the top cylinders. Irish players will be pulled out of that game. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, if Joe Lapierre can get a cap with him. Well, I think that was, that's a different situation. Yeah. I think A lot of players got capped in that tour, though. There was a, yeah, that's the last time a league where I'm player was capped. Joe was Gamble, it? 2007. Yeah. That tour. I, th- I, think, I think, like, if you're looking at Graham and the farm he's in, you know, for me, from the games I've seen, when Graham plays well, he can play at a different level to the other players. He can up the tempo of the game yeah. when the ball comes to him. Uh, for me, at times, sometimes he goes in and out and out of the game. A that, that'd bit, be my problem yeah, as well. A little bit, a little bit too much. But for quality wise, you know, I don't think uh, there's not many players in the league can reach the level that he can reach yeah. when he's really hot. I think his decision making as well is a little bit suspect at times. I mean, he'll do something fantastic, yeah, and then he'll yeah. take a shot for forty yards. It'll go like twenty yeah, yards but, over. But it, like that, that's a coach's dream. Surely it is. The but only thing to, is, see a player of that quality, you could coach that out of him. You know, you know the so. ones that don't go in. I wouldn't worry about that. Like as a, you should never worry about missing, right? Because the way if you the day you start worrying about missing is the day you won't start scoring goals mm. so for any 20 yarder that he misses the target look at the glorious goals that he scored true. so if he was to worry true. about the ones that he hit suppose boy, if you don't try you don't score exactly it's only May and he scored a few from that range so yeah, you have yes. to let him try them how many goals yeah. has he got to date he's on 10 now he's on yeah, 10 like, 20 overall I think but he's a different player he's not just an out and out striker he's you know he's, that's what it's going to come to where would you play him where's his, where's his best position for you he's probably where do you have him just for me sometimes and maybe that's why he kind of gets he gets a little bit frustrated um, sometimes I find that he drops too deep Right. And whoever's playing up front is left isolated. So, and when teams presses and go long, the centre forward is left a little bit isolated. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think when he gets into those final toward, you can see even the other team. Right. Backing real, off. Oh, backing yeah, off. There's point. a real worry. This is a genuine a, fear there. A real fear. There Whereas is. If you're a centre half or 
or the other manager, you're happy if he's dropping beyond the halfway line or out sure. wide. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's it, you're not as vulnerable. What about you, Mark? Would you play him in the ten roll? I could say the ten roll. He's just that type of player. He could play anywhere across from midfield up. Yeah. You know, I, I've watched. I was just saying we were talking before there with the prof saying I think it's seven home games. Is it this year? Yeah, six or seven. Yeah, I, I think, think I've been at five of them right. now. So I've watched a good lot of them. I've been to one or two away games. So I would have seen him definitely eight or nine games this season. Mm. And he's a little bit special yeah, for me. You know, I, I really like that. I, I kind of was that type of player myself now. Not to his bloody standard, yeah. let me tell you. But that kind of a luxury where he can just pull something out of nowhere. He can find a... You'd nearly say he's a free role at times. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Like he's going to be that luxury type player. I can understand, like, like I can understand as well from uh, from Bradzer's point of view that you know you're saying about midfield, but you know defensively he ain't going to give you no much no. if you play him in there. So I think by playing him just behind the striker, you know at least they can still have a, a solid two midfield bank. Him. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? I I see. He actually played a uh, wide right for the second half on. Yeah, on yeah, Friday yeah, night. I, I wouldn't be a fan of playing out there at all. No, that was, yeah. no. But in fairness, I think it had to happen for because he was they were over the middle of the pitch. Yeah. The first half, the three lads are very good in the middle. They were, yeah, they were excellent. Tatis, like they, they actually played a square. They did, Warford. yeah, they did. And it was very unusual. I've seen them. Seen diamonds. I've seen them a couple of times. Yeah. And I actually thought when they played against Pats, I thought it was a diamond, but it's is that not. In it's, not. it's a square. It is, it's yeah. They, they go for it when yeah. they're away, don't oh, they? Yeah. They stick two up top and the man behind well, The man sent off as well yeah. in that game, and they were still in the game till no, the end. Oh, was that that game yourself? I, thought I think with Waterford, like the games I've seen, they're very comfortable on it. Uh, well drilled. I don't think Waterford will go away. I think, no. if anything... You know, they might catch up a little bit I, more I, closer. I, I think they'll strengthen again in July, and I think the side they have, like if you look even the other night, Brown didn't play. Correct. Well, I spoke to Alan Reynolds the morning of the game, right? And the the two fullbacks were actually their two wingers that started the week before. No, yeah, yeah, they played fullback. And the left, if back, you watch eleven, and they're even Comerford is playing. Over. Yeah, Barnett played centre half. The left full played centre half yeah because they were missing Webby weren't they Webby yeah, they were missing Feely Feely played centre half that's right you know Feely has played centre yeah, half yeah he has played everywhere hasn't he he has yeah, yeah. he started out nearly as a centre forward I'm sure he was a winger kid, Pats. Yeah. his nickname of Pats was Touchy well, yeah. Touchy Feely <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness you know when they change the second half and that's what I'm saying sometimes you have to change it yeah do you know what I mean and, and in fairness down the 4 3, three second half you're having to put Graham Outwood. Yeah, just to facilitate um, someone else. What it did do was it meant that the two forward midfielders were able to get a little bit closer to them. Right. Keegan wasn't as comfortable on it, Abora wasn't yeah, as comfortable yeah. on it. And they pressed them a lot higher and got Rovers back into the game. Yeah, it was a good second half performance. It was, we'll yeah. talk, we have that in a while, we were talking about Just the last word on Berkey, uh, Roy Keane's worked him before because he was assistant manager at Villa. Oh, so we know. So they worked together then. And people were asking, when's the last Rovers pair to be capped by Ireland? And you just get off the top so, of our heads when we ask the lads. Can they remember who the last Rovers player we capped by Ireland was? Liam O'Brien, no. Peter Eccles. No, it was Pat Byrne. Pat Byrne. Pat Byrne yeah, against Pat Czechoslovakia Byrne. in May 1986. Wow. Whether or not that was the last call-up, maybe Pat or Eccles were called up in the squad. I don't know. I know Eccles, he did get a cap. I don't, 
know. He got one cap, but it was yeah. before that one. It was it, yeah. So he was the last cap, yeah. Right. Um, As you can say, yeah, in your time, lads, call-ups were really few and far between. I think Gagan for Shells, 1997. Yeah. Though he wasn't actually capped, but he got called up for qualifier against Macedonia. Uh, Jason Byrne and Glenn Crow in the early That's 90s. Right. So yeah, yeah. It's, it is a big deal for the league, doesn't it? Yeah, it went, it went really Jack did it with, with Pat and then it kind of nothing happened there no, in between. No, kind of fizzled out there. Yeah. Mm. I think in fairness to the I players think it's good for now, the league, you know. I think now yeah. there's a bigger merit um, in relation to that players are full-time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think, not a million miles I away. I, I, I'd, I'd cringe if they start looking down at Division 2 and Division 3 to bring players yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And overlook our league, you know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I, I think hate, I hate as well. I think it's different over there. I think I think that division two and three is very physical. I think there's there's some great football being played in our league at the I moment. Do. I thought I agree, even yeah. Friday night, I think both teams tried to play. Yeah. Warford um, were very good. Warford were yeah. excellent first half. Really uh, really comfortable on the ball. And if you look at Warford even there's a couple of those players that Kind of lost their way in the lower leagues in England, mm. like a, a bar and yeah, a, bar, a bit of a journey man, wasn't he? Yeah, and here he the, the same boy, because yeah. what happens is and English football didn't suit them. Yeah, and, yeah, and like even when Graham Graham uh, Burke was with uh, Notts County, and you'd probably say the lower leagues would yeah. suit Graham's game. Do you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Was it wasn't there? Um, Davy Mack was saying they let him go because he was, he was too, too good. Too he, good. Didn't, he didn't fit in to the system footballer. at all. Yeah. And yeah. just wasn't physical. Because it's a different yeah. game. Like if you go to those games, uh, I would wa- watch them a fair bit. And if you if you look at uh, those games, the physicality, like the centre halves are beasts. Yeah, they're, they're six, six foot six. six yeah, six yeah. foot five and built like a yeah, tank. Built like yeah. tanks. So you know what I mean. It is a lot harder if you're if you're a good footballer. One last note about the Ireland squad. Former Rovers B keeper Conor O'Malley. I saw that. I know Conor. Got his first yeah. call-up. He was super goalkeeper. Excellent, excellent. Mm. Lad. Yeah, yeah. Peter Brunel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's uh, your man's team, isn't it? The the chairman. Is it now? Oh, I think he is the door. No, not him. It's. No. Uh, oh yeah, no. Who Chris Forrester? Property yeah, Peter, 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 yeah, yeah, Peter, 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 I mean, yeah. it says a lot, doesn't it? Putting a transfer. It just goes to show you what happens, yeah. yeah. But a new manager's gone in. As Is that well. what it was? Yeah, yeah. and oh, he, he Evans has gone that's in. That's right. There yeah, he wants to stamp his his own mark now on the club, and obviously he he's said, got a he's got a good I mean? rep of getting teams that's up what as I'm well. Saying, yeah. So <laughs> maybe he feels that it doesn't suit what he wants to again. Well, just talking about really, like Bork, yeah. that kind of a luxury player, yeah. you know. Forster was a great player. Well, uh, Tony, you're currently working for our old boss, Mike O'Neill, at Northern Ireland. And tell us about the role and how you view the Irish League or, or even the League of Ireland for uh, call-ups. As What's the standard like up there and how are you getting on with the job? No, well, it was true. Uh, it's when I stopped um, management, really. Uh, Michael asked me to... Uh, my brother, Andrew, works with Michael. Right. 
So he would, Andrew would do all the the opposition teams. Ah, so it's pretty much a scout. He'd go and he'd fill in Michael O'Neill and say, this is what yeah, they really set up. He would, he would travel. Like Andrew's working with Michael about six years now. And uh, so it was really, um, Andrew couldn't go on one of the trips and Michael said it to Andrew, what town he liked to go. I'd stopped... Uh, I'd stop management and he said, like, it's a different, something different for him. So I've done it now a few times um, between Andrew not being able to go or we did a double header as well leading up. He wanted two of the international teams. And it's great for me because, you know, you're looking at international teams, you're looking at... uh, Oppositions, you know, different. Uh, and you do up like a dossier and hand it up and say, yes, yeah. here's how they play. They're, they're playing different uh, systems. They're playing different systems, which is good even for yourself. You're learning. You're, you know, sometimes if you're sitting in the stand, you're you're cold to the table. You're not involved. Yeah. So you can sit back and take in what's happening. And you sounds know, like a dream job to me. You know, to go play, go watch football yeah, well, and do a little report. The way it is, I wouldn't. Andrew would be the. Andrew would be like I. I'd do whatever I can. Uh, uh, I'd have a very small uh, part to play. Right. But like the way it is, it's been great because Michael, you know, he has given me an opportunity to do it. And when you stop, there's not many opportunities there to stay in the game at a high level. Right. And through that, I've been scouting now for Hearts for the last six months because the assistant manager at Northern Ireland. Is the assistant manager at Hearts, so it gives me an interest even going to the league games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that you're looking around, uh, we signed our first player. So I got my first player signed there a couple of months ago from Glenavon. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Burns. So you know what I mean. It's it it, it gives you it gives you an interest. Uh, so would you let's games. say you'd watch you you'd be in let's say you have an Irish League game and let's say Clifton Villa Linfield are playing and you see someone say oh yeah Joe Garmy looks alright would you yeah what what take what does it take for you to make that recommendation because your your word has to be has to be solid doesn't it I mean what what pushes it over the line to say okay that player is good enough I'm I, gonna recommend him I think there's a lot of things as well I think you have to look at the player's character as well do you know what right. I mean it's not necessarily gonna be his ability that's gonna do it you know when you're away there's it's like a roller coaster really you're gonna have so many dips you've got to be strong mentally right and uh you know sometimes it's not the best technical player that make it it might be the fella that is does a bit of extra training afterwards or? yeah and is mentally really strong you know what i mean that he'll come through the every everything that's thrown at him better and uh, but come here, you have to have the you have to have the ability as well to go away. And you is there a minimum amount of times you'd you'd watch someone? You'd have to watch. Well, you talk about Graham Bork. I w- I would say like I would have said about Graham Bork for for Hearts. Yeah, I would have definitely said yeah. Oh yeah, you'd sign him. You're not telling but, me he's crap. But the <laughs> no, but the only <laughs> thing is, but we're but the only uh, the only thing for me is uh, we're at a level that. We're not gonna uh, pay out big money, right? So I have to be looking at a certain player as well that's maybe coming up to maybe a free contract, or right. he's gonna cost smaller money. So uh, and the, I mean at the moment, Bork, I couldn't even give a price. I don't even know how it works, but surely his, his price is sky high now at the moment. His, his stock is how much would a call up add on to the price? Nah, like that type of thing. You if know? He's, you know, if you're under contract, 
it depends on how long your contract yeah, is now. Three years. But if you have three years left, you're, you're looking at 150 grand up front at least. Easy, yeah. You know, add-ons, it'd have to be... Whatever else the club wants as part of it, like a percentage maybe or something like that. As in well, that's your, that's your add-ons, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it'd have to, have to be at least that. But that's why in the role I do as well, I watch a lot of uh, video analysis for our video games for them. The likes of the Division the 2, Division 3. Um, and that's why I would know what the game is like yeah, at right. 2 and 3. Uh, most of the players that we watch are from those divisions. Um, so, so you're just looking for a diamond in the rough, you could say. Something down the leagues, I think it will pluck Yeah, in but I think out. it shows financially as well. You see, the problem is, for the likes of a lot of the clubs up, up in Scotland, bar Celtic and Rangers... You can't afford anything in the Premier Division yeah. or the Championship. So yeah. you have even, even the Championship. Even the Championship. Oh, yeah. So you've got to be looking at Division One and Division Two. I think that's the reality. That's really? the reality of it. Or the other thing that we'd look at is maybe the Premier clubs, the uh, the academy players. Twenty three. Someone twenty three. Somebody doing really, the chance yeah, really yeah. well at that level. And, and but even that, around. that'd be probably tough enough to get because if there's someone doing well at that level. Obviously, their own club is going to be having a look at them and think, right, he's progressing. Yeah, but they might loan him out. They might loan him. We got one from United last year. and He's he's done really well. Um, So, you know, some will come and do really well. This is something I love about football. I love the ins and outs and the the stories behind transfers. So how did that come about? You you just, what do you just ring up United and say, how are you? You've a player there. Or yeah, do you need a connection? Is yeah, no, they the, that was the club, you know. The obviously the club, the the uh, our our main scout, he would make contact. Our assistant, our system manager does a lot as well. Yeah, so um, there's agents involved nowadays. Yeah, yeah there's agents involved, but in a, in the likes of those circumstances where they're trying to get a player out of a big club, you know, a lot of times that they'd make contact uh, with the club first. And then, well, yeah. if you're an agent as well, it's it's in the agents. Uh, like he he wants the player to play at a higher level. So at the he end of the day, he, he, he wants his cut. Yeah, yeah, but he he, wa- he wants him to go on loan because if he does well, obviously it enhances. You know them having to make give him a new contract of or course. him going to another club. So uh, I don't think the agent would be stepping in and giving out whether the clubs went. Yeah, true, yeah. But the, the, as Mark said, the agents now have a massive pull in the game. Yeah. Oh, like I, I think I read something somewhere that like certain clubs don't deal with certain agents. As in, I think like United only sign players off a certain agents. Yeah, and they yeah. can't. They'll never sign a particular player because their agent won't deal with United. And it's it goes sad, as deep as that. Really, it's yeah, nuts. It's, pretty it's sad. crazy. Yeah, okay. so it wasn't. I think Pogba had the same. Agent as a couple of players that have been signed recently. I can't, I can't remember the name of them, but either way, those they pretty much they're joined and they can jump ship as well. They can yeah. jump ship. You're, you're pretty much. Actually, it's in today's paper that he's gone to somebody. Is PSG, it? Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. That Neymar is gone somewhere else. So it's all the way agents. But uh, well, a bit of news, a bit of club news, and the club received a heavy fine following the display, which was deemed as a, an offensive banner when we played Waterford away earlier this season and uh, it was put up on social media that we can't afford for it to happen again so there was two and a half grand I think wasn't it it was a big fine and I think it's doubled if it happens again now this is a touchy subject for like this has been touched on in the media in the last two or three weeks it's about Akinadi and the situation with him 
Well, you can make a new banner. One about how he's still in Lee Grace's pocket. Yeah, he's still in there now. Lee Grace was excellent in fairness. That's his best game I think I've seen him play for Rovers. Um, what else we got? We have Podge was back and uh, he was a guest in the 1899 before he was sinking the points as well. Good oh, to see him nice, in with the fans. Nice, yeah. Good to see him in with the fans sinking points and um, at the Waterford game. So he said, thanks for a great evening and he said, Aaron Bulger's going to have a hell of a career. So what I do you think of Aaron Bulger? I like Aaron. I like Aaron. Uh, he's very, very nasty little fucker, as Brazzy yeah, says. But look, there's no harm in that. Uh, as a young, I lad. loved it because it's just—it was perfect. That's what he is, though. Yeah. He's a great little player. He seems to have that kind of old man head on yeah. the young body, which is great because I'd say he's still probably eighteen. Just turned eighteen. Just Portugal. turned eighteen. That's how I like, Fantastic. He's been well capped with the international level. He's been well on the radar. I was actually manager of the nineteens at the time. When uh, Stephen McPhail and Ado brought him in to play a friendly game for the 17s. Right, this is just before they signed him, was it? Yeah. Kind of a trial type He was absolutely exceptional. Yeah. That was in Rollstone, actually, and he was brilliant. And Stephen McPhail said, this one's for the game future. Him, yeah. So they nabbed him, nailed him, signed him down. And, I think and who did he sign since. from, Joey's or Kevin's? Which one? Uh, I think it was jo- Joey's. 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 So what was yeah, the... Was Joey's, yeah. See, at, at schoolboy level, it's different. So what way... Is that legal, you could say, for them to do that? Did they just approach Joey's and say, can I think we you take him down? Or realistically, I'd say the club weren't even approached. Yeah. I'd say they would have went to his parents or went to the kids. And is that, oh, is that under the... Is that allowed? Can you approach I'm, someone's parents? Well, not at that age, yeah. At the, yeah. the parents, yeah, I think you can. You know, I always I, wonder how it, how it works. I mean, obviously this... Happens at every club. Yeah, you approach a player. It's like everything. It's it, the only the only thing from the club's point of view. It's when you go and sign a player on a professional contract. Then, right. then you have to look after the club. Ah, I see. You're yeah. taking them. Yeah. From. But it wouldn't be like that at DDSL. Have you have yeah. you seen much of him? Oh, yeah, season? oh, it would. Yeah, it, it would like go back. It would to, go back from when he five, started. Five seasons. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're going right back now to their schoolboy club. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have to get a percentage, don't they? Yeah. yeah the club, the schoolboy club, have to get a percentage I remember looking yeah, at the paid. if the agents test over here I remember looking at the questions and it was something like Raj has played for I don't know fucking uh, an Iraq team and he played there for five years yeah and then he moved to Man United and then he moved to someone else and they have to work out the percentage yeah there is so if he's bought uh, like PSG buying from Man United correct you have to work out how yeah. much and that's what it is here he's old yeah yeah that's yeah. what it and is it's the same if it's quite player, complicated it is if it a player be. goes away it's the same if a player goes away to England that they have to pay the club. Yeah, sure. Well, Connor Masterson, he does there was big money involved with him from Luke and United. Correct. He's doing well at Liverpool now. He's doing excellent. Yeah, he, uh, he there was a there's a right few quid involved there. They really wanted him. I don't know who else he, he was who was in from, but uh, he's doing well at Liverpool. Uh, everybody was after Connor. Everybody, yeah. yeah. He was a talent boy. Still doing great. I think he's been offered another contract. Yeah, yeah. on the bench wasn't he for the Champions yeah, League? He's been, yeah, but in saying that, excellent. I'm, I'm not dampening it, but. It wasn't Dan clearly on the bench for one of those he games. He had been well. and yeah. taught very highly yeah. of by uh, Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers, that's what yeah. it was, yeah. With Dundalk, yeah. he's done really, really well. He, he, went, he went to Birmingham. Really well, like, I mean, yeah. I thought it was done and dusted with him here, so I really I don't think, know what happened I there. honestly think Rovers uh, let that one through the net because they took him, he was with them there, I think, three, four weeks. Doing he was pre-season, in Portugal. then went away with them for the week. He was at the. Well, there was a there was a strange incident at the squad launch where players all got their numbers, hmm. and, and that, he, Dan he was did, there. He was left he out. Yeah, 
He so didn't get a number, strange. did he? I think the thing about the time was we were top heavy at centre back. Yeah. We had signed Danny Gilchrist. That's correct. But we had signed up, yeah, good. I think that was the thinking. Before like, that, I, yeah. I can only I can step into his shoes for a minute. I'd say he felt off. I think he jumped ship a couple of days after, wasn't it? I mean, think yeah. about it. He's sitting there and everybody has a jersey and he doesn't get a number. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the lad. I, think well, I, 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 I don't think he played well. many games when he here. I'm at Rovers, like you know, sure. I know. But it was listen, only like he was thrown straight weeks, into the first team. He went to the Portugal yeah. preseason. Yeah. Strong, thrown straight into the force teams, played nearly every game for he him. He has done, yeah. no, he's done well to be fair to him. Mm-hmm. You he's know, a good player. Since he's come home. Yeah. You know, it's good to see, like, that's the one thing about the league. It is a safety net for players when they come home. I think the great thing now is, that, you know, to run properly. Do you think more could be done for the kids coming home? Was it you that did a survey? I meant to, I meant to say this, so I met you out in Abbottstown before. At a, at, a, at a training or I think it was there was a tournament it was and I think you, did, yeah, did, yeah. You, did you do uh, a did. survey on kids coming home the amount that come home after three years or something like that there is yeah there's a, there's a huge amount massive amount it's like it's scary to mention you know like it's 98 point something percent of players that go away to the UK and that would be coming home after the it's not I don't think from it's the age of 16 anymore, to 19 no they're they're young scholars now they're right. called but from the age of 16 to 19, people that leave this country and go to the UK, are, they're going beyond now. Uh, there's 98 point something percent come home at, or released from their country after then. three years. Do you think we The only know thing f- with the education has gone huge in England. Yeah. You have to go to school or you can't train. Well, that's a good so, thing. Which is a good thing. And even after that, mm-hmm. even after they're leaving, like even if they start a college degree and they come home, the club still has to pay Correct. for the rest of their college. Or if they had paid well. into the PFEI so, or the PFA yeah. in England, they'll pick up the, the tabs. Right. So but particular, particularly the club now, because they don't get their grants without right. looking after the players. Correct. Uh, so it's an incentive for them to look after the players. Well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, fair. And um, on, on back to the, the players coming home, do you think that the FAI do enough to look after young players that come home? Well, come here, the way it is, it's it's a, it's a difficult one. The, the, the thing is, I think the League of Ireland, you know, is a safety net for the, for the young players coming home. I think there's a lot of good work, a lot of good coaches now, um, and managers, and people don't realise, you know, I, I've managed myself, and you nearly become a psychologist. Yeah. with these players mm-hmm. because you know obviously they're down in the dumps they they've come home mm. uh, they're pretty maybe, much thinking they've home a failure that's exactly the way they've they maybe been living on their own over there all of a sudden they're back in with their family it's everything is kind of different for them such a shock and, and that's why sometimes it just takes maybe 6 months for the player to settle in find his feet again find his yeah, feet absolutely. and the next minute he starts playing well and even this year I've seen with a few players that have come home the last the last month or so they they're really starting to to find their feet again. and yeah. they do well and like you, you look at the likes of young Cochrane out and Bray I think he's he's, he's doing really well. He's starting to play well. See, it's it's all, it's it's just about the like, like you said, you need six months. That's it's about making a decision as well when you come home what they're going to do. Like look at Brando Mille when he came home to Newcastle, he just went up the blue belt. So that's like correct. Yeah. yeah, just get me in and get me playing ball. I yeah. think that's the hardest yeah. decision for them to do to drop down to a level like that. And I think, but I think because it's, it's about well, what are, they're on a the thing, but what are people think as well? Of course, like, he came home to Liverpool. Yeah, he's he came home. He's I think Andy's. I think Andy's done well with them as well. Do you know what I mean? He's done an excellent he's, job. Yeah. You know, he's 
and obviously with the lads that's come home and he's a good fella and you know he looks after them when, when they do go up to him and yeah. but he realises the, the significance of, of them coming home so. oh yeah and it's pretty much the, the top Lancer senior club that a lot of a lot of these guys will go to yeah. you had Keith he went there as well yeah he yeah. did there was yeah. uh, they, 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 like Jason Bourne's up to him now he's, he scored today he, he, he did not did he he did <laughs> oh stop but um, yeah they've, they've a fantastic squad there and they proved that we win the league this year anyway you had a uh, Dundalk, the midfielder. He's Richie Tell. Richie, yeah. Did you see that game yesterday with Richie? He made the got two, two goals, goals yeah. yeah. Then got taken off, and then the other scored. Yeah. <laughs> to equalise it. <laughs> he made the two oh, goals. Yeah. Was Just going back to the uh, Waterford pre-match with Podge. I like the story about, remember Jason Byrne skied his penalty over the bar? Yeah, yeah. Know if you remember that game? Still hurtling. Yeah, he one, one nil. said his brother was making fun of him in the car park. Saying Jason, the ball is still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, look, we said we said this on the show before. We we celebrated that like a goal when he, yeah, when he missed. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. Oh, God, we the stadium. Oh, that was God. Oh, and uh, the points, Mafia, including your me, Mick McCarthy, Tony. Yeah, they've got their new flag. Oh, I think we inspired them. Yeah, because right, we, we were giving them grief. Yeah, it says points, Mafia, and I think it's Latin. Uh, I think Latin. It's Latin, yeah. And it says never satisfied. And oh. we, we, yeah, yeah, we've been slagging yeah, them. So they won't understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we were slagging them, saying that they're never satisfied. And they're always yeah. whinging them on. Mick Harris <laughs> has to be on that. Mick, Mick's the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Mick's yeah. the Godfather. Robbie yeah. Gaffney as well. Yeah. Yeah, the Gaff. Yeah. We're officially influential, girl. Yeah. 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 Last year, the flag. Some good hoops Seriously. there, I tell you. Yeah, Mick Harris got a hold of you on. He did. Yeah. Match day, didn't let me go. He was talking about the Isle of Man. We'll talk about that. Get a few, get a few bottles out of you. Jesus. Did you try the honey bacon roll here? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, this is where we where Prof reviews the food. Did you go for it? No, I didn't either. No. I was hoping you did. We're going to have a cooking section on soon as well. You'd like that, Mark. Oh, yeah, let's get it going. <laughs> right, so uh, what else we got? We drew one all. And Tomer was brought back in for the injured Kevin Horgan, who did look like he was struggling out in Richmond Park that time, didn't he? Yeah. It looked like he was his hammer, maybe. And Ali was in for the suspended Joey O'Brien. And Shaws, he started up front because... Dan Carr was struggling with mm. his hamstring so one all and uh, lads you were there on Friday give us yeah. your thoughts Mark we'll start with you give us your thoughts on the game uh, what do you think of the goal we conceded from where I was I think it, it was coming I think it was coming to be honest they deserved it they had played really really well all the football was being played by Waterford Rovers just couldn't get the grips with that as Tony said earlier a little square in the midfield fellas finding pockets where they probably didn't know whether to be pick up, go in, follow, chase in behind. They were they were well on top and well worth their, their one nil uh, half time <laughs> score. And they were strolling around, weren't they? Yeah. Derry and it, Keegan. Yeah. Strolling at a field. stroll, literally. Yeah. Were, we were so slow in possession. And Hollihan was quite good as well. Yeah. I thought. The pitch was a little sticky, I thought. You know. So so right, I got, I'm gonna yeah. say this to you. Why was the pitch? It was like Dolly Mount Beach. It was Every, a little sticky. Like if you notice the the unnatural. Eruption of rubber on these 4G pitches, right? Yeah. yeah, we had that. That's the first time I've seen that. Tell it, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Dusty mucky every, kind every of, time the ball was passed. And it's, the problem is, what happens is they they throw the sand down to flatten the pitch. Yeah, right. but the problem, as Mark said, if you don't water the pitch, you end up with that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I don't think that wasn't the problem. The problem Absolutely was. Not. Oh no, that's just like, an observation. Like, like the thing is, Waterford were well able to play. Yeah, yeah, no, very true. And the way it is, it was just um, 
as Mark, Mark hit it on the head, it was a struggle at midfield. And then when players then decided to go and press, they were just getting played around. Off. Yeah. And, and, and it made it very difficult. Thought we looked really vulnerable at the back and yeah. nervous between the goalkeeper and uh, and maybe two of the centre halves. I think Grace, you know, had a really good game mm, even in the first player, half. He was excellent. He was, he was, he was very good. He um, see. He, I think he. I think Akinadi nearly ended up in the stand at one stage. He just. I, do you know what he? Akinadi was ahead of him. He did, and he ran past him. And he ran past him. Down on the end line, yeah. buried him he buried all. Buried him all. Yeah. yeah. And got the ball. I, I think. Look at is, that. Yeah. I think the big thing is. I think the big thing. Uh, for Brad's or even I'd say he was happy to go in only one down. Oh yeah, and yeah, just it was. Get, and just get them in and and regroup and then regroup and have a look. Like from a manager's perspective, do you think he got it right? Do you think he was Se- right to swing the axe so quickly? Oh, second half, you had to do something, you know. And you know, probably if you look at Shawzy and and people would probably say, oh well, you had him at Longford and you're probably maybe too protective to him, but. He was very isolated the yeah, first was, half. Yeah. Like you spoke about j- Bourke j- earlier on you when know, he gets dragged deep. Yeah. Correct. It's, but, he's up there in his own. But the only thing is, in fairness, when we changed it, putting Bourke and putting uh, Brandon Melia on, it meant that we two players closer to Kerr. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, with Charles, if you had had two up with him in, in the first He'd half, had that support. Yeah. It's but, essential, though. In fairness, managers make decisions. And if they don't work, you're not a good manager. If they do work, you are a good manager. Yeah. And at half time, he made a decisive decision, and it worked. It was a brave one as well because Rose, you, know, you know two subs at half time. You yeah. know, Rovers got back into the game, and you know from a game that you were saying it's well, dead and buried. I yeah, I did to be honest. Could be dead and buried. They were back in it. I did think as well, you know, and he's come in for a bit of criticism, uh, Bulger. Uh, not, not Aaron, Aaron, Aaron uh, Greg. 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 I felt, I felt, you know, at times Greg, you know, he plays that sitting role, but, you know, I think it's the movement is a little bit too slow, probably, and he's trying to be relaxed and calm people down, yeah. but I thought he he really got us back into the game the other night. He did. I thought, he got, he, I thought he got the game with a scruff of the neck. Yeah. I thought he played at a higher tempo than I've seen him play. With his passing and all, and and you know when you want players, Mark has been in those games when you want someone to stand up and be counted. I really thought he stood up as a senior player the other night. He did, and he did. really got the game by the by the, the scruff of the neck, yeah. and and really up the tempo for Rovers. And and I, I thought a stem from him really. Yeah, you thought, yeah, you dictated. Yeah, I thought, and and it's the best I've seen of him, and I'd like to see him play at that more tempo often. even mm. more because I yeah. think he could have a huge influence he had a great start to the season the he, he, had a couple he of, started he, he started from, well he was excellent he did yeah, yeah. and he, he's gone through now to be fair to him he's gone through a, a bit of a dip yeah. in form he got booked there early on in the first half for a, just a, an out of the blue tackle yeah. Yeah. I thought he was actually going to be sent off <laughs> I don't think I think half time as Tony said couldn't have came quick enough for yeah. Rovers but again as you said Bradley's been in for it a lot of abuse of late, but he's got it spot on. He changed it, went more attacking, got the goal. And to be fair, Rovers could have went on to win the game. Yeah, I thought we did. You know, the chances. Yeah, I did. Yeah. They just haven't done that of late, you know. Yeah. Just last night on the pitch, we were running what those green markings were. It was under 14s GAA. Yeah, I thought oh, we, I thought wow, we nipped really? that in the pool years ago. Genius. I thought we got rid of the gambling. 
That's fine, Stan. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. We'll have that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the council uh, just yeah. firing it out now. Yeah. We, we think that was always it was always going to be. Should they have an archery in concerts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's always the only thing is I think you can't knock what's what's happened with the ground. It's been it's amazing. Like the pluses um, have been amazing. You know, it's one of the best grounds to watch a match. You know, oh, I look, it's the best ground in the country. I, okay. I, I go to a lot of grounds obviously to watch different, yeah. different teams and all and you know it's a pleasure when yeah. I go up to Tala and, yeah. you know what I mean to watch the game some of the other grounds you know you're going back yeah, 40, yeah. 40 years Absolutely. and even if you bring someone okay. over if someone's coming over to watch a player it's nearly embarrassing so you're, you're nearly trying to pick what ground well, to bring them to funny enough the Juve guys that are over with the under 12 wanted to go and watch a League of Ireland team but because Crumlin have an affiliation with Pats yeah. but Pats were in uh, Sligo uh, there's, there's two English scouts from uh, Leeds and Cardiff they right. went to watch Bowes and Bray on Friday night Jeez. but the Italians were taken to Tallet and they couldn't believe the, the ground they went in, had a point a half time. I saw the lads, yeah. Did you see yeah, that? And they spoke, obviously Jim Toner was their chaperone, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How did Jim get involved there? He he sponsored the, the team. Oh, did he? Yeah, Juve to get over. He looked at he's a great lad. Listen, he's brilliant. And the way he treated them Probably was one like, of our most vocal fans of the show. Yeah, he really would be. Is. No, listen, Jim's a great guy. But uh, brought them over, you know, the works, VIP all the way through. So. And they, they absolutely loved it. And they yeah. thought the standard of football was did quite good. Cool. Yeah. Did, did yeah. they and see Chiellini's jersey? Chiellini's jersey. I think they were a little bit pleasantly surprised, yeah. as in they didn't think, you know. Well, the, the match experience is excellent. So I got a hand They had a great it. time. Well, I, I even had the, the Chief Scout out for the Cup final last year. Yeah. In the Aviva, the mm. Hearts Chief Scout. And he was pleasantly. I think he was surprised by the, the technical. Ability of the ability players. Ability of the players. He also, he was more surprised of the tactical. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, awareness game, of, yeah, awareness yeah. of the game that it was. Um, because Especially even like, the game that was in it. Well, I've seen a lot of the Scottish football as well, and I've been over at games, and it's blood and thunder. <laughs> it still is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's absolutely. A lot of the, there's a lot of the teams. So look at the game today, Hibs and Rangers, 5 off. Does Did it finish 5 off? 5 off, 90 minutes. Lennon hit the roof, he did, but he's got an equaliser. <laughs> But you know, oh, so yeah. so it's uh, so you know there is a, it is a good standard. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, the pitch, what the pitch was, we had a little bit more on that, didn't we? It was no, uh, that was drainage it. purposes, wasn't it? It was sanded for drainage purposes. Was it? Yeah, that's what someone on and, Facebook said. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, allows the sand sink in and allows the grass to grow better. But I think we needed to give it another week, didn't we? Just to let it, to let it grow. There's a lot of games as well. Isn't yeah, there are like a lot of games. Come on, take a fast. We hate the 10-team league now, in fairness. And the worry, is, the worry is after the break now. I think I think I was up at Bowles a few weeks ago and one of the fellas said to me that they have only two home games in July and August. Wow. Two home games? Serious? Two home games. I know Keita's gave out. Like, it Keita. can be very... like, but Even from the size of running the club paying, as well. Paying the, paying the players. Well, you know, income, Rovers in Cork on a Monday night. You know talk, I mean? We yeah. talked about this before. We, tried, we brought 400 down to Cork on yeah. a Monday night, right? But think about it. Like, someone else made the point. Just have the derbies midweek so that we can travel to them. It's yeah. like, it's fair. I like to get the night off work and yeah. I don't mind doing that. No, I understand that. The fact is, on a Monday, you wait to work. It's, it's March, right? It's shocking. I, 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 really I personally is. think they should have, like, even a Saturday, even a five o'clock game or something like that. Yeah. Rovers, Bowls, or whatever, Pats and 
whoever their derby is, you know. I think when you see some of the, the fixtures on the midweek games, you know. Yeah, it's, it's ludicrous. Unbelievable, it's ludicrous. really, you know. Doesn't make sense. But 1 0 down at half time, and we, we mentioned the show last week, since the start of last year, we've only come from behind and avoided defeat twice. Wow. We won in Galway and drew in the dock. Really poor record coming from behind, so I think this is a good sign. We actually got a result there. I, I, don't, I mean, I think I, I can understand why Brad's have started with that formation because we played well against Cork. That's, We're excellent. That's, that's, that's we the best Cork, I've seen in Rovers all season. Yeah. So they, they went with that formation against Cork, so we said, okay, it works. Let's go, let's go yeah. again. But it, it just didn't work out in, up in the second half. He changed. I think so. in Tala, it's it can be difficult. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes if you get penned in, it's yeah. such a big pitch. Yeah. And get picked off. Yeah, too it's easy. difficult. Like, you yeah. prefer that? Would you prefer a big pitch for your teams? The likes of Richmond to be quite narrow now. It depends on your players, really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I think with it being a big pitch, you need pace. Power. I think in fairness, Carr probably gave us a little bit more. Yeah. Like for the goal, it was the first time we really got in behind. Yeah. Wasn't he? How was it? It was a great ball. It was a great cross as well. The second he started running, I thought to myself, he's he's gonna get something out of this. He's so determined. Determination. And in the in the in, in the system that we played. Your full backs need to be like steam trains. Yeah. If they're gonna if you're gonna For get if you're gonna get in yeah. and if you're gonna get in behind, yeah. They have to be like express trains. Yeah. Ours aren't no. Well, you know, Trevor so, Clark is the fucking express yeah, train is. that we need there. Yeah, but is, yeah. yeah. It's just not happening. And moment. I think that's that was probably one of the problems as well because that was our outball. Of that course. was where we were going to really hurt them. Yeah. Cabinet uh, better part in the second the, half. He, yeah. he hugely improved. Yeah, he's yeah. a lovely player. But then, he's a wonderful player. we've gone yeah. to a four. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's he, he, he's not like just depending on his own to get get yeah. uh, up and down on that. Yeah. So we should keep going back to that well. Cabinet into car. Because it's worked a few times. Yeah. We've scored oh, goals. Great, great cross for the ball. Yeah. And then we had league race again. We talked about him earlier on. He had a fantastic game. He really is a good. I think. I think the way it is, when you're looking at you know quality around and centre halves around, he's one of the best. He really yeah. is. He's yeah. tops. And that's not obviously yeah. we're not looking that through Rovers tinted glass. No, no. He is. He's the most. He's my player of the year so far. He's excellent all season. Yeah. Everybody else kind of had their little bad patches here and there. He's been. Absolutely amazing, yeah. and he literally had a canary in his pocket. And in fairness, in fairness to him, he's had a lot of different partners as well. He has. Yeah, he's the only ever president. He has been. Chopped yeah. and changed there. So from a three to a two as well. You yeah, know, he's, exactly. He's Open with an excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's. Well, he was my man the match anyway. He's been he a major. He's been a major. And for me, like I love, I love centre halves that like to step out. And, and advance with the ball and he, he definitely does, really, does that he does he it very well players. yeah he does uh, he, he can really play good. the lad is he a Galway boy he's Tipperary is he Tipperary is he yeah, yeah. army man he's he's for Galway for yeah I know that yeah. yeah so Bork and all and uh, we are only saying we're only slagging him saying he doesn't score tap-ins yeah and he got the header <laughs> yeah. that's his first header of his career first ever header. first ever header Jesus mad well first ever header goal first ever header I hope he is a bleeding header yeah but Danny Karen fairness, he did something similar against Bray as well. Not as good as that, but where he burst yeah. through and put on a play for Davy Mack. Yeah, that Brian Robson esque yeah. header. So it's, it's, see, it's, energy a, it's a difficult, yeah. it's a difficult one with Karen and Shazi. I think, I think Shazi brings the players into the game better. Yeah, he does. He, he does so much. I think Rovers actually right. play better when he plays in relation to his link up play. Um, 
and I, and I had Shawzi at Longford and he gave us so much in, in both boxes yeah physically as well and and obviously his link will play but Shawzi's not he's not going to be prolific uh, goal scorer I'm taking it in so the neck Carr, of the moment now I, I predicted 20 goals from this season yeah, no, I, he's because never, of McMillan I looked at McMillan right someone made yeah. a great point here at the start of season special that McMillan wasn't the player he was for years, he he was that hard worker, not scoring goals, and yeah. then he progressed and he started scoring goals regularly. So I, it was more of a I wanted Shaw to do it, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. I was of made, I'm, I'm predicting on the show. I'm saying he's gonna get twenty goals. But then, goal. but then you know you're talking about uh, other people. The likes of Burke's got ten goals. I find with Shaw's the people are players around. Yeah, the likes of Brandon can, can, always chipped in. Can, with yeah, it's, it's, can sadly, get a lot it's not the case. Can get goals so off of Brandon, yeah. Brandon looked a bit more motivated actually when he came on. I he thought. did, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of feel sorry for him a little yeah. bit. I don't know why, but he's, he, he, he's he was the most really exciting player I've seen in last Tyler. season. The season that he came when in, he was, unri- he was on fire. The last first two seasons, he was a new lease of life. I thought he started the season well. Do you know what I mean? I thought two I goals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought he yeah. started it well, and just I, think it, I, think, I think it's a confidence thing as well. You know, I think it's you know not only him. I think there is there's, 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 there's other players as well that have found it difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Confidence. That's why. That's why we're in the position we are in the league. Yeah. You know the league doesn't lie. No, yeah. and the table you know, is awful at the moment. That little combination that he had with Trevor Clare, Trevor at left back, and Brandon on the left. Like it was really, really good, you know, yeah. really hot. Brandon used to come inside with Trevor heading on down the line. Yeah, that's the but give now him space with Trevor missing and Brandon yeah. bit part of the you know, he's yeah. only coming on on the they're missing a lot yeah. down that left hand side at the moment, I think. Yeah, well obviously Trevor's Yeah, Trevor's you know, Trevor's pace was fantastic, yeah, you know what I mean? It's a big loss. Ah, he's a, one of the best players ah, in, in, in the league, league, you know what yeah. I mean? From the left side of the player. And would yeah. you did you agree with the change to fullback? He was not. He was coming on most most as a, as a winger. As, yeah. Would do you do you agree with playing him at left full? Yeah, I think if he come when he's coming late, you know, I think I think it depends on even what system you're playing. When you play the three centre halves, he's ideally suited for a wing back. For yeah. a wing oh, back, because he know. he has the pace and oh, the yeah. fitness to get up and down. If he had played the other night. The first half would have made it more difficult for them, yeah. Because it would have meant their right side Looking over their player in 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 the, in that box would have had to be getting out, yeah. Or it would have pulled one. It would have pulled the full back, right back towards, stay there, to, yeah. To, yeah, towards them, which would have met, left them with holes down the Absolutely. side. So, you know, you do miss him uh, with his pace, and you know what I mean. He's missed big time, yeah. yeah. But Brazer, uh, he said afterwards that Finn had been struggling with a rib injury. For the last couple of weeks, that's something I didn't know. Mm. And he was holding as he came off. Take it, yeah. We, we were watching him walking down the tunnel. We were talking, yeah. we were like, "What's going on there? Something's up." But if you have a rib injury, just you can't play, can you? I thought he was quiet. You shouldn't he play because it's hard to, to sneeze and to breathe at times. I know, but to be fair, yeah, you know, as footballers, you want to play. You want to play, and the way it is, you make that decision during the week, obviously with the the physio and. Early you know, in the week make, too, you yeah. Make, yeah, you make a call on it, and obviously they felt that. You know, he's been struggling this season. He's a calf tearing his calf as well. He had and he was playing on that as well. So it's yeah. it's an injury hit season for him. Well, you can't, and because even the other night, you know, once you, once you cross the white line, people don't watching the game don't make excuses. Correct. 
Do you know what I mean? You're either fit, if you cross the line, you're fit. Right, we've all played with knocks and bangs, but when you're talking about muscles and, you know, these are yeah. things you can't play with. Yeah. You know, you're carrying, you're carrying it. Right. And, and it, it's not fair on yourself either, no, you know. Because I, 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 re- well, I really, yeah. as a player, I really like Ron. And I, I, I like him I think too. he's one of them as well, a little bit like Bork, that when he's on top of his game, he can lift the team. I'd love to see him further up the pitch as well. Play at a different, yeah. a, a different level. Yeah, no, he's excellent. I mean, um, we didn't... I think he started up in behind Chelsea, to be honest. I love seeing him go Him and Bork, yeah, the two of them. And then we had uh, 1899 afterwards it was Declan Drake who did the post-match interview with Bradza in the 1899 bar in case anyone was wondering as a Crumlin man as well people were saying is he from Crumlin? Declan Drake's from yeah, Crumlin people are saying who the hell is that guy? yeah I know I don't ah, know I think he's a legend I think he's a legend what I mean is Conor he does it yeah. so people were saying oh Declan was in our day yeah in being is it remember he used to do 98 straight after does, games I think he still he does, does. Oh, yeah. you know, I know he's done a little bit yeah. on uh, I heard his name the before, GAA yeah. a little bit more so but yeah. no I think I don't he's, mention the war. he's yeah. a great lad great lad so in, in the tunnel afterwards uh, Webby came out to me shook my hand because he was suspended for the game I was only talking to Webby he's a good lad yeah and then as soon as after that like it's a line of Rovers players coming up to hug him and like saying they genuinely missed the guy. Yeah, yeah and so, he spoke about his, nice his departure on Greatest League in the World. Did he and speak yeah. about he it? Yeah, that he that. just got brought in to the office and he was told he wasn't being kept. Wow. And I was, I spoke about it at the start of the season as well. I would have kept Webby because I think he's, a, I think he's a really good. Yeah, he's a good player. He's, yeah, he's even, a good player. even if he's not going to start, he's an excellent. He's good to have around. Yeah, big time. So he was. Um, they went in a different direction same with Madden as well they went in a different direction with him so that was, yeah. that was huge at the time the attendance was just under 2,400 and Waterford brought a good crowd I, well, well, I, I love to know like, it's a great thing and all and I'm not shitting on them but where were these fans two or three years yeah. ago I'm not shitting on them I'm not yeah but come here the league is, I'm loving it this is history in the league the yeah. bottom line is look at Dundalk yeah. if you, you know. invest into the club and your club is going better We've seen it all over. I, I was at Dorada when I uh, was assistant manager with Paul, to Paul Doolan. When we used to go out for the warm-ups, the ground was full. Yeah. yeah. There was 3,000 in the ground. Absolutely, yeah. And that was for the warm-up. There was massive investment into the club. It was really moving in the Are right Are the people door. who invested still involved? They're long gone? There is. Now there's one. Like, like, it was terrible, really, because, you know, these people put a lot of money in at the time. They had a plan. They wanted to build a new ground mm. with uh, amenities around it so that the club would run itself. Very good. Bring the money back in. And they hit wall after wall with the planning. And I think it's something that's happened to soccer in this country yeah. for a long, long time. I hear people talking about you know businessmen that when they put money in, oh, why, did, why are they looking for Elva? Yeah. Thing I, I don't of. care. I don't care if someone's prepared to build a stadium and put their money Absolutely. where their mouth is and put two, four, two, four, five, six million into a club. If he's going to get something now with the amenities that's around that club, fair play to him. Good luck for him. Yeah, still I, don't, I don't know. I don't know a businessman in Ireland that will put money in and, and get nothing out for the sake of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the way it is. Uh, you know, and and there's a lot of people that have put their money into League of Ireland and don't get anything back. Correct. They just do it for their for the enjoyment yeah. of, of of the football. 
But I think if you're talking about grounds and, uh, you know, even the Pats ground, I spoke to someone the other day about it. We've all got to get behind the Pats ground. I hope it goes through. It's not I about, it's not about Rovers. It's not no. about Bowes. It's not about Dundalk. This is about Irish football. You know, if we all start bickering, yeah. oh, I don't want Pats to do it. Correct. We need Pats. We need Pats to have a, a quality stadium like in Tala. Yeah. We, we need a quality stadium there. And it's about the soccer community getting behind it. Yeah. Instead of, sometimes we can bury our heads and say, oh, don't want them to do this, don't they? doesn't happen in the GEA. No. They all clown together. Yeah. They all get on the TDs. They all push, push yeah. it through and they all get what they want. Yeah. We need to start doing it. We, our facilities have to improve. There's some great work. You look at the underage now, the 13s, the 15s, mm. the 17s, the 19s. There's some great structures there. And you see, uh, in fairness to Ray Wilson, with, with Ray investing in the academy, you can see what can be done when money is invested into a, into an academy. Yeah, uh, the facilities absolutely. that you can have and the structures that can be put in place. Um, and that should be happening at every club. You know, so it's important that... It is, that yeah. That I think it is a good thing. phase too of Rollstone is happening in a couple of weeks, the grass. Yeah, I think enough. And the football building as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happening yeah. Soon enough so, you know, it's it's so important. You know what no, I mean? It's, it's the same with Dave Mount. There was an announcement. Was it? It must be two. Is it two years ago? Now? Yeah. How long, how long are we now? T- is it two, two years, years ago? in now? Probably. So yeah. how long now is is it gonna take? I heard there was contractor issues and things like that, and who's gonna actually build it? And so that's a massive contract. It's yeah. supposed to coincide with Euro twenty twenty. Then they pushed like twenty twenty two. We all want. So we all yeah. want the league to well, progress. You know, I'm hearing little start. Oh, this could happen in ten years time. Oh, wow. That's no good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At what is stopping it though? What's stopping it? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? These things, you know, we need... We need well, I know the one that's stopping in Bray is the council. You know? Uh, council, council don't want that to do no. it? No. But in fairness, no. I mean, Bray, I, I just don't think Bray will back the team. Bray just don't... The town of Bray, they just don't seem to turn no. out. I mean, what's the population of Bray? You could say, even if it's 50,000. But I don't. But I don't even think. I think Mark's talking about. You're talking about the facility and the new ground. Yeah, is it, yeah. Is a new ground to be built? Yeah, they're looking at a six thousand all seater new new ground. To be On built. the actual grounds, right? No, it is. No, no. They want to build the Delta Square. Yeah, it'll be like less than six kilometers away from the original right, ground yeah. now. And they're talking about. I think there was a rumor of some sort of luxury apartments going in with. Yeah, that's what it is now. Or a hotel. Yeah, but again, I get back to what I said earlier. So what? Are you telling me that it's better to keep Bray's ground the way it is now than to, uh, an investor to come in and build a 6,000 all-seater stadium, stadium with the proper facilities with training that ground. people with their kids can bring proper toilets? Oh, it's a good thing. It's, yeah. it's no-brainer. You know, it really is. I think it's scepticism, though, isn't it, based on we've seen this for 50 years now. How many plans and drawings of stadiums have we seen yeah. which never became stadiums? Yeah. So that's why people are But I think dubious, the But pro- I think know. the problem is as well... Like well, we were said, talking playing Tala. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, think, you know? people, I don't think uh, everybody clowns together on it. The soccer community. No. no. Do you know what I mean? Don't. Yeah. Really, yeah, right, they don't. You know, it should be done... Everybody should be behind it. That's you know? gone like 50 years too, though. Everyone fighting their own corner. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you can't, you, you know, we have to come together on this. This is this is an issue for the league. It's not an issue just for one club. 
it's an issue for the league and sometimes maybe it's it's it, it pleases other maybe sports that with these stadiums that, aren't built. Yeah, oh, correct. Yeah. That's Absolutely. what we've got to start thinking yeah. of. But there needs you know, to be a massive restructuring program. There's, there's a lot of competition out there for sports. Yeah, and big time. And the way it is, you know, it can be maybe somebody else's interest that a stadium doesn't go into a certain area. Yeah. And yeah. we see even with Talad objections that we had to meet to get, uh, to get that, that built. Years. So, you know, don't bury our heads in the sand. That's not happening. Yeah. It is happening. So we have to make sure as a soccer community all over the country that when these projects are, are trying to get off the ground, Back everybody backs them as much yeah. as they can like, ideally I'd love I'd love to see us getting each club getting six or seven thousand each week and go facilities absolutely but there has to be I, I think there needs to be some sort of initiative now from possibly the FAI and I think they're the ones with the money they're the ones who you might know a little bit more than me that they, maybe they can kickstart this whole thing and start off with some sort of plan to, to implement these like improve something every year or if they're going to build a new one then go with that but I think there needs to be better governance of, of this I know everybody has to look after their own club I, I think I think it's it's well known that you know they've they've a big debt there that they're paying for the stadium right. yeah mm. so I think that is that's a problem in that area at the moment right do you know until until they get forgot about until they that. get rid of yeah. that I think it will be a bit of a, a, a problem what I would like to see when these projects that that, that are on that they're more vocal, you know, publicly. Yeah. In backing them. Yeah, exactly. You, know, what I they, want, yeah. Uh, you do read and you hear that. Yeah, they're they're behind the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, but are they really? But I don't hear it vocally. Yeah. I think you need it vocally. I think you need you need people coming out vocally in the press and all. We need to get this stadium built. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's our association. It's our game here, and I think we should we, we need more of that. I think mm. like. What I said, I think it all of a sudden then you get more of the soccer community behind it because yeah. the association is is coming out. Of course, yeah, saying, I think so. Yeah, we need the back. Yeah. I, I personally think the councils should be involved. You know, just take outside of Dublin, you know, the Loud County Council and Dundalk and Drogheda should be helping them. You I'd, know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see something County. like that. There needs to be some sort of bigger element involved I mean like like that like a council getting yeah. involved someone helping them along they're, they're not going to be able to do on their own they're the ones yeah. you like know. Drogheda now Drogheda and Tatters that's what I'm saying yeah. and Drogheda were huge when yeah. Tony was there on their duo and yeah. they won the league like it was mm. they're in bits now so they need something they, they need a bit of help that's being honest I think yeah. there is plans there but again we're, talk, we're talking about 20 plans, years ago but you have like that, like the FAI own United Park don't they yeah and they rent it out to them so you're yeah. looking at that as well like that's that's a, I, I know a, a guy on who deals with the board and he helps out with Tim Clancy and that and he said that's their main struggle is to pay that money to the, the rent that you know what I mean fiasco with the lights at the start you know, of the season it's Jesus crazy yeah. we have um, we have Gavin Holland he said that if he had offered water for the draw beforehand he'd have taken it and um, he said that his shot just swerved at the last minute and the keeper kind of over gambled so from where we were it looked like a very soft goal very soft. Looks like it did take a swerve. It took it a swerve. Definitely took a swerve. swerve. Definitely oh. did. I'd like to see it from behind the goal. Yeah, it definitely yeah. took a swerve. Yeah. yeah. I I actually it was thought, a great strike. I actually thought at the time, forced off, did it take a deflection? Oh, exactly yeah, what we had thought, gone yeah. so far yeah. across. Yeah. 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 But the way he hit it, he hit it with the outside. outside. 
Yeah. Did he hit it with the outside? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 right. He came across yeah. the ball. So I thought he what, played well, actually. I think the ball as well, the, it just showed you with the balls now. They're, they're so the moving so much. Do yeah. Oh, yeah. And keeper's no. nightmare. Uh, we won't win in the last eight. So we are struggling at the moment. Mm-hmm. So one of yeah. our stats. Stats are well, sometimes no, they're going sometimes. So we do the results as well, and we had on the Friday we Bray going down three one in the Carlisle, and we Derry draw nil all with Cork in the Brandywell, and Dundalk beat Sligo Rovers two one, who are struggling big. That was time late now. on though, wasn't they're it? They're struggling. They've lost six at home, yeah, and they're they're under this big pressure now. But just the faithful are still turning out the games. That's one thing I will say about the show. They girls. are getting a few. Oh, they? They? that's Sandfields. Sligo Sligo's a fantastic great football great, town. Great, yeah. great football town. town. You know what I mean? Even when you go to play there, yeah, yeah. Up, up the Jinx Avenue. Very appreciative. That's where we're going uh, next. Yeah. Yeah. Support next as Saturday. well, but um. Yeah, I've seen Great Sligo. night out. I've seen Sligo. <laughs> Great night out. It's a different experience. <laughs> Come on, name a pub there. Come on. Oh, no. We've stayed up there a few yeah, times, haven't we? Yeah. yeah, we've just about made the train the next day. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story just about Sligo. The game was Friday. We've just about made the train on Monday. <laughs> on <the> Monday. <laughs> Went up there uh, with my wife then, Monica. It was my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, but... We uh, we went up. I think Damien Richardson was manager. Right. And I said, "Listen, it's a special weekend. Do you mind if I stay the night and not travel back on the bus?" Yeah, absolutely, no problem. So that was great. So me being me, getting steamboats on the Friday night. <laughs> but we absolutely had an absolute nightmare. We ended up sleeping in the wrong B and B on the way oh, after stop. coming up. We were three doors shy of our own B and B, but the door was open. We went in. I think what? this is the room. There was the end. It was another B and B. The room was empty. Just climbed into the bed. Where's your clothes? Oh, honest to God. And when you woke up, we're like, "What are you?" you, you no, know, someone knocked on our door. So what are you doing? What's the story? What time's breakfast? <laughs> this is you're in the wrong way. I'll have, a, I'll have <laughs> three rashes and two sausages. <laughs> we didn't know our breakfast. Stick your head and walk down. Three doors up. Yeah, oh, get all that gear. <laughs> the walk is shame. No. What? Oh, I love Sligo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Limerick lost again at home. I, I think I called Pats. I, got, I called Pats for a win there on the cow field that is... Oh. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe shock, that. Isn't it? Someone Christ, said to me, crazy. "Doesn't it look like this hooves been doesn't it?" I can't. I haven't. I can't believe it because I was there last year and, and it was like a carpet. Oh, it was yeah, it'd be yeah. an injury there soon enough. That's the thing. As well. I suppose there's there something else going on there. Oh, I there's new management to, there. We have a we have a theory yeah. on it. It's Jeff the where we reckon there's some sort of corrupt. There's uh, something happening. Is there? I there. think. I think. From what you're, you know heard. the old chairman there, the yeah. grey-haired man. He's the trying to sell. He's, he, he's he a nice guy though. Yeah. He seems uh, like a nice great. guy. He's been brilliant. He's he, been there he handed us a plaque as well. Yeah. And when we went down did to the yeah. we did. That's oh, wasn't it? Pretty well. Oh, Sullivan. Yeah. That's Sullivan. And he announced yeah. it. He was like, well, come here. He, Dennis he's O'Sullivan, been, is it? He's been fantastic for them. But seemingly last year, the end of last year, he announced he wanted to get out. But they haven't had a buyer. Yeah. Now, I spoke to someone that was down there. He was down media yeah. uh, down there. And like that, he's an ex-player. And uh, he said um, the pitch was terrible. Jesus Christ. Right. There's no money going into it now. He said the facilities, you know, they had the little uh, facilities for the cup of tea. And all yeah, that yeah. That was closed. Oh, wow. You know, when you start saying things like that, you, you do, you do, you do in, worry, yeah. you know, because, yeah. again... I think they've done great work there. Um, 
even with the underage teams. Yeah, they have. Tom, Tommy himself, the manager, yeah, was the 90s right. manager. For yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, and what a lovely guy. He worked in the FEI, to be fair, yeah. for a few years. Would you have played with him? Uh, against him against him yeah I probably was oh he was there for a year he was not there no I wasn't there but you do you do worry because you know what happens with your first team brings positivity or negativity that's the reality of it no matter how well well your academy teams are doing the bottom line is your first team will bring that positivity and negativity and you know that that's that's a problem for them now. They've know, had a they've had a good record of getting nineteens into their first team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Limerick have. Yeah, they've three yeah. or four playing at the moment. They released that's a statement really well. there during the week saying that the supporters are getting the players' backs. Yeah, nineties well. players. It was a bit cringy, but they were. How do you mean they were getting on their backs? Yeah, or? yeah. Oh they, really? They kind of yeah. they they said they didn't want the supporters at the games. What? Oh good god! Yeah, that were. Slagging, and then a supporters group said, "Okay, we won't come to the games now." If that's so. the case. Oh, Rose, yeah. have twenty that, people at yeah. the games. Jeez, that's yeah. not good. That's no, not no, a good situation. I think the way it is when you're when you're playing at that level, it's part and part of the game that you've got, you've got to, to grow up quickly. You know, you're gonna have it no matter where you go. You know, negativity if yeah. you're not playing well, and you know what I mean. That's it's just part and parcel. It's part and parcel, and like is. the way it is, and what you have to really get in. I, like Mark will tell you, sometimes you'd be oblivious to it. Yeah. You're so focused on the game. Yeah. That you don't, you can, you can really block yeah. it. Yeah. Which fans gave you the most stick? Yeah. You know, you know. I tell you, no you're matter, a target. I tell Mark you, as well. I was a soft target. Yeah. <laughs> or a big my, target. Uh, my brother-in-law's uh, brother was a Pat supporter. Right. And I think he used to give me dogs abuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, loud though. I'd, I'd hear I'd hear him most he'd not a personal stuff yeah. I couldn't I couldn't block that out because I knew his voice <laughs> <laughs> what about you Mark who's oh, definitely balls yeah. Jesus they Christ. love you oh they love me so much <laughs> alright so I haven't looked at the lead table since Friday prof so I'm just going to open up my phone Gert and check it here Gert wait <laughs> don't, don't look at it Gert oh god <laughs> oh no no Right, so uh, have you seen the mark? I have. But just show Mark oh, there. It's, it's, it's shocking. Oh god! god. Pats are ahead of us. No, God, please, no, 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 no! And we're what? They have two games in hand now. If they beat Sligo on Tuesday, they'll be five points ahead of us. Oh. And that and it means it's a game in hand as well, don't it? No, that is the that, that is, is the game, game in hand. Yeah. It's not good though, but um. Galway went to the fourth division. Galway beat the fourth division leaders. Oh, I saw that. You yeah. see, two 0 yeah. super win, and uh, Ryan Connolly on the score sheet, former hoop, against Carl Cairns, one of our listeners, his brother, who's in golf. He plays in golf for UCD, and uh, Carl told him, "Don't come home." <laughs> <laughs> he hated Ryan Connolly that season. Oh really? <laughs> I tell you, he's a good player. I'm telling you, there's certain type of player that can play for hours and certain yeah. type of. When we saw look him, at Killian, happy, really. look really at Killian Brennan. He's a, many stints. We don't mention that name on this show. Two with us. We don't he's mention had, that name had on the show, Mark. You, sorry. Right. Well, I'm going to mention it. However, that for me, he's been outstanding in the league. He's a really top class player, believe it or not. But his two spells, he's been. He, I'm sure. Look, I don't know him too well to pick up the phone and ask him. He will say that he wasn't at his best. Yeah. At Rovers. Sure. At one stage, he said he was too good for the league. Do you remember that? 
But I came out in an article really? and he says I'm too, too good for this league. Yeah, like he, I, I hate the guy. That's, that's killing him. But look, he, he's an excellent player. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's players. With him but Roy, there's a very good, talented amount of players out there. Ryan yeah. Connolly was the best player, definitely in the first division. And then definitely, I, I was actually in Galway watching him play against Rovers. I think we drew. No, Rovers beat them last year. Uh, I remember him being very Four good every two, time. Was, was it? Yeah. He scored yeah. Goals. yeah. He and he, he got both goals. Yeah. He was brilliant. I had he was brilliant. Did you? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, from Sligo. I, yeah. I took Did him on loan from Sligo. I didn't know that. And he was excellent. He was brilliant. For yeah, us. I think he's a and super and player. But when he came to Rovers, really as an Yeah, no, he's a brilliant player. Yeah. But you know, as I said before, I think there's a cer- only a certain type yeah. of player that can play. I think you've got to be strong, man. Yeah, like, absolutely. Look yeah, at Trevor Clark. You know, it's really important. Do you know what? There's a stigma attached to playing with Rovers. I really think there is at times because, like, so sometimes players come in and it just it just doesn't happen for them. And yeah. probably like every club, but like the managers, it's a big club. You know? That's the thing. And that's and like the way it is. You could say, you know. At any big club now, like the way it is, if you look at Dundalk or Cork as well, yeah, you know, don't tell me that it's easy to go in. Absolutely, and play. you've got to be on top of yeah, your game now. Time. Going into clubs like that, and you know, it's it's the the expectations that like you take Dundalk now, the expectations for them is right to go and win the league every year. Exactly, and and their and the expe- and like that's and if they uh, with, take a dip and with Rovers. It's the same expectations, and that's and that's what that's what builds the pressure. Do you think? Do you think fans, Rovers fans, should lower their expectations? No. You think they should I always think, want to I win the league? I think if you lower your expectations, sure. What's the point What's of being the point? in the league? Yeah. Are you telling? I love me, your no-nonsense approach are you, here. Oh, yeah. but are you telling me that we should become a mid-table team? No, no, you're right. I'm just just a question. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're lower. So, certainly not. <laughs> I think, and, and, <laughs> in fair, and in fairness, I don't, I don't hear. The management or coaching staff coming out and saying that either. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? They they understand the the expectations that are there, um, but certainly we can't lower. You know, when you look at Waterford the other night, they've just come up probably with a similar uh, budget to ourselves, mm. and they're right up there competing. So we've got. You know what I mean? There's there's no way you can say yeah, that yeah. Uh, we should be lowering our ambition. I think you I know? heard that we are staying up, chance. <laughs> I heard it. It was me. <laughs> I got it going. The only thing is, I think, I think as well, there's a lot of games up to the break, so we've got to mm. make sure that we we rally and. There is a lot of football to be played. There is, yeah, ah, but, yeah, there's no but, but but there's a little bit of falseness as well because right. there's not as many games after the break. Right. Mm. So if you're trying to pull points back, there's not as many. I think there's twenty four games. Before the break, yeah, it's fourteen. Is it twenty four? Would I be right? I think I'm not too sure. It's fourteen and ten. Is it ten after the twenty tour? Is the twenty the break starts like that? You're right, Tony. Do you know what I mean? And that's even for teams that are down there. If you look at Bray and Limerick and that, they're gonna be anybody that's behind. There's not many games to get yourself back no, in, no. and particularly the way these games are coming around against big teams. Yeah, it's very hard for a team to go on a. A real a heavy run, run. Yeah. and if you look you know, at our run, right? If our European game is going to be July, isn't it? Oh, Mark dropping beer here. But we have a we have a game. Our, it's July eleventh, twelfth is the fourth game, isn't it? And if you look at our games that are surrounding now, fair enough, one or two of them might be called off. But we've got Waterford away, we've got um, Cork away, wow. and we got Dundalk away. 
all sandwiched in between European, European game. games. Now, Jesus. London might get called off, Something but that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's going to be a tough, tough yeah. that, You know what? One of them will be moved from the Friday night to a kind of an else. Um, um, Monday yeah. night up <laughs> in Sound and Park. You yeah. know, something yeah, mad yeah. and make it even more yeah. difficult. Yeah. I think the 10 yeah. team league anyway. Like, like You're not somebody a said to me the other day, Rovers have Sligo Bowles. <laughs> they said Bowles. We said that like on the last derby, right? It didn't feel like on, on the Monday of a derby, yeah. a derby week. So I always say lovely derby. Yeah, it didn't feel like that, and I couldn't help that. That's just how I felt. It didn't <sighs> feel like the derby was coming up because I was like, oh, we only played them yeah. a couple of weeks ago. You know, you love was that, that, on that. The, was that the Monday? It was the the fourth one. Was the fourth game of the season? I know the fourth one on the Monday. No, I was just saying that's how I felt on the Monday. But lead, the whole week leading up to it, yeah. obviously, I got I did feel a little yeah. bit better about it. But I did feel like that. We're but saying like, only played the We're saying passing the shoes this soon, but I think that's because of Europe. I Euro, think that yeah. was in the middle of the European schedule. Yeah, oh, it was right. moved to this one because that past Tuesday game. That's our only midweek game in all of May or June. Jesus, right. we played five midweek games up to the end of April. Yeah, and then now we've got one in May and June, Jesus. and then we play Europe. Yeah, it's. No, just so saying. So do you know. know who who is in charge? I don't know if you know. I don't know. You'd have to be privy. You might with your FAI top on you with your mark. How is the fixture list decided? Well, I think is I there think, a process? Is well, somebody my, assigned? It? Is it like a job? I think the worry for you is that the the managers have come out and said that no, they weren't consulted. Yeah, that's Keith Long did so, say that. Yeah, yeah. So you know. These are the managers in the league. Okay, and m- maybe the people that put the fixtures together and the FE Oil say, well, we can't please every manager. But surely to God, the, a, a club secretary and the manager can be brought up. Of course. Mm-hmm. And said, listen, we, you know, this is all geared towards giving our teams in Europe the best possible chance. Yeah. And that's great. But what's this? The three teams involved in yeah. Europe? Yeah. Yeah, but doesn't that show there's, you how much the FBI care about what the managers think? Does that not show a lot of disregard for the league? The fact that they don't bring them together and talk to them. I, I, I think they do. It, it's not a kind of a. But was there no, there was no vote? Was they, they were no, told this yeah, is the ten team I league. Think maybe, yeah. I think maybe, maybe it's it's something that they put the fixtures and didn't realise they were going to get a. A backlash. Yeah. a backlash. But they were told that there was pretty much the managers were told the clubs were yeah. told right. There's a ten team league. You've not saying it. Yeah. But I think what I about it was Dundalk's European run that caused such a like a conflict. A conflict yeah, of that. fixtures. So yeah. then they said, right, what we'll do is we'll start the FAI Cup later in August. We'll scrap a couple of replays. So it sounded like they were yeah. spacing the, they started the season yeah. earlier in February. But then they increased the game from thirty three to thirty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so as well, more games. I think as well, you see with the, the teams that are not full time it's made it really hard for them. Yeah, hmm. Key Long was talking about that. Trevor Crowley as he well. Was yeah. early on in the season. Yeah, to they were be talking fair, about that. Struggling. Yeah. Bottom line, that's getting off work. Yeah, yeah. I think they went to Cork on a Monday. They did. Year. They did. You're coming back. You're getting into Dublin at twelve o'clock if you're lucky. Yeah, Maybe possibly they were in Derry on a Friday. Yeah, and then they had to the Cork on a Monday. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And yeah. they were struggling like this. So a half day, a half day, maybe twelve o'clock on a fr- Friday to Derry. Yeah, same on a Monday. But yeah. it's not even that. It's then you're playing a Monday and then playing a Friday. It's it's your rest period in between. And you yeah. have to train. It's, it's what what you're gonna do in training. 
there's not an awful lot you, you can, can do. do. Correct. You really, have to do a night session. Do you rest? Yeah. Really rest and try yeah. to get the players fresh for the yeah. for the Friday night. But you some know of them are like the likes of Keith Buckley and that. He's a painter. Yeah, like I'm sure he's he going a, up ladders and he's. No it's the same. Yeah. With, it's the same with the Bray lads. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. I think Gary McCabe's electrician. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, you know, if he goes and he's home at half twelve or one o'clock from a game uh, down the country. He got to get up at Absolutely. seven o'clock yeah. the next morning and go to work. You know, yeah. hard time probably suit. I think it. I think it's it's making it really difficult. For, it is for, for those teams. Yeah, you know? yeah. We've another question as well. Ask Tony about the brilliant reception he received at Talca Park when he managed uh, Galway against us in the fourth division in two thousand six. Yeah, it was that? fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was real. Yeah. Because it was me first. It? it was my first time actually to manage a team. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it was. It was. Uh, that was nice then. Something that you know, it's moments like that. I think even my dad was in the stand, and you know, yeah. he was as proud as punch. You know what I mean? Nice. I think sometimes moments like that, you'd be even more thrilled for them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? What of I mean? course. Yeah. I was in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> the last time Galway beat us, you were a manager. It was the 2006 First Division. And they haven't beaten us since. 28 games, 18 consecutive wins. So, Jeez. what was your secret? <laughs> he knew too know. much. Don't let it out, Tony. I'm hiding it. Yeah. So, uh, Tony, your schoolboy and youth international appearances were with Home Farm, where they put you in the shop window and it brought you to the attention of English League clubs when you were 16 and you joined the Chelsea Academy. And other Dublin players like John Cody, Pat Flennon took the same route. Now, this is something I love getting into. And I love knowing the ins and outs of how how just how did it happen? How did contact was made, and how did the move cut to Chelsea we went, come about? We went on trial. I was at the being on a few clubs. Who else did you were on trial with? Pat Finlan. And what are clubs? And the funny, the funny thing is, I, know, I I did an article the other day actually, and uh, it brought it back to me. We played in a game, and we were beaten ten one. Right, <laughs> and they, me and Pat played up front, and they signed us. That was a good game. Uh, obviously, we trained all week. It was Spurs we were playing, and Neil Ruddock was playing centre half. Oh. Neil Ruddock, and Neil Ruddock was a man at that age. At seventeen, yeah. Yeah. he was melting absolutely man. melting. The Razors. I think Pat went yeah. up to his knees. But yeah. And uh, really, we they'd been out to watch us, and then we we played. We were there for the week, and then we played in that game. So that was a memory for us. Yeah. But they signed us. Actually, we signed. We both signed on the day that Liverpool won the double. Oh wow! At Stamford so Bridge, because oh, yeah. both our parents oh, were at the game. Were at, were at the Very game, good. and you know, you think Pat's dad was a great uh, football man. And yeah. My own dad. Yeah. They're both dead now. So it kind of brings you back a memory of yeah. you know. Remember, I remember them that day. Yeah, they, of course. They were chuffed. They were. And when you were playing for Home Farm, did were you told beforehand? Said, "Listen, Chelsea, are you having a look at you?" No, no, never, no. never happened like that. No. no, you just, you just knew, you knew, like probably Mark, you knew those clubs yeah. watching the games, and do you know what I mean. That's and who else did you have trials with? Who else like oh Jesus I'm going back now yeah. uh, a few clubs Jesus. have disbanded Southport yeah. in the Premier League yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else I was at United oh yeah yeah how was that yeah it was in the uh, the cliff the old training ground 
played there. Uh, yeah. Played in a training game there. Fergie would only been there a year or two, would he? He was there at the time. No. When the Fergie he wasn't. It was actually Ron Atkinson. Oh, wow. Um, big he Ron. Ran. Yeah. I got one of his gold chains. <laughs> <laughs> Still wearing it. <laughs> and, yeah. So, who, who did the cleaning? You were Nutsi. In the digs. You shared the digs. No, we were, in, we were in great digs. Uh, was it an fin- old pair? Vincent Breed or Randall. Wow. Um, they were the, the the family that we were with, and we couldn't have asked for a better family, really, you know. So they put you in with a family, and that, does that still happen? Uh, it does for the four, it depends on the age. Right. Depends on if the club. If they're taking you on the club, uh, certain clubs now will put them in a sort of a dormitory where they're they're kind of asked to kind of grow up. Yeah. At 16, so you can imagine kind of five or six fellas living together at 16. But you see, I know if if I was 16 many moons ago, what I would have grown up to being <laughs> living with five lads yeah. compared to what they do now because they're in the morning before training. Right. They're schooling, they have to clean for themselves, they've got to cook for themselves. All Whereas back then with you, it was pretty much training back, in there half of the day. Back, yeah, it was an hour and a half and off you go. Bookies in the pub. Uh, bit of everything, <laughs> bit of everything. And uh, your youth coach at the time was Gwyn Williams, who was currently at the centre of a litany of racism allegations pertaining to his time at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> And you actually spoke in the media this week and you said you didn't witness like anything, anything like that. In yeah, it, it's funny. Um, I did an article the other day for... I was on the phone for two and a half hours and the article was about my career. Right. And the Chelsea thing was a small part of the article. And that was the headline. Um, I wouldn't have been... You know, I knew there was something had come out about Gwyn. Uh, in relation to that, but one that came out before about him, yeah. Did it? I don't he know. sent me to Chelsea, same fella, did he? Gwen Williams, yeah, yeah. No, he was at Chelsea, yeah. I know he was a scout yeah. down for Chelsea and took me to Chelsea before I yeah. signed for Liverpool. But anyway, he, uh, so you know, I wouldn't have been aware as much of what had come out, but at the end of the day, I was asked a question in, in talking about it. In talking about it, I was asked about my period there, 86 to 88. Right. And I answered the question, honestly, that I never saw... It's only one way you can answer though, yeah. I, I never saw anything. And, and my experience with Wayne, from my point of view, was a good experience. He was a very good coach. Yeah. He was someone that did about five or six different jobs at the club at the time. Um. So, you know, and that's... That's all I can say. Like at the end of the day, there's obviously the, there's 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 things that have been brought against them, and at the end of the day, I'm not saying that the people that brought them are yes or are, are right or wrong. Yeah. Um. I can only I, I only commented. I only really spoke about my period at Chelsea, and he was coach. I think. You know, obviously the journalists had that angle that he wanted to. They were done you to say something with that. He wanted, you know, it's, you know, but at the end of the day, probably your experience of, you know, dealing with the media as well, probably helped me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's you something know. that, uh, once again, back to Crawley, he spoke about that. He said that he really struggled with the media at Rawers. Yeah. He said it's just something he couldn't get used to. And now he's back in like a, you could, he's a coach and all now he's grand doesn't want yeah, to do it now yeah, doesn't want to absolutely. do it anymore. So you, you see, it's the bit, It's like what I said earlier. Like you know, I've done kind of everything. 
like I was 21's coach at Rovers, uh, system manager, and then I've managed for 10 years. Nothing prepares you for management. Nothing. It's not, those steps, they're not stepping stones. And it's, and it's, it's, you know, winning and losing. When you lose, it's like a bag of cement on your shoulders the next yeah. morning. Yeah, that's how you talk anyway. Set you up for the it's, week. Any, if you speak to any, if you speak to any manager, he's the same. And if he if he doesn't feel like that, he doesn't care. That's yeah. how we'd feel as fans as well. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but not. But obviously not, you, you're in charge. Yeah, it's much. What different. happens is you you feel for the board. You feel for the players. You feel for your board. You feel fans. for the fans. You're Sponsors, carrying. You're everything. carrying everybody if when I was the coach you go you're you're at the training you do the coaching you're disappointed after the game they lose but you go home you haven't got to deal yeah. with the chairman the next day yeah. chairman, calls, chairman, chairman might speak to you after the game if you lost you know a manager has to deal with so a lot more, a lot more. Mm. and that's why you say with, with coaching and management that's why some people are Great coaches, yeah, but are not the same. Uh, I think you, you touched on uh, earlier about Hardy, yeah, um, about Jim McLaughlin, absolutely. You know, and mm. he had uh, someone else doing the, the, the co- coach, no king, no king, no king doing yeah. the coaching. But Jim managed the players, yeah, and sometimes you know there's different characters in your dressing room. That you have to try manage and you know try. Like O'Neill yes. and Crawley and O'Neill and Jim Jill, they had a good. Yeah, I think it's good come back top kind of situation, yeah, yeah. you know. You but I think the manager it. has to manage the, the dressing room, yeah. has to manage the players. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's and that's something that and manage everything that's going that's involved around the whole club mm-hmm. in relation to to board and. Uh, supporters and then the media yeah it's it, you know but the fact that you you t- you feel that that's what a manager has to do and take on is is a good thing like some some managers might not necessarily feel that way they might not think well that's not my responsibility so it just says a says a lot about you as a manager well you have to it's there's no getting away from it if you think it's not your responsibility and you're going into it you're on you're in for a shock yeah <laughs> that's all i'd Absolutely. say you know yeah, what i mean yeah. because even if you think it's not, you're gonna be expected to do yeah. it, mm. and that's and that's the reality of it. The bottom line, it's not easy. Oh, like it's like the reality, it's easy. Like you're that's... sitting in the stand, and you know what I mean. We're all making the right decisions. Of course. We when you sit, I we can all I see actually, that pass. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have made many bad decisions since I stopped management. When right. I'm looking yeah. in the stand, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, and that's, that's the, the way That's the reality. But Either has the two thousand fans that were at the game on Friday. When, when, when you're, you're in the cold mean? face and you're making decisions, it's not easy. But bottom line is, those decisions decide whether you're going to be successful or not mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the long run, and that's 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 the way management is. Yeah. I think Bradley's done quite well with media. Yeah, he, 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 has, he speaks well. well. Some, he you know? speaks well. But some fans, like as, this is a fan's perspective, they don't. They think he puts his foot in his mouth at times. And but I, I think he's the he's the most honest manager I've seen. I think so, and I like honesty. Yeah. What, what his critics are saying is that he's writing opposition's team talks. Well, the, definitely with the bowls. The cup final stuff. Yeah, yeah the final one. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that was most of the Sometimes I think weeks. It's, 
A bit exaggerated Yeah, possibly. I, I, I remember we last fought one in Cork, and the Cork player came out afterwards and yeah, and said, "Yeah, Bradley's comments did riled us up." Yeah, and that's correct. I just didn't buy but it. Look, it goes back to the whole thing. But just it's Rovers. It's because of yeah. the, the the whole big club Listen, thing. Yeah, that's what the, it like, is. Like, the was there is, a bigger game the weekend? Like who who would you have said is a bigger game than Rovers and Waterford? No, no, really. Probably. You could argue. Where, where's Derry the most of the media? You could argue that, but the media. I'd say Derry and Cork would have been bigger. Mm. Most of the media are, are at Rovers. Yeah. Mm. Most of the you know everybody that's revolving on social media are all at Rovers. You don't win; they're getting popped up. Yeah, they yeah. win; it's great. You and know, I think so the fact it's all around that. I'm telling well, you, that's the thing at the that's moment comes with as the well. Yeah. You know. People are looking now and saying where where we are at the moment, and that's why yeah that brings attention. We it spoke bring, about this. Brings, the media it brings more attention yeah. to the media. And you, know, and you know, there's a lot of media out there that want to see you fall. And that's probably more than that's just others. the way it is. We spoke about this because you know I mean? there was a hatchet job out there recently by the media, and I, I spoke to the prof and I said, "Name the last time we were on the back page of any newspaper when we won the league." Yeah. And what happens? We lose 1-0 to Bray. We get half the fucking back page. Absolutely. When does yeah. that ever happen? Because there was pr- there's, there's, there's pressure on Bradley on his job and that's why they put it on the back page. That's not what a reason. And and because there's pressure on him as a manager. That's but, it. And they decided, let's fucking put the boot in on this guy who's under pressure. And it's all... It, 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 I think that's what that's, comes with it. That's the way the it job. is. Yeah, it's, that's the way it is. It's, it's, and, and, I, and it's a big I've heard job, you know? I thought about it before uh, publicly and... He's come out and said, listen, I realise, you know, the job I'm in and, and what's the expectations. I don't think that he's gone away from no. saying what the expectations yeah. of that are. And I think, you know, he re- he'll he realise. And I think the way it is, you know, I think anybody that knows Brad's are, he's a really good fella. You know what I mean? And you want them to do well. Yeah, and, that's how he feels. But the bottom line is, in football, it's about results. And... Ultimately, you know, we need probably to go on a good run up to the break to make yeah, sure that we're in touching distance. Because as I, what I said, there ain't many games. There, I think it is a ten. You say earlier. We do. We just need to start after the break. Yeah. Start the, the way now. to call back the points is we need five or six wins against Pat's Derry and Waterford. Yeah. Yeah. To pull to reverse those yeah. defeats. Yeah. I think the bigger problem yeah. this year is, I think when you look at the top three this year, I don't see. Waterford falling away. I think you might be right. I yeah. don't see Cork falling away and I don't see Dundalk falling away. I think Waterford are good enough at the moment to, hang to in hold their position. own and hang in. Even Dirty. Like they won't yeah, seven on the I still I've watched Dirty. I have myself. Robert's bashed them up there, by the way. I felt dirty. We did. Yeah. We no, I wasn't. I felt dirty our vulnerable. I cycled up. <laughs> and I, I saw the I saw the game against Bray. Yeah, and I knew after ten minutes they were going to be beaten. Yeah, yeah. they they weren't at the it. Flat, really? Now in fairness, the same and we went up he's, there. He's done a great job because if you look at the players that they've lost, you know Mac every year though. Mac and every year they lose these players. Yeah, yeah. you know every what year I mean? they lose and, them. And uh, but so he's he's done really well. Yeah, to get them to where they are. Absolutely. Um, but uh, now I think I I think. Uh, I can see like 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 Waterford must fail with another maybe couple of players. players. They're gonna lose we'll players soon as well. They're gonna lose Vigoro soon. Yeah, so the Doofus. Yeah, but the only the only thing is, 
I think the recruitment has been really good. The bottom line is your recruitment is the critical. That was Nutsy's baby. It's well, whether it? it's whether it's whether you're going to be successful. Yeah, that's all that. Yeah, no matter how good the coach is, it's about your players recruitment. Yeah. yeah, it's quality players. You can only coach and manage players that you have in front of you. And like if you you're know? looking at what they've recruited so far, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be saying that they're not, again. they're not going to recruit. Absolutely. They're already planning now. Yeah. As speak, oh, they yeah. will be, you know what I mean? They'll be looking at players. Yeah, we'll move on to uh, the partnership that you guys had. Didn't yeah, Not only signed for Rovers at the same time, you were at Liverpool together and was there with Tony. You were forced to go over. This is a report from the Independent. Uh, Dublin's strong links with Liverpool were strengthened in October. 1990, when promising Dublin-born striker Tony Cousins joined the Anfield club for a fee, believed to be in the region of £50,000. The 21-year-old had endured trials with other English clubs and was that keen to go to Anfield and he agreed... Was when not he was that keen. Was not that keen. And <laughs> 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 only agreed man. when he persuaded that it would be a great opportunity to see the famous ground. He had not uh, been expected to be assessed by the club immediately, but no sooner had he arrived at Anfield was he asked to line out and a team that included Steve Stanton, Gary Ablett and Ronnie Rosenthal. He made such an impression on the manager, Kenny Daglish, that he was immediately offered a three-year contract. Is that all right? Is that true? Yeah, it is. Um, seems a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it, was, it was funny. I was working at the time. And, and kind of that's what, what, we what, that, we that's what I was saying at the start of the article. People were saying, oh, you didn't want to go. It wasn't that. I didn't want to go. The problem was they wanted me to go out for a week. And I said I couldn't take a week off the work. <laughs> Where were you working at uh, I was working, I was serving my time as an electrician. Right. And uh, I was working in Trinity College actually. And uh, so then they came back with the compromise of flying over Tuesday night after work. I trained Wednesday morning, played Wednesday night. And I was to fly back on Thursday morning to be in for work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I um, I played on the Wednesday. I trained that morning and then I played on Wednesday night and I scored in the game. We played Southampton, I think, or Sunderland. We beat them 5-2 at Anfield. And you impressed? And I scored. I was asked straight after the game to sign. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and... Uh, Literally flew back the next day. My dad met me at the airport with Torlock, who was the Dundalk manager at the time. Right. And by lunchtime, everything was kind of agreed. That's it. So that was, that was it. You mentioned Ronnie Rosenthal there. How much sticks did you get for that famous album Gold Mist against Villa in 1992? Yeah. The shekel. I think oh, just go over Ronnie's head. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest. He wouldn't if even you remember. Told, if you said that to Ronnie, just shrug his shoulders. Mm. Everything you said to Ronnie, just shrugged his shoulders. <laughs> he, he, was, he wasn't the sort of bloke that no. I get upset with. Yeah. With, with anything, yeah. really. No. He you know, sounded broken English, but he understand when you were patting him on the back and fairness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you had the likes of Ian Rush and Dean Saunders up front at the time. And Robbie Fowler was only a schoolboy when he joined. And a good couple of Irish internationals were Steve Stanton and Ray Houghton and Ronnie Whelan and John Aldridge. Did they look after you when you, when you went over? How did you get on with them? Yeah, fairly good. Was there a know, good click there? Especially uh, with Stan. I would have uh, stayed with Stan when I went over. Um, so he, he was fairly good to me. Even the time I went over on trial that night, at the night after the game and all, he, he brought me out, so... It was kind of good to get out of the hotel that I was in because you kind of uh, I was being pressured a little bit 
you know, into making the decision. Oh, right, right. Uh, when I was, went the night I was over there and it was good to get back and, you know, with a clear head to make it. And he took you out, does, does he like a drop out, Stan? No, it's just, it wasn't, we went for a bite to eat and that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we, um, no, so he, he was fairly good and Ronnie, Ronnie was great when I was over there as well, you know what I mean? Uh, I've, I've said it all along, I think Ronnie was one of the best players I ever trained with or played with. Um, who, who was the best in training? Who, who? I think Ronnie was one that, the one thing about Ronnie was, like, you know, Liverpool were very much into, Mark will tell you, one touch, two touch football. So you play a game and be all in, and then the next minute they might go, right, it's two touch from here, and it'd be 11 aside, and Ronnie would just keep playing the way. He started the game. He started. <laughs> yeah. And even then, they might throw in a one touch, and he's still just spraying balls. Yeah. Uh, because that's the way he played. He played the game. And I think when you saw that, and the quality of players that were there at the time, and he was... He, he stood able, out. He was able to do that. I think. I think as well when players get injured, and are missing, you, they need to become more appreciative when they're yeah. gone. Yeah. And I think the fans really realised when he got injured how good he was and had that period. Yeah, how good he yeah. really was. He kind of came back late in the day. You know, when he was sort of probably over the hit, he had missed about a year and a half of football. Yeah, he was a bad injury for a long time. He had a, yeah, he had a problem with. His he missed a full season. Time. Yeah, but. I'd have to agree with Tony. He was a fantastic fella, really, really yeah. decent bloke. Yeah. Some stories. About Tony, you were, I think, captain of the reserve team. I want to say, how did. close were you to making the breakthrough through the first team, or was it injuries that held you back? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, if I look at it, I'm not really one for, you know, oh Jesus, you know, so hard it was injuries. Not, I don't go around with this. You either make it or you don't make it. Um, I don't really like hearing sad stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it is, that's life that you just got to get on with it. It's for other people mm-hmm. to decide whether you were good enough or you weren't good enough. From what I read, my, you had a spate of injuries. Is my, that fair? Well, my best, my best chance was I was on the bench for Liverpool after 10 weeks of being in the Dundalk dressing room. And mm-hmm. there was only two subs at the time. Two, and the, two subs. And the day I was on the bench, it was the double winning team yeah. and Peter Beasley was injured Ronnie Rosenthal played and I was on the bench with Gary Ablett right. and I think there was an 18 man squad and I think Jan Malby Barry Venison uh, and a few others that yeah, were big yeah. hitters didn't make the bench that day so I, I was like they didn't I didn't know until I got to the ground actually and actually when I got to the ground Ronnie said you want me to ring your parents because he said it's on RTE because he'd met uh, Hamilton right uh, he was at, doing the at game the, at the ground yeah, he, he, knew, he knew then do you remember RTE used to show the the games the games on yeah, a Saturday, Saturday afternoon right. he used to show a live game on a Saturday yeah. afternoon yeah. so he knew then from that and uh, what happened was I, I never got on at, uh, we were 2-1 down and I warmed up with I thought the indications are going on. on yeah. and when I came back down they just said put your pads on and then Ronnie, Ronnie he, was, he was having a horror at the time but that was Ronnie Ronnie could be shocking and then the next minute ball Bang over the top somewhere. he was electric oh, over he the was, top yeah. and the next minute he scored and Ray Hewitt got the winner then 
and uh, uh, the 1-3-2 and then I was in the squad for the Leeds game on New Year's Day and then I played a, I played a game for the reserves the following day and tore my hamstring oh. mm. and really that period uh, we were playing England in the 21s in Brentford uh, it was the night before Ireland played England at Wembley in the seniors mm. I think it was the Euros right. and uh Ours was a European qualifier. And Morris Setters rang me and said, how is it? He said, if you play before the England game, I'll play it. So in fairness to him, I said, well, I don't think we have a game down for a week before. So he rang uh, Phil Thompson, who was our manager in the reserves. And they had a Leinster Cup, or a Leinster Cup, uh, Merseyside Cup game that they could put in against oh, yeah. uh, Stockport I don't know yeah, you played yeah, that probably night. did yeah. and I came on and I lasted three minutes oh yeah I pulled it again oh, that was yeah. Yeah. And, so and that is a lot of bad luck though in fairness well then the following season I ended up going up Mark I tell you I think you were at the game the Barnsley game yeah I went up for the ball right. and I collapsed on yeah the I remember that uh, collapsed yeah my back went what happened was after the hamstrings, the following season I did pre-season, but I started to get a niggle in my back. Yeah. And they, they used to say to me, "Never warm yeah. up." Like, well, I'd be doing like rigorous warm ups. Yeah. Because at that time you did a warm up on your own. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, not as a team, you do your no, own. No, no, no. You just your own. Your own. And that was even voice. the first time. So you were told, "Go on now." Yeah, even, that's that, it. Really? That, yeah, you've twenty-five even, minutes. That was even the first time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when you go out. So one fellow could be doing bodies, another fellow could be doing sprints. Yeah. Whatever yeah. they felt got them right, got them ready for the game. And I remember having to do, I was having to do a lot more because if I didn't get a warm, I felt this niggle in my back. But then the Barnsley, one night I went up and uh, came down and I felt my whole back kind of... What was the actual down. injury? It was a stress fracture. Stress fracture in your back? Of my vertebrae. Never so I, ne- I never played for a year. Wow. So uh, I didn't play till the following, the start of yeah, the following season, which was me last. You went home for last year. Me contact, yeah. six how months. Do you, how do you doctor a uh, stress fracture in your back? Is you, just a lot of rest? Uh, the only thing I I uh, they let me home, and the only thing they said to me was, "You're gonna have to spend five hours lying on the floor." Yeah. Each day, no matter what you do in yeah. between. Give it five hours, uh, you know, because it's a solid ground. And uh, you so you're lying in the sitting room floor there. Yeah. So after, Tony. Th- after three months, so I went back and they checked it and it wasn't healed. So I had to do another three months. And then I uh, I got ready then for pre-season the, the following year. So. Mm-hmm. so, Mark, jumping back to 1991, just before the Liverpool move, you were a cool kid from the Navin Road who lorded. Still am, still in, am. In that record-breaking home farm, schoolboy team under Paddy Hilliard. So you're in the Guinness Book of Records for going six seasons without a defeat. So the clubs formed a disorderly queue for your signature. And you could have gone to Derby County and Sheffield United, is that right? I could have went to a good few. Who else, who else could you have gone to? Well, it was between Liverpool and Chelsea were the big one. Right. Again, because just speaking to about Gwen. Gwen came over to Dublin here and brought my parents over to London. On a couple of occasions, and and was it all about the stature of the club for you, who you were signing for? Did you no, ever think I was actually a Liverpool? Realistically, fan. I'm not going to get in 
here. No. No, because that's why, oh, that's really. why I think people should think now. I think they should now, because, and I'm giving advice. But you advice. said Liverpool, give me that. Exactly. And I'm giving advice now, believe yeah. it or not, on behalf of the FEI, players coming through emerging talent, 15, 16 years of age, right. that are away with clubs, going to Liverpool's, going to Chelsea's. Now, obviously, you have a special bond with Liverpool, but yeah. if the likes of a, a kind of a so-called smaller club, even the likes of Derby County or someone like that, they might have an, a better opportunity to break into the first team than they would at the, the Premier League clubs. Yeah. Because, as Tony said earlier, there's astronomical amount of money being spent. Look at Conor Masterson. He's yeah. very, very close. Hasn't played yet. He's gone kind of from being on the bench to only being on the squad. Will they keep him? Yeah, they want him because he's excellent. Will he play? I'm not 100% yeah. sure. So, it's a kind of a catch-22 situation. And do you remember... The, where were you when you had to make the decision between Chelsea and Liverpool? Did, did your parents I, help? Did your brothers? I had been to Liverpool six times. Right. Would you believe? Back and forth on trial. Back and forth on trial. Yeah. Uh, my mum and dad came over on a couple of occasions, but there was one particular game. I remember the final kind of trial. I was actually due to go to Chelsea on a Monday, and I played a game for. Uh, and so these wouldn't be official games, and they'd be. No, they'd be trial games. Trial games. Yeah. Or right. you know they play against local clubs or. Right. Tranmere Rovers was actually the team we were playing right. with. I was under 16, playing against their under 18s, right. and did quite well in the game. And I knew from then, this is the club for me. You get that kind of a sense of a feeling where you're the main man. Yeah. They want you to be the main man, and that was basically it. Right, and you impressed Steve Highway and Kenny Daglish on trial. Off you went, barely 16, four-year contract, and you were being tipped to succeed. Ronnie Whelan, our boyhood idol. Yeah, he's, as Tony mentioned earlier, Ronnie was a fantastic player. Probably one of the best that'll ever come out of the country. The, you know, people say Roy Keane, but for me it'll always be Ronnie because he's Liverpool through and through. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a done deal. I was a centre midfielder, he was a centre midfielder. It was just a lot of similar attributes that we both had in the game at the and time. And did Chelsea push the ball out to get you? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They went uh, because I had a, I came home on a, I think it was a Saturday e Saturday evening and told my mum and dad I want to sign. Great, but you have to go to Chelsea on Monday. I said, I don't want to go. I'm th that's it. I'm done because I was already in Chelsea four or five times at this and stage. And you weren't mad about it? Well, I was mad about it and if the truth be known, Chelsea had offered more money at the time. Right. But it's just that feeling for a club it was very very similar thing to to back home in Dublin had that family kind of feel and you were where London is you want, you wanted to, I'd say you wanted to walk around that round Billy Big Bollocks yeah, you know, you know so. sign of our Liverpool they <laughs> were still there still been, <laughs> but uh, yeah it was just a kind of a split decision then and I just ended up taking a bait and falling for it and yeah. fell in love with the whole thing you played golf with Ronnie Whelan and Doug Leach. Yeah, on a many occasions. Still do with Ronnie. Yeah. Still do, yeah. Still stay in contact with Ronnie and good friend and touch base, play golf every now and again. So, Jamie Redknapp was your roommate? Yeah, I lived with uh, Jamie. When Jamie first came from Bournemouth, he ended up staying in, in the digs that I was in. in uh, Tony would have stayed once or twice with uh, an old lady called Mrs. S, who was long gone, passed away by now. But that house was on Anfield Road right outside the ground. Mm. So it was like a 30 second walk to get the bus to training. No, I don't mean a bus, it's the actual coach <laughs> at the ground, get the All coach, right. you know, up to training and 
have a few laughs on the bus but that that them days are long gone now they all meet at the training ground train there and the sports from there but yeah first team reserves youth team was great used to get onto this bus I was like a fucking roller coaster. It's stripping. It's stripping. It's Anfield. You see the two big dressing rooms. We get ready in Anfield and then go training and then come back. Oh yeah. And then eat in Anfield and stuff like that. So it was fantastic. Was Jamie Redknapp like a quiet guy or a nice guy? He was fairly quiet to be fair, Tony. Only he was. Yeah. He came with a huge reputation yeah. because he played a lot of games for Bournemouth when he was seventeen. And his his dad was obviously Harry Redknapp, yeah. and but he like was fairly was he was fairly grounded. He was yeah. not the one thing that struck you. He wasn't a seventeen year old. Obviously, his father had had a great career. Yeah, but he certainly he knew he'd been brought up the right way. Yeah, not not a big time. No, no, he wasn't. No. when he came in, he was a great great lad. Really, yeah, you know, got on with everybody. He did. And was there anyone between the two is that you you thought really should have made it? Was an excellent player, but just never. Never did it. Me? Yeah. Yeah, me. I was brilliant. <laughs> like, for instance, I, I remember playing, I was at DDSL level, fella Bocker Bailey. Yeah, I remember Bocker, yeah. Unbelievable. He's only at Rovers recently, kind oh, of yeah. there, wasn't he? Unbelievable player at that level. He was, everyone wanted him, and we had him on the show. I did an interview him up with, at Bluebell, and the yeah. spot. And he was, he was so honest about it. He spoke about... Um, Leeds, ev- was he? Every, Leeds, every yeah. club wanted him, right? Every club wanted him. But then... All the interest, interest dried up. He told them all no. They didn't want no one wanted them. And then Leeds didn't even want them. They turned around. Wow. I think who came in at the time? A new gaffer came in and didn't want them. And he he said to me, begged them. He said, Listen, give me six months. Just give me six months and he, he went in within within a, I think two months he had a three year contract. Wow. And he said that it was um he said it was it was the the best time of his life, but it, it was ill advised in that sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So but can you think of anybody who was Unbelievable, even at schoolboy level. Tony Sheridan for me. Tony Sheridan. Yeah. Sheridan was like unbelievable. Uh, was he? he was fantastic. I think, I think like you see players. I think that's you know, even you know. I think there's there can be a difficulty even with this the tour team fifteen and seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have played with players at tour team even that I thought were fantastic players. Yeah, yeah. That didn't even get a school with international cap no, fifteen, correct, yeah. or even if they were still around, didn't play like later on. League of yeah, Ireland, yeah. didn't go away. Yeah, a lot um, of them just play with their mates teams. But, but I think even I think you know that the league now the way it is with the thirteen, fifteens, and seventeens with the schoolboy teams now and the elite players gone, but they're elite players at that age. Yeah, like. There is still players that maybe aren't elite players that come late, you know, yeah. that get better. But from talking to some managers, they're saying that the problem is some of the players that don't get into the League of Ireland clubs at, at this moment in time, um, and particularly even at 15, they get disillusioned. Yeah, of course. Because maybe he's lost eight or nine players out of that group. Yeah. So now he's having to bring in... A lot of these lads might be mates. And yeah, all. yeah. And uh, you just how it's just making sure that because you know one of those players could be the one. <clears throat> he could be the one that's gonna go all the way. Yeah. Could be that diamond in the rough league. Yeah. It, it happens. You know, you look at even the league of Ireland and, and you ask players. Maybe not as much now, but you know, I know through the period of time when you ask players, well, what school be clubs? You get some of them saying, well, I played. You know, 
see yeah, 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 yeah. play you know and they, they, they go they, they make it they, they go all the way some of them go and play senior football and they're only 17 yeah you know, they've just like that's young um, young Grant off balls he was playing senior football with Bangor Daniel yeah. yeah and uh, I remember my brother-in-law plays left full for Crumlin uh, the senior team and he was saying to me they played Bangor I think it was a year ago and he said Gary wait and see the two young lads they have playing for them yeah. he said, and Grant was one of them he said mm-hmm. they're, they're destined for good things there was, I think they were supposed to sign for Pats at the time and it never materialised really, but yeah. Grant is one of them I think it's a, even a balance for all the academies yeah, yeah because sometimes and players develop at different stages and sometimes you can have a player that'll just go to a level maybe at 14 and yeah. he hasn't really moved again Yeah. but if you make a decision then and let him go and bring in the best player from another club that lad might have been having growth yeah, problems yeah. or something at the time that was holding him back mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the following season he's a foot taller and he's better exactly yeah. he comes and, and That's his, mobi- why I, his mobility is better so you know I think there's Unfair there's a, pressure going on to a, a lot of kids. There's a danger as well it's that huge. maybe clubs will get rid of players too quickly. They will. They will. It, it's happening, Tony. Do, do you know what I mean? Like that, that's your worry in relation in relation mm. to that as well because certainly with young players, young lads, when they're growing and all, they do stop and come again at different mm, yeah. stages. Whereas Hildehan probably would have been dismissed like if he emerged now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Young, young, small guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the the only thing is the only thing is the only the only really good thing is you know they are doing a lot with the ball now yeah so probably probably you're not losing the likes of players like Wes that were smaller but good on the ball there's a lot more ball work and training yeah Yeah. that's only a good thing there's a late developer squad now the FEI have as well for the smaller age group that are technically good but you wouldn't pick them necessarily for an international they might be too small but that's that's that sounds doesn't sound well. It doesn't. It does. It's, you know, just, it's but it's like all the runs of the litter. Yeah, you know, that's you know, like the thing. But look, there's it. There's definitely an avenue for them there now. Yeah. You know, maybe a year or two. All right, Mark. Tell us about Yamalbi and your free kicks after training. Yeah, well, I was probably best known for uh, kicking a ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, it was something that I kind of practiced. That I, I was pretty. I'd like to say pretty decent. And you'd stay back after training. I would, yeah, I would. If if there was no pub on that day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know. But uh, Tony, I tell you, that certain players like a Ronnie, they'd stay back because it was obviously in Liverpool. We had the old uh, walls that you could drag across, right? And uh, just clip balls there, and you could spend half an hour to an hour doing exactly what you. I was unfortunately, I never worked on the stuff that I wasn't good at. <laughs> I always try to get better at what... Like Daryl said, I think running was one of them. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should have been a runner. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I used to stay back, normally on a Thursday. Uh, the first team would stay a little bit later and I'd kind of end up, and I still am actually decent friends with Jan and oh, speak yeah? to him on a little nice bit. Guy. Yeah. So, what's he What's he doing now? He's doing a lot of media for Liverpool, yeah, yeah for Danish TV and stuff like that. And it was never going to be easy to muscle in the territory of John Barnes and Steve McMahon. Ray Hooten and Wheel and all these lads. So um, you only featured in the senior squad once. Just the one time, yeah. What was that like? It was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, 
What were the lads like in the dressing room? Who's the joker of that team? And like, I mean, that's a that's well, a legendary team. So it's it's a big big dressing room. You know, I was only uh, I think I was eighteen at the time. You know, we travelled to uh, Luton to play on uh, a Thursday League Cup game, and then we had Chelsea on the on the Saturday in the league. But again, as Tony said, I was only a squad member. They must have taken uh, like twenty four players down, yeah. and only at the time, as Tony said, there was only four subs and two could only go on. So it was a big squad because it was a double header. Yeah. We headed down to London for five days. But really great five experience. Days. Yeah, you'd go down a day or two before the Luton game on the Thursday night and then come home on the Saturday after right. after Chelsea. But really good experience travelling down, big, big people in dressing rooms and hotel Any rooms. Any stories in Dish the Door? There's one or two, but you know, I couldn't <laughs> mention it. I'm married now. <laughs> So then uh, Graham Soonis replaced Doug Leash and he gave you the cold shoulder when your contract was up. So what was that conversation like? Yeah, it wasn't really a conversation, to be honest. It was just, totally you can get them vibes where I think Tony was in the same situation where it was a complete different atmosphere for when Doug Leash was managing. Was many Irish lads released? There was a lot Dragon of Irish. Thing. Yeah, there was. It had a name, actually, Paddy Cleansing. Yeah, Paddy Cleansing. <laughs> well, I think in fairness to him, in fairness to to Graham uh, the the rule had come in that the Irish were looked at as, as overseas players yeah yeah oh okay right do you know so they were, were only allowed four overseas yeah, players yeah. so that's changed the thinking even yeah. they let Steve Staunton go and I don't think they would have let Steve go if, if that, that rule, rule that rule had of uh, well, well soon as came back in. and stripped Ronnie Whelan from club captaincy and gave it to Mark Wright that was his first move. Mm-hmm. Yet, Ronnie ruined with, with Graham and all them European adventures they had. So that was kind of a yeah. statement of intent from the beginning, you know. So, so we all got them vibes. As soon as Cody into his office? No, it was actually, it was done out in the, in the training ground actually for me because... In front of the lads? No, not, no, there's, there's offices in the, in the training ground also, right. out in Melwood. And uh, uh, that old man... Uh, what's his name John Benno John Benno was there he was the reserve team sort of like an assistant a bit of a coach that old man Phil Thompson <laughs> he, he passed away Phil Thompson John Benno and somebody else I think it was someone kind of officey out of the oh, club there you know it would have been someone that been oh, been used to go walking every day yeah yeah Turning around the place. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, three people called yeah. in and uh, it was just told that you're not being renewed a contract. And this was kind of probably April before the season had finished in the kind of end of May. So it gave you kind of six to eight weeks to kind of right. either get a club, see what you're going to do, what way you're going to prepare. And what way does it work? Do you, no, you don't have to go into it, but are you given a few quid or are you paid? Not at quid? all. So your contract is up and they're like, gone. See oh, no, you, you, you can carry on. Right. You carry on. Like, I, I went and uh, went up to crew for, for two weeks. And had you, how long had you left on your contract? When they About six to eight weeks. Right. right. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a legal bonding type okay. of thing that you have to be told to give yourself that opportunity to go. Just a few weeks trying to do yeah, something. Did you go on trial anywhere else? Did you try staying well, in crew? I was in crew for two weeks. Um, I went, to, would you believe I went to Cyprus? I went to Limassol, yeah, for a surprised week. Surprised me, in the Soul Rock. We were, we're, we're going to mention uh, that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, really, yeah. yeah. 
Dat oh, was een volpalletjes holiday. So, <laughs> je kan nou, game in. That's right, yeah. There's an ex-player. Hodgson. Yeah. The centre forward. Yeah. And so how is that? He was a scout over there, was he? No, he was a scout. Yeah, he was an agent. And he rang, and he was at the sign of the mark, and then he rang and said to me, but I had a few clubs that I was going to go to, and... And I thought as well, if I went down for a week, the Cypress would mark that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the end of my career. Never mind. <laughs> Lo and behold, we'd be in Dublin now, you know. And why, why didn't I you probably would have been still in Cypress yeah. now. <laughs> Jesus and why Christ. didn't you sign over there the money wasn't right yeah, yeah it was kind of a downtime for me being honest from being released at Liverpool I, the last thing on my mind I didn't want to come home I'll never forget that as a young it's hard as well don't forget because we your dream is crushed but we didn't have agents yeah so mm. now now what happens is you get you get that uh, decision made Straight away, your agent is walking. It's on the case, yeah. He's walking behind the scenes. So oh, yeah. really, it, has to be, doesn't he, it was up to quick. yourself what you did. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you That's, know what I, I can only imagine. So what you're sitting there thinking, I don't want to go home. Yeah. What do I even do? Yeah. Do I have well, a mate? I, I might have a mate that's going through. I was yeah. different to Mark. I, because I was after coming through so many injuries, what happened to me was I went to Middlesbrough and they uh, hymned and hard on a contract. Right. And then I was offered a contract at Rotherham, and I was offered a contract at Bradford. And I'd been offered uh, those three clubs here trying to sign me. Right. And I just decided I'm coming home. And I think. And was the money better in England? No. No, it was pretty much the same. No, the money, the money wasn't good. The right. money wasn't good, and that was the thing. I came home with work and playing. I was the same yeah. as what they were offering me. And it might have even been a little bit more here. Right. And because it was in the lower leagues, they were in the... There was Division 1, 2, 3 and 4, and they were in the tour division at the time, right. Bradford and Rodrum. It'd be League 2 now, would it? It'd be League 2 now. And, uh, and I think what happened to me as well, I just had so many injuries at that time I just fell toll on I was 24 yeah. I was saying right where you know where's my life going here yeah. do you know what I mean am I going to keep trying to yeah yeah and was know? that a four team contract they were offering you over in at Middlesbrough uh, no, no at Rotherham and Bradford, Bradford, Bradford yeah, yeah because like I was older I, see I had played and I had I'd gone out on loan and played for Hereford right. I played in the FA Cup played in the the English League so I had that little bit. It's on your CV, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you know they were going on the back the strength of that, but I just I, I got just got that feeling that I said to myself, you know, I'm 24 now. What you know you've got to make a decision. Yeah. And sometimes you do look back and say to yourself, fuck it, I should have, should have maybe had a crack know, at taken that. it. You never know. Within a year, you could have. But then I look and say. Maybe the full-time training was a problem for me. Right. You know, because my brother retired with his yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. He, he had to retire, at, you know, he played for Leeds. Young enough, yeah. And he retired at 25 with his back. And then me having the problem with my back 
that sometimes that you have that problem. Right. You see players even that do make it and they can't stay fit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's the, you go, you know, yeah. you look at players through the through the, the in the Premiership. Yeah, Andy Carroll doesn't yeah. seem to be able no. to put fifteen twenty games. Yeah. So for some people, the full time training yeah. is, is their it, bodies just aren't able for it. Bodies aren't able for yeah. you've lit, you. You've things in your body that you don't know about. Yeah. But when you push them to the limit, you find, push you them find to the limit. That, yeah. They, how, how in, in saying that, you can actually play on a Saturday with minimum contact during the week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If Andy Carroll yeah. didn't train, yeah, he could probably play every Saturday. Yeah. No, I know, but that's it, what it depends as well. It can relation, be managed in relation to the player. Like you look at Paul McGrath. Like Paul McGrath was just a one-off. Yeah. As far as an how he did, how he didn't. Like didn't try and, and then um, Friday they'd wheel him out and he'd play in the little five toy game yeah. and then play on the Saturday. And that's what I'm saying. Get six points. Get him on. So there, there is freaks in nature yeah, yeah. like that. that, that how did your move to Middlesbrough come about? How, how did that happen? Like you said, there was, was no Jerry Smullen. Right. He was. He was um, he was Is that uh, a player or a friend? No, or? it was Jerry was my old manager at Belvedere. I played one season at Belvedere. So going 16, in Ireland. I went from Belvedere to to Dundalk. Uh, no. No, to Chelsea. Oh yeah. And Jerry was my manager and it was Jerry that set that set it up actually. Right. Um for me to go there. And then the Rodrum thing came, there was a goalkeeper at Rodrum who had played for Ireland. And he was the one really that pushed uh, was pushing the deal there and uh, and that's so how it uh, Mark you went to Banger yeah tell us about your six game ban Jesus I was brilliant in Banger why did you start with that <laughs> <laughs> it was all a bad show with me I'm actually a nice fella you know <laughs> it's definitely was a hatchet job it's a hatchet job we're howling a minute now don't tell me it was a tackle no no it wasn't it was a no legend it was a it was uh, an alleged headbutt. Thanks a very much for pulling me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Prof giving you the you know, Jesus, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it? Uh, I was waiting for Mark to explain. Oh, please, don't tell me it was a headbutt. I, I reckon he tripped. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like it. He tried to let on as if he was going into the tackle. <laughs> and as he swerved, he tripped. <laughs> your man. How, oh, did, uh, how did that come about? What made the sign for Banger? It was kind of a... And was there any other options on the table? Was it between Bangor? Was it between... There was a, a few... Uh, at the time, as Tony said, I'd done the whole... Had a couple of weeks at crew. Went over to Limassol, Cyprus. Came back. Went to one or two uh, lower league teams in England. And I just knew. I don't know what it is. My boots were cleaned. My training gear was all folded, ready to go every day when I went to Liverpool. Right. I went to crew. I had to clean my own boots. No, it's not a. Poor you. It, that's what I mean. It's not a kind of a. I'm not higher than anybody, but it was a real down. Yeah. It was a come down for me. But look, that's the way it was. Unfortunately, that's that's the nature of the beast. So the couple of the, the lower league teams didn't really suit my style because, as Tony said, I wouldn't tackle me dinner. How do you? You know what I mean? <laughs> I was again that kind of as we were just talking about on Graham Bork, that kind of a luxury type player. Pro- probably. You know, when you think of a foreign would have said, would you? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The town would have got highlights. Highlights! Great over in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, 
look, there's more of the, the modern day player now, the, yeah. the lad at 16 or 17, they're not just going on trial to the UK. There's really? clubs in, in uh, Italy, yeah. Spain, they're all being noticed now. Yeah, so. But you have to, like you, Mark touched on it earlier about, you know, England now. You know, a young lad going away now, he's not just competing, like, against the, like, when we went, you'd Irish, Scottish, English, yeah, uh, Welsh players. People yeah. all the world now. Yeah. Now, you know. Uh, all over. My brother works for Man City. He, he, he's all over the world. Yeah. Looking at players yeah. from 13, 14, oh, 15. Yeah. He's in Italy, he's in Spain. He's There's an academy uh, in uh, Oman. That I heard they're taking these Nigerian guys in, you know. I heard they're trying to naturalise them to have a squad for the World Cup. Is Correct. It? Yeah, like that's that? it. But they're they're being farmed out. Farm sounds terrible. But they're being loaned out and yeah. set out into French, Spanish, yeah. all all leagues all around. Trying to have some sort of and then give them, team, yeah, yeah them get into that professional environment and then take them back at the end of each year, you know. But the agents are so major now. Yeah. As well. If you look at Wolves now, they're owned by an agent. Wolves are owned by an agent. Yeah. 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 Is a Pino Grigio? That <laughs> <laughs> is that a red or a white? Um, no, but uh, so you know that's they they have a huge say now at the clubs on who's yeah, going in and who's going out, and that's why even managers don't last too long. You know, even the buyouts. Yeah, I think yeah. Hands, yeah. Hands Should look at the Neymar yeah. deal. Neymar's father. Yeah. They, didn't they turn? Was it Tevez as well? They turned Tevez into a company. Oh, That's really? what it was, wasn't it? And they had to buy the company. Yeah, oh. they owned the rights. Forty percent or so of oh, Tevez. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's deep. Yeah. It goes yeah. deep. Jesus it's fascinating. Christ. I love that side. Well, of the it. thing is, you touching it as well. The big clubs now, some of the, they can't do a deal. So an agent going in with a player. Yeah. He, they they actually won't do the deal with their, their own agent. Correct, involved yeah, as well. yeah. So it's, it's mad, just, it? it's a massive part. Everybody wants to cut a, a point. It's a, it's a massive part. And like even, like, I, I can't believe, even here, it's there's so many agents here now. Yeah, Even yeah. from, I was looking the list within up. the last two years, Recently, actually. within the last two years, even since I've been managing, yeah, it just seems to have exploded. With, with, with agents. With agents. And yeah. when you were managing, would you have an agent come to you and say, listen, I'm a player here. Do you want to have a look at Longford? Yeah. I'd have to find the player is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Tony, before we talk about you coming home to Ireland in the early 90s, we'll give you this very important question from Pat Flynn. You mean you know Flynn, don't you? Flynn had yeah, the only man well. of years at Longford. He vitalised in his career. He's gone nowhere. He says, in years to come, when you're sitting by the fire with your grandkids in your lap and they ask you about your career, will you tell them you play for Bowles or do the sensible thing and not mention it? Oh, Pacho. I loves getting it in. Doesn't he? He's so boy. The way it is, it's part of your, your career, you know what I mean? Um. And I have to say, Bowles at the time were a very good club um, in relation to the way they were run. And they were probably run one of the better clubs. Yeah. Um, so, and like the people there were good to me at the time. And, you know, even now we go back and there's no, you know, it's I'm probably, it's unusual that I play for the two clubs and, you know what I mean? And not hated. <laughs> yeah, probably, 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 probably that way, you know what I mean? That, uh fairly comfortable with, with both sets of supporters. Obviously, you know, I was at the Rowers for so long that 
your allegiance lies uh, more towards Rovers. Um, yeah. But I couldn't have a bad word to say about the people at Bowes when I was there. Like, um, like, do I go? And the funny thing is, the time I left, um, Rovers bought me from Bowes. And you remember the fee? It was 10 grand. 10 grand. And a bag the, of balls. But the funny thing was, the night, obviously, I would have had a few good friends at Bowes. There was a couple of lads that we all, that I palled with. Yeah. And the night, my first night of training for Rovers, we trained 150 yards away from Bowes. So I had to walk by. Yeah, you will. I had to walk by the bows lads, <laughs> yeah. and the three lads are like that, breaking their hearts, no laughing way. at me. Yeah, Morris O'Driscoll and oh, Tony yeah, O'Connor yeah. breaking their hearts, laughing at me as I walked up with my new team. Head down, yeah, uh, 150 yards away. It just shows you how small you know, it is. Yeah, how as well. the league was yeah. at the time. It was actually the civil service grounds. Oh really? Yeah, Where's that's, that? That's where head? out by. Uh, Sword Road, the old Sword, Sword Road, there, yeah. the old airport road there. And we've another quite we've been compiling questions all week and uh, we've Derek Kelly, he says, Ask T C why he tore us down in favour of Bowes when he came home from England in nineteen ninety three. I had a few um a few different offers at the time and uh, I think Bowes were the finishing runners up um in the league and Eamon Gregg was the manager and would he be any relation to Matt Gregg, the goalkeeper? I don't no, think so. No. He uh, runs the goal. Matt's in English, goal- isn't he? Yeah, he does the goalkeeper's goal. Yeah. Eamon had played, um, he played in the league for years. He played, I think he has a few caps, he had a few caps for Ireland as well. He's a really nice fella, Eamon. Really, really found him. You know, hit it off with him, really. And, uh, and they made me a really good offer. And when you come home, you know, you do realise when you come home, hold on a minute, you know, you have no job. You're really on your own. And, like, obviously I had to look at that as well yeah. and say, you know... It was the best offer on the table. Best offer. Point. I could have gone up the north, but I didn't really want to. And uh, and the fact that they were so close to winning the league the season before, you thought, you know... Yeah. It, it could be, whereas, you know, Rovers, little did I know... But, Rovers at the time, um, weren't the season before that. Yeah, they seven or eight. They seven yeah. or eight. Yeah. But, uh, does that play in your mind as well, wouldn't it? Though? Mm. It does when you're kind of coming home. And, uh, but in fairness, uh, it was Ray Tracy who was managing. You know, found Ray really good, good fella as well. And, uh, but I, you just make that, that, those decisions. Yeah, I mean, so you were coming home, you were looking, okay, they were running up. Or I can go to Rovers who are mid table. You're gonna, yeah. As a player, with yeah. no allegiances, you're probably gonna pick. I think it. the problem you have is as well at the time. You know, when you're coming home, Rovers hadn't got a ground. You know, yeah. They were they were <clears> moving. <throat> they were at that time and moving around and all. And there is that stability there that you kind of think daily mount. You know, it was a nice ground yeah. at the time. They were fairly settled out in the RDS by then, ninety three. Yeah. They'd been there three years. Yeah. But obviously, when you signed, you and Mark signed. Yeah, all over we were place. all over. But yeah. six seasons at the RDS. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it six? Yeah. Well, yeah. Did we ever get the reason for why that was... But what I'm saying, it wasn't theirs. I don't know. Money. You know, the ground wasn't theirs. I yeah. think they were paying a lot of money yeah. for the ground Probably at the time. Yeah. Players used to get horse injections. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, yeah. ketamine? 
<laughs> Injections for the yeah. her shite and the bleeding pitch. You serious? Yeah. yeah. You you got them? No, I didn't. I was never there. Derek did. He not tell you that. I explain a lot now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to his hair. Jeez. Mark, when you signed for Robbers in 1996 and you got the call from them, is it true that you're actually struggling to play on? Your kind of your career was a bit up in the air by that point. Uh, not really. I I had been four years at Liverpool. I went up north, and I had two years up there. I had a year. Well, I'd nearly three years. I had a year and a half with Bangor, and I had a year and a half with Glenavon. So, three seasons. It was kind of over the two years, but. Uh, when I heard Rovers came knocking, no, I was. You were considering jumping to Leinster Senior League. I, I wasn't in a good position in my life, probably, and well, career, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, you go from Liverpool, you come home. I was actually on more money in Bangor and Glenavon than I was at Liverpool at the time. Really? So the time and the lifestyle was quite good, but again, I was struggling with my weight. I wasn't getting in the team. I'd got a six-game ban at Glenavon in my final year. What was the problem so, with struggling? What's your weakness? What's the is it cakes? Is it is it food? Is it beer? What was the what was it's the It's an accumulation of sweet, everything. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm a devil as well. Yeah, it's look. I've always struggled with it from my time at Liverpool when I was 16 to. I reckon hanging around with Yamogi. That's that what that type was. of thing. You know? I wish I had his left. But you did like it, like. Unfortunately, different people have different metabolisms. Yeah, yeah. very true. And like the way it is, I played with players over my career. That were massive drinkers. Yeah, and not a pick and on them. A, and not a pick on them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And uh, genetics. It's 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 it is. <laughs> you want like my my wife's brother. Yeah. He's, he's six four, eats like a pig. That's what I'm like saying. An animal, but yeah. he's, he's cooked. Yeah. Eat all around them. But the bottom line is, you've you've got to. You know what I mean? The thing is, it's the hardest thing if you do put on weight, but. You just you, you've got to be tried to be so disciplined. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I got to a stage when it's I, part of your I, job. It really is. I used to think take the after me dinner. Yeah. I used to say right anything after me dinner was going on me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, that's what you're putting. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. were saying it's fruit and that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, my, my yeah. wife was eating a chocolate bar. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Tell me about it. So yeah, you made your league yeah. world debut for Rovers at Finharps. That's correct. Twelfth of October, ninety-six. A week later, you scored your full debut against Balls. What a yeah, what a what way a to introduce yourself in three-two victory. contracts. In talking for Hark. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, again, you remember was, the atmosphere as well. I'll never forget it. Like I will say, right? Fair enough. League Ireland is great now, but the 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 genuine hatred between Balls and Rovers ah, is real. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. There's people talk about Rovers, Pats, and other clubs. It's not. It's Rovers balls for me. I yeah. think as it's a player, the, we always used to look at. We first, you know, the fixtures are out. It was always Rovers balls. When is this game yeah. on? Mm. You know, it was never Rovers dirty. When are we go to dirty, yeah. or where are we go to Cork mm. or whoever it was, it was always Rovers balls. Yeah, like, I don't know whether you feel it, but it's the one time I go to a game now that I really miss playing. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't. The I don't want any it? other games. I no. I just enjoy going and watching the games. Yeah. But when I'm sitting, before, and I feel it before the game. Yeah. I actually, you know, as they're coming out, I actually get that little as if the hairs yeah, are standing yeah. up because you know what it's it a love yeah, in the derby, yeah. and you know what when, particularly when they're in the tunnel, waiting to come out. Yeah. You know that feeling, and there's not as Mark said. There's nothing like it. 
to play in those games. Definitely not. Uh, the atmosphere and the crowd, and you know, you you, you look at even Daly at the moment. I think they can only hold three and a half. Yeah, it's max. a shame. There'll probably be six or seven. Yeah. Like in our time, there was ten. It was rammed. So, what, what's your favourite derby moment? We we played bowls in Daly Mount. Straight away, I love that. You know, straight away. Oh, listen, we played uh, bowls in Daly Mount, and uh, the, there was a bit of a fracas, a bit of an incident. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, believe it or not, I actually got sent off after the game for giving. Uh, oh, Kev- I believe it, Kevin Hunt, <laughs> and a little. <laughs> a sly one, you know. As Tony said, I'd never front it, but I'd always come in the back door. You know what I mean? But uh, Paddy Daly was the fourth official and seen it. We, his name has came up. It cropped every, up on Harry's story. Monthly, would you believe? Every monthly well. madness. He's supposed to be a madman. So got a penalty. Do you remember Tony up the balls in? Right. Took the penalty. Took the jersey off. Right in front of the balls fans. Gone absolutely nuts. <laughs> so I get into this taxi. Right. Later on, we're all heading into town, meet a few beers in town, great crap. And the taxman says, I just had this English guy in the back of the taxi. He said he got a dig. And he said he wasn't even playing the match. He was only on the bench. He said he got six Kevin stitches in his eye. Kevin the very man, yeah. A little Spanish on the outside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got clobbered one, yeah. So, And uh, we beat them in balls and I scored the goal at the penalty. We beat them oh, one. Like the so. jersey off. That was a good night. That was a good what night. What about you, Tony? Give us your favourite derby. Eh... Uh, Moment, Jesus, there's so so many. So many. That yeah, you know, we we game. had a great record in my day, a really good record against Bowles. Yeah, for a long time. I think that's like you, you seven could eight be, years. We the cult hero tag could be applied here because it's I think because of that. I, I because of the think, record against Bowles. I don't yeah. think they'd beaten us for like five years. Yeah. Home or away? It was a run. It was like a ten game run. Yeah. And it ended in Santry. Is that what it Richie was? Richie Perry scored an own goal. Oh really? Until until then we were unbeaten for an Yeah, yeah it was huge. It went, it went <clears> and when we'll go back to our best moment, but when when you scored against balls, right? Because I know when 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 we when you score against balls, it's better. Yeah. But what's it like looking into the away section and just watching it's fantastic. all of these people <laughs> go absolutely insane for you scoring that goal? Tony O'Dell loved it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, he said he was yeah. love uh, yeah. Personally, for me, I'd be straight into the crowd as if I was a player, but that's a fan's perspective. As, as you, did you ever just feel like, oh, jump in, go on? Or, yeah, I've done it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, I have, it yeah. It just looks, I can only imagine diving into the crowd just all these people that are idolising you at that very yeah. moment in time you know? I know it's a special feeling yeah it's definitely yeah like the way it is scoring the goal like the way it is the greatest feeling ever mm. do you know what I mean that's it's you, ne- you never like in games you never get that feeling again feeling yeah. again do you know it's a high it's a, it's a buzz that no other nothing else in life supplies that are provides no, that no, feeling, I, I, I think that, see I think those games as well it's not just about the day of the game it's the whole week it's a different week yeah, and you know and like even for the lads now at the moment they'll know you know it's a, it is a different week it's different to playing anybody else yeah. because the expectations of both there's a lot of hype media a lot of media into it. Go, go but it's media. great that's the way it should be yeah exactly that's, that's a yeah. derby you know? yeah. it is yeah I agree um, and the way it is it's you know so there's a lot 
happening right leading into the game and obviously that builds it up yeah. you know can you me. feel it in the dressing room as well yeah. do the players oh, talk absolutely. about yeah. the rivalry do they be like oh, May, no maybe we talk about maybe the royal everybody knows yeah. it just knows how important it is like the thing is as well you know uh, standings in the league and all goes out the window it's a cup one final. of the teams could be struggling having a bad season agree. And the next oh, week you're, go- you're going into you're going into the game like really farm goes out the window. Does, yeah, yeah. You know, very true. That, and it's whoever I think you know you know people talk about you know battles and all. I think sometimes you can get too carried Caught away up with in that. It. I think yeah. the mo- I think maybe even the first game. Uh, Rovers got caught up a little bit, but he bought into the oh, derby mentality. That, you that, know, tackling and like you know. We went fairly long, and this is going to be a battle. Whereas I think Rowers are, are a very good football, and so do you think that they tried to dumb it down to that in that match? Daily, yeah, daily amount. I thought you know you could see everybody was into the corner it for was the horrible. kickouts, and they would. But well, what did Pat Bourne say? Pat Bourne said he could throw a net over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were you, ten yards apart on the halfway line, and I think it, it was a real game that you know maybe I I, I personally think those derbies are about. Who has yeah? You're expected to put a challenge in if it's there. Yeah. That's that goes without saying. Yeah. Um. You're expected to run your socks off. Yeah. Because everybody, that's that, that's what both sets sure. supporters want. But the real thing about the games is, the ones that win it are the ones that show a little bit more character. It to is to get yeah. out, to yeah. get on the ball, and are going to try create yeah. something. It really is, it's, yeah. you know. So sometimes you can go like he who dares wins. Like yeah, you can go a little yeah. bit too much into this. Oh, it's a battle, and it's this. Yeah, it's a battle, but you've got to make sure that you go and be creative. On yeah, hundred percent agree. I think that's what we were lacking at the start. Of the and I think well. the the two Rovers Bowls games this year have lacked both. Yeah, we There's were. No bit of class I think from we both. Anybody. We all know well, where we're going. Well, I have to say, well, balls were better. Balls were excellent. Balls played some good stuff, and I was actually when I saw balls earlier on the season, I worried for them. Yeah, I yeah. I saw them against uh, Pats, and they were poor on the night, and I thought, Jesus, they're going to struggle. Right, yeah, and I was quite surprised with them. I was myself how they played. Yeah, the Reds. You know, Jesus Christ. They were very good, very good on the they, night. They deserved they were, the three yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did. They yeah. did. Listen, um, sometimes you have to hold your hand. And in up. fairness to them, I think that's that gave them a little push forward as well. Yeah. But they went and lost after that. Didn't they they actually lost two after yeah. Yeah. They always lose yeah, after they beat us. Yeah. Yeah. Does it win the league yeah. if they played us? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
He said, Sal Beach, he was one of the best hitters of a dead ball in his time between 96 2003. He could ping it onto a 10p coin. He said, please ask him what's his favourite dead ball strike. He got a corker of his Celtic at Talca Park in a friendly. Remember that. Noel Hunt made his debut and roasted Bobo Baldi that day. Yeah, he did. He was yeah. excellent that day. So what's your favourite? Is that your favourite? Dead ball or, strike. Or a different one? Not really because it didn't really mean it. Yeah. You know, uh, there's one I'll never forget. <clears throat> I know if it had been an inch closer, again, it's against uh, Bowles in Daly Mount Park. They knocked us out. It's the semi-final of the FEI Cup. Oh. I hit the post, right? Someone actually asked us about yeah. this. Oh, yeah, really? go for it. Tony O'Connor was on the line. I remember. Both posts. And lets it go through his legs and hits the other post. It was like... You couldn't have, no way he'd ever do it again. It was unbelievable. Mm. Like, done the keeper, hits the far post, comes right across the goal line. Tony O'Connor was left it through his legs, hits the other post and comes out. Yeah, because he was, actually, I actually think he thought if he had actually touched, touched off it, it was going to go in. in. Yeah, it was unbelievable, isn't it? You know, but yeah. that was one that it was only about. And I didn't an go in. No, an inch, <laughs> an inch inside the post, it would have went in. And Tony, in your first season at the club, you were joint top goal scorer in uh, the League of Ireland Premier Division, sixteen goals, and you won Player of the Month in February nineteen ninety seven, which is notable for your hat trick, the St Valentine's Day massacre. Over oh, shells, six so, four. What can you oh, remember about some that? Game. Wasn't it? It was an unbelievable game. <laughs> yeah. night, you know, two hat tricks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 yeah, two in the game. So uh, it was. Oh, it was, it was one of the best. Well, one of the best it? games I've ever, ever played in. It was. It was end to end. I think was, anybody yeah. that was at the game that night just got an absolute treat. Yeah. And, and it's funny. It, you still talk to people that actually bring that game and, up. And they'll let you know where they were that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah they, bring, they bring that game up a lot because I think it was just... It's one of those special nights that yeah. you, you go as a player. You go away and say, jeez, I won't play in many better no. games than that. Relish. Great game. Yeah, it was a great game. And you were chosen as a close player here in 96-97. And one Tony Cousins, he scores goals by the dozen. When you think he can't win it, he scores in the last minute. Walking in the Cousins Wonderland. So your goals inspired that song. Do you do you, do you take note when that song is being sang in the stands? When's the first time you, you ever That's heard That's his ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm playing. Yeah, you don't mind if he loves can you, it. Can you remember when car. you first noticed you had a song? Like, not many players get songs. No. You've as well, Beach. No way. Can you remember hearing, jeez, that's about me. What's that like? You know, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you can. Like the way it, oh, come here. The way it is, you're. It's nice when people uh, sing about you. Um, but you know what I mean. It's just, it's part and parcel of. I wouldn't say it's part and parcel well, not, though, because not many not, f- yeah. players get songs. It's a, it's, it's a prestigious yeah. thing. Like you yeah. get a song about you that you're doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's from a fan's perspective. Yeah. No, no, the way ah, he it, doesn't want to say it's, yeah. uh, it, it, of course it's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fantastic. Oh, being humble. Yeah. No, it just goes to show you how tall of and yeah. what a brilliant player he was. And these things are always uh, sport of moments as well. Like you being a pub packed at Rovers fans, and the origins. If anyone. If anyone's listening, know the origins of that song. Please let us know because I love, like the one of my favorite Rovers chant is the Twig of Scotland song. Yeah, and that was that was born out of just original. Like J- Jason Maloney. Yeah, Malo- oh, I know Jay. Sh- yeah, yeah know Jay. Jay. He he he's always at. It. He's he's like fucking songwriter. He is here. Fantastic. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, he's gas. He is. Jeez. And uh, it's one of my favorite songs ever at Rovers. Just those spontaneous moments yeah. that that you come up with them, and. Um, 
What else we got? We uh, Paul O'Connell same again said Tony's goals effectively effectively kept Rovers up in ninety seven. Does he class that as an achievement given the bad times surrounding the club at the time? Yeah, definitely. I think as well, you know, at that time and probably you know, you realise what people did at the club, the supporters. And as Mark said mm. earlier, you know, everybody would have been quite close at the time, you know, yeah. um, even between the players and supporters because it was a difficult time that the club were going through. Even it was. For us, even training-wise, I think that year we had three or four different training grounds. Were you on the Spawnwell Car Park? Got to this. Yes. This is, on, honest to God, sometimes... We were waiting on a phone call at half five to tell us where, where you're going we to be trying. at six. Darrow said that as well. Which, Do you, did you ever have to knock on the door? We were told by fans that uh, the wages weren't paid at times and you'd be knocking on the door and there'd be fans, to be people in the board. It was Mick McCarthy be there going, shh, don't fucking yeah. let them hear you. You haven't got the wages to give them. Mick McCarthy well, was saying that to us. We had it a couple of times in the yeah. spa well. They had yeah. an office over there at the time. Yeah. A couple of meetings and... You know, we used to have to fucking cross that main road. Bleeding mortar to get into the pitch across yeah, the road. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking killed. Yeah. <laughs> and then come back across in the dark at 8 o'clock at night trying to get out of the dark. We actually couldn't believe how quick Mark was. He's <laughs> 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 going across that end quickly, I tell you. Uh, but, um, no, it was, it was they, were, they were difficult times. And yeah. Come here, the way it is, yeah, I scored the goals. No matter any player and any striker, you can't score goals without your teammates. Yeah, you know, and even yeah. Mark created so many goals for me. Eighty percent. You know, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, but we had a great understanding, and you know, I used to run off the back of centre halves a lot. Yeah. And but if Mark was forty yards away, I'd do it. You know. Now I don't think there's many players even now. You took the words that out of my mouth. Could spray a ball, but there's no real partnerships. I knew, no, but I knew I wasn't wasting it. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. Some players you wouldn't bother because they couldn't kick the ball forty yards. Yeah, Terry can't kick you four yards. Forty. But you know, you were ne- you never wasted your time. And then dead on dead balls, we always gave the eyes. I I would just give them the when I was the on, yeah. yeah when I was on the move. I would just give them the eyes, and that's the truth. Yeah, and that's I used to always cut across the near post. Right, but the eyes were when I was on the move. Right, and that's. The but then it's down to the delivery and the execution delivery, and I always knew. And when you're coming across, the worst thing is if there's not pace on the ball. You're waiting for it to but come. The great thing was that he always delivered his set pieces with pace, so I didn't really need to get much on them. I was yeah. really. You're always looking at little glancers, which are it's difficult. Near post runs, so difficult for the goalkeeper. Yeah. Because he obviously is at his near post. He's covering his near post, but any slip on some keepers take the chance and don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's. And uh, would you, would you the last real partnership I've seen was Twig and, and Baker, and they they had a real. They understanding. did. They knew. They, did, they just yeah. knew. Yeah. 
Would you yeah. would you say that you had an understanding? Yeah, to get oh, like that? absolutely. And all the lads would have, yeah, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, definitely. And it's sad now because there's nothing really like that at the moment. We don't really have that connection. Potentially Kevin and Carol. Potentially, yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's just, it has, that has to grow. It has to grow yeah. over time. And I think that's time yeah. about that, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Look, it's got, yeah, you know, you look, at, you look at Twig and you look at Desi and even, it's funny because before Desi came back to Rovers that time, yeah. his career was, was kind of... Absolutely, it was doing yeah. It just show, it shows you, and the next minute, how players can suit each other. And just correct, yeah. I mean. yeah. He's actually with one of the underage teams there. Yeah, he is. Uh, you were a bit of a crowd favourite as well, Mark. Can you remember the songs being sang about you? Um, Beach Boy. I remember a few of them in the nightclubs and stuff like <laughs> that as well, you know. But, uh, ah, yeah, I do. I know a couple of them, to be fair, and... Again, as Tony was saying, it's nice to be sung about. So why do they call you Beach Boy? Are you going to give us the real version? You see, I can't swim, and I don't know. I think people are getting caught up in this whole Beach Boy situation. No, but look, it was a trip to the Isle of Man that yeah. we all had a, a night out after. And uh, it was quite late, was it? It was like it was. one or two in the morning. Daryl was telling I, us about I, scrubbing I, the short. You I brought know. one short and you scrubbed uh, it. He pants. was. That, that's him. I had about nine shorts. He <laughs> knew. <laughs> knew he was on the piss. <laughs> you know? the, and we were only gone for five days. Yeah. Nine shorts. That was the chairman, uh, Joe Colwell, at the time was giving out yards. I had three suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we played two or three games. We, we definitely had played two. Freddie Boswell was two. chairman. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> but we had a break of about two or three days and uh, we were allowed out this particular night every night and uh, we all ended up down at the beach for some reason so there must have been the a whole nightclub the whole nightclub the whole the whole oil of man I felt like <laughs> was there I feel I have to take it at this yeah stage. go ahead Tony run to on it. run on I'm standing there <laughs> I'm standing there look the next minute there's a fella with a ball uh, down on the on the beach right and he's playing with the ball and all. And the next minute I got a nudge. And Kenyers is handing me all his clothes. Hold on to them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's down the steps. And like what we said, we never saw him tackle. <laughs> he's two-footed your man. <laughs> on the beach. In his nip. Oh, that's where the beach boy. Yeah. He two-footed oh, in the nip. There were a hundred Rovers fans over at that at the time. Yeah. So that it was, wasn't yeah. that you could hide it. Yeah. 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 Oh, a trip is legendary yeah. Rovers fans. People still talk about it. Yeah. I was absolutely brilliant on that trip, by the way, just to get that in. <laughs> yeah. I got was, player in the tournament. Actually, he played... Uh, did you get player in the tournament? I did, we yeah. We played Preston. We played Preston, yeah. We, we weren't there for the fourth game we set no. and we came in and they were after being beaten 5-0 by Owl. <laughs> and... Uh, we pressed them the next day. And we were saying, oh, holy shit. <laughs> and uh, we played Preston and we were beating 2-0, I think. But we'd, we were unlucky. We were beating 1-0. We, we were 1-0, yeah. We, we gave them a right game. Yeah. But Mark, Mark was outstanding in the game. And there was talk, actually, after it that Preston Their manager had spoken to, to put an offer in. Mick Bourne's directly after um, the game. And yeah. then they said they'd come and watch me uh, play the first two games. And what kind of money they were negotiating money at the time? Would you believe I was on the bench for the first for the start of the season? Yeah, because I, I remember that uh, at the time after the game. Yeah, they were quite keen. Oh yeah, yeah. Game, yeah. 
But the uh, question from Jason Maloney says, also asked Tony about his contribution to that Isle of Man tournament. We lost the first two games, which Tony missed because of work commitments. We kept telling all the other fans that TC was on the way. Then he plays in the last game and bangs in a hat-trick. There you go. Yeah, we played in the Preston game. Like a hero. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I played in the Preston game. And uh, then the last game... Who was, was that? Uh, against the Isle of Man, Man Select? 5-0. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, I think you scored no. a penalty on that game. Did you? I think so. I thought it was a Real Madrid. For the postman goes. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it that Real Madrid? Oil <laughs> <laughs> of man. Should they not have five blows? There? <laughs> there was a Manx cat, mate. Yeah. That day. <laughs> no tail. Jesus. Oh yeah. Uh, do you remember the Billy Sullivan song? No. I remember the song Rovers, Rovers. You had, yeah, you had, I know it. Yeah, you had, a, you had your own verse in it and everything. Is yeah. What was Billy O'Sullivan? Billy, Billy. I think Billy's. I think he's still still involved in music. But uh, who was it? Jer Fury, I think, was was the main man there. I'm not too sure the name who got the who organised the song. I know it well. So Cliftonville won the Europa League playoff, which is something I hate. I can't stand Europa League playoffs because I think it's just huh. like think about it. Game. Some teams ten points below you and they get a chance. Yeah. I can't stand yeah. it. Oh, it does me head in. But they're good to watch. In fairness, now all the playoffs in the past couple of weeks have been like four or five goals in each game. game yeah. 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 So um, looks like we're going to be unseeded, so we won't play Cliftonville. So Hibs will be in the Europa League if Celtic win the Scottish Cup final. So it's some, uh, some tough teams in there. Yeah. Paris and Belgrade yeah. are old friends. Oh, wow. And I uh, know you want Latvia. Yeah, I want a dirty European. Yeah, East European. Yeah. Who was, nice. was in our side? Oh, we've, we've, a, we've a couple of. We've, I think, can, who can we draw? We can draw. Um, I haven't looked, Mister. You want there's the a boys. team of. There's a good maybe 15, 20 teams that we can draw, and yeah. they're all tough. You want to avoid Scandinavians. We can get. We can get. Uh, the the we go north. We go up north. We got Wales. Yeah, like TNS is it? No, oh, okay. I'd, all day. I take up North yeah, or Wales. Yeah, Dean Abbey playing up front for TNS. Yeah, <coughs> so, you know it gives you a chance. I think. Yeah. I think uh, the rest is the unknown. Football and boys, yeah. For for another trip, we're gonna go to Lafayette. Were you there last year? Yeah, we were in both of them. Yeah. Iceland and brilliant. Oh, Iceland is brilliant. Iceland is a yeah, is a yeah. bit mad. Like it's it was a bit dreary. The weather was terrible. We were there. Yeah. Yeah. Like we we're coming out but of the building yeah. at, at three o'clock. In, in the morning and it's bright yeah we're going oh, what is this ended up that in the park sitting it, in a geezer Tommy Dunn's like a uh, jacuzzi it was in Finland oh yeah fantastic in oh, Nor- Norway I was in Norway this year Good. expensive isn't it is it yeah yeah we, oh, like, yeah, we negotiated yeah. 7 euro for the house mm. beer and uh, we were all happy enough with that you know Grand. we were getting 7 euro gargle the same place looked after us the Dunner Viking Steve was the name of the guy looking after us he was brilliant excellent excellent same, same in Prague Prague was was unbelievable. Was so it, we'd yeah. all meet up in the Dubliner pub, and then we went up to Bolislav. Could say similar to Dundalk, wasn't it? About fifty oh, minutes really? out, yeah. and it was totally the grace. We went wow. in. The points where there was this little family, and I remember <laughs> walking. We were all we we're all walking towards the bar. It's a tiny little bar beside the stadium, and she's pulling on her husband's arm, going, "She can't speak." And she's like, 
look, look. And he's like, ah, oh, no, will you stop? I'm busy or whatever. Yeah. And she's just trying to say, listen, there's 300 lads <laughs> coming our serious? way. It took me 10 minutes to get a vodka. Yeah, but when we got, I think we could have got the bottle for her. Like it was, well, no, we got four, four double vodkas, and four points, and I got change of score. Wow! I'm talking. It was eighty cent a point, and it was unbelievable. What a trip! What a trip! Yeah, should have played there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what we'll move on. That was a yeah. So that's we're not still not too sure who we can get, and the first game's on the twelfth of July. So we're looking. Looking forward to that. Can't Travel comes into it now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we're going to charge the plane either way. Yeah. The good thing about it is we have more notice now. I think we've like three weeks notice, whereas before it was like the draws made. Let's do off it. you go next week. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. So draws the 19th of June yeah. this time, and yeah. the fourth like the 12th of bad. July. So yeah. a couple of yeah, we've a bit of time, yeah. and it'll be 20 years ago next month that Rovers played Alte Sport from Turkey in the Inter Toto Cup. Lost three one the first leg, and Mark's free kick set up that Derek Tracy goal, yeah. and we went a three one after 90 minutes, and it took to extra time in the second leg at Talker Park, and you scored Tony one of the goals, and Mark you were sent off in extra time, yeah. and the Turk scored again. So leads us to this question did Mark always want to emulate David Beckham because just a week or so after Beck's kick at Simeone against Argentina in 98 he did the same thing that was a week before I actually started that and then he emulated me oh he's a backwards isn't he yeah, he, he was watching was he? He was yeah, that's, the game. that's two mistakes from Maloney now. do you know why I was sent off in that game why was you actually, sent off I was going to Spain the next week <laughs> on holidays and the, then in the inter total you were if you the missus was saying, "Listen, you play the next week." Yeah, get so, that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that game? I remember over there it was quite daunting. Remember the was the, this the, the one with the goats thing and it smelled yeah, awful? Daryl talked about yeah. that. But yeah. the thing was, you really was, Yeah, we got there. We had to get there. You had to get there two, <laughs> two hours, hours before the right. game. I remember getting there and uh, we walked into the dressing room, and as we were walking in, those two goats outside our dressing room. Yeah. We were saying, what What's are they the there for? Yeah. It's the dinner after. Then we, were looking, but then, we thought they were crested with goats. So we yeah. couldn't but then figure I, it out. Then I, we went, do you remember walking out onto the pitch? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. The main stand was full. It was unbelievable. And bouncing. It's about 30,000, like, I think. Though, th- I yeah. think there was near 30 at the game, but yeah. in that main stand, I think there was 15, 18,000. There was, right. There was a fella the in front song. of it. The capo. He, he was orchestrating. Yeah. The whole and as the Italians like, call it, was the two capo. hours before the game, Jeez. and we just couldn't not yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, the heat. So next week we went back in and came out for the warm-ups. The Rams were still there. Yeah. When we came back in from the warm-ups, they were gone. So they came. I remember they came in and told us we came out the middle of the pitch I for it was a warm-up. Bricked building. It was a horrible L. We we came out from the middle of the pitch. With the warm for the warm up, right? Oh, we came was the one of the flag. End, there was one of the ends, do, yeah. with no stand. And we we actually wondered when we were out there, yeah, why don't the they have a stand down there? So your man official when we're, we were waiting in the tunnel to come out, but their team wasn't there. Your man says, everybody. "No, you're gonna." It was a FIFA official says, "No, you just have to come this way," <laughs> and it brings us down this tunnel. Pitch and the next there. minute, we start walking and we we start get the steps. We can start to see brightness. Yeah. And we came out behind the goal. Where so all the fans were? Yeah. So you could imagine when... Was the stuff raining there? Galatasaray oh, and yeah, all went yeah. there. No, yeah. there was no fans down that oh, end. Yeah. But it was obviously there for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Because, oh, when the other clubs, the, the, there's the too ones, much... Yeah. The big yeah. ones, there's too much clashes. Mm. 
So we came out that end and uh, when we were lying, I remember I was about fourth in the line, you know, as you're going along. And all I could hear was the shouts, look at our forehead, look at our forehead <laughs> as we were going along. Yeah. They were plastered with blood Jeez. on the forest. They were after uh, yeah. sacrificing the <laughs> Wasn't Ash Wednesday? No. No. Oh my god. So that made us feel yeah. really good. That felt great. <laughs> and was there anyone on the day in particular for them that stood out? What What did you think of them as a as a team in general, standard wise? Uh, it was what? similar to ourselves, I think. It was fairly difficult, but they were full time. Yeah. And that's that. That is, you know, we don't forget, we were semi pro at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And many times a week would you train? Going into Europe, you train Probably maybe two nights a yeah, week. Two, play yeah, two, play Friday, yeah. Yeah, play Friday. Plus this was June. Train, Jeez. Well, was June. We hadn't done anything. The doesn't start until late August. We train yeah. Sunday as yeah. well, So and we'd only come back. We might have had two weeks Yeah, training. probably yeah. four or five sessions before you got to Europe. Game. You know, it was, no idea, it? it was ridiculous really what you were being asked yeah. to do. And well, then people would say, how can you get, not get results? Yeah. Whereas... If you take it, I think it was, was there a week or two weeks between the games? A week off and then a, the following week, yeah. so week, we, yeah. we'd had another uh, two weeks training yeah. in between the second The next game. leg, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, So what about the second leg? You, you nearly turned it around. Oh, you know, we, we kind of did, really. We did, like, yeah. to beat them 3-1, like, there's not many no. teams, or particularly then, one in Europe. That's the only instance ever of a league running club. Coming back from a two-goal deficit to take it even to extra time. Oh, really? No one's yeah. ever overturned it. So that's the closest we've ever come. Wow. Right, yeah. yeah. So I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> what a trip I had, though. That's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm presuming you saw watched Eurovision last night. So. I did, would you believe? Yeah, oh, I, I did, did. yeah. How heard you and Curly have changed? How do you and Curly have changed? How times have changed? What pub did you like? Six weeks, <laughs> I'm telling you. you know, yeah. First time in 10 years I watched it. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I thought the Eurovision song was quite good. It was, that's Davey Max. Yeah. Brother in law. Oh, Shock and See. Ryan, yeah. Ryan yeah. or Shock and See. Brother in law, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. I have some tenuous Rovers Eurovision links here. That was one of them. Yeah. But uh, Marty Whelan, I have to say, is a national treasure. He's great. Isn't he? the, his commentary yeah. is just off the cuff, isn't it? Oh, Mick, right. Mick McCarthy looking like Marty Whelan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, Mick does be saying all the albums love it. When he goes down the shop. Yeah. You know him. He's great. He's great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was... Uh, yeah, the Eurovision. Israel took it home. Tomer will be delighted, won't he? That was a shite song. Tomer is, I'd say he was jumping around style, the gap. Yeah. Tomer is Canadian-born, but Israeli. Yeah. Where are Australia and Israel in the Eurovision? Mm, yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah. But believe it or not, I did watch a bit of it. So, I um, did myself. We'll go on to the Roadstone project now. We have the under 19s. They drew one all with Limerick and Talent on That's Saturday. Right. And Dean Dillon equalised from the penalty spot. And next up is Galway away Saturday at 2pm. So go little trip to Irish Square. Yeah. I was at the game the week previous when they played uh, Cabantini in Roadstone. Yeah. They had won their first four, I think. And then that was their yeah. fifth. And it was a I shock was to say the least yeah. yeah big time big time because I know Edo quite well the 19s manager good lad in fairness yeah. to him but good squad some players obviously I think Dean was on the bench yeah, for the first team he, on Friday he was yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah he played then sir. anyone impressed you out of 19s anyone Dean's very good Dean, yeah. Dean is excellent yeah I like him I like him a lot and he's a grounded kid 
He's a lovely fella. He's a lovely young yeah. lad. We, we interview him every so often. We see him up in Rollstone when we're yeah, on the Yeah, great lovely lad. Lad. I like yeah. him. I like him too. Real down to earth. And by all reports, we dominated that second half against Limerick, but they are actually unbeaten on top of the table. So maybe They'd not. Be good, maybe yeah, not so be good. bad no, results. No. You know? Good squad, no. yeah. And then the 70s beat Kerry 6-1 at Rollstone. And uh, right, Prof, how many did young Bogdanoff get? He got two. Daniela got two. two. Yeah. He's on the muck in that league, yeah. yeah he's he on is. fire. So, uh, Lua, is that is that right? So he gets two. Uh, Furlong and an on goal made up to six. And they have Cove Rounders away on Sunday. So, Ooh. 2 p.m. Tough one down in Cove. That's seven wins from seven. Under yeah. 17. And the 15s are playing the Mayo League. Yeah, that's a strange. Uh, this was well, today. They're forced four. The Mayo League? No, Rovers 15s forced five games. They had scored 30 goals and conceded none. Run the muck. Yeah, so they were held in that long then. One all. That's like, how is that elite? Uh, it's, yeah, like, how are well, you at know, there? No, like, at or not at say any of them. Yeah. They played the Curry League and they beat them 7 0. Like, yeah. What, what, are, what are Rovers 17s getting out of that? Or 15. Yeah, no, I do agree know. with that to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah but do, do they have to be included, these teams? Is that the thing? Do they have to have like, yeah, the Mayo League? Oh, yeah, they have to. And the, There's like, not enough what teams. The, what's the big team? Carry three Dynamos. That probably three Dynamos, yeah. See, what you're saying, even what they might have to do is even put divisions into that. Yeah, age yeah. Bracket. They're talking yeah. about putting three divisions, not like the, the 17s and 19s, whereas the Northern and South, yeah. with the 15s. And 13th, they're thinking of putting three leagues, as in probably Dublin, yeah. like UCD, Cavity, yeah. that they're all bashing off each other, and then try and get it as close as they can. Right, so the, maybe the top Carlo two. Carlo would... as a base, where Kerry can come to, Atlanta can travel to, yeah. Waterford can get to, you know. As a, yeah. I don't think logistics should else. be that much of an issue, though, in fairness. Well, if your son was 13 years of age no if your son was 11 or 12 playing the under 13 league and they were going to play Tralee true yeah when you think a, about like that it's a big thing for an 11 year old I think do you think yeah. the 13 league is too much of a stretch yes I do yeah, yeah. you'd be in that boat I, yeah. I, I do as well yeah Rovers will probably be equipped kids, but not I, other clubs maybe. I think as well yeah Rovers will be they're I think, well equipped I think that's why they're going to smash everybody yeah. the 15s are doing it the 17s are doing it not so much in the 90s but that's what they're going to be doing but the B end and end all is can we get one player from that 19s into the first team? That's exactly what we want. That's it. And it's very possible. Mm. It's a couple of earmarked at the moment like Bazuna, yeah. Dean Dillon, the <coughs> Aaron Bulge, well, these, these Dean, fellas. Dean's played yeah, for the he's, first team last year. He's been in the league. Yeah. So the 15s they played today to beat Mayo League 4 1. Right. Mm. And we had goals from. Banya, just reading on Twitter. Here. He's scoring. Rolando Banya, he's scoring. Yeah. Banya, Armstrong. Sinclair Armstrong, isn't it? It's another Clark it's another and O'Connor with the goals. Nice. A C- couple of regular goal scorers mm. there. And uh, their next week, their next game is away to UCD Saturday at 2 pm. So all three teams are on the road. Good. And um, Ireland beat Bosnia 2 0 in the 17th European Championship, and they're against Holland in Monday's quarter final. So a tough one in Chesterfield. That's live in RT2. It is. And uh, the game will already be played by the time you're hearing this. So that's a. Troy Parrott how about this guy have you seen Fantastic. him I know Troy well yeah. I had him in an emerging this talent yeah. really oh, you're yeah, a part yeah. of emerging talent oh, is yeah. that the same thing that your brother does with the no. FBI it's something different Harry's full time into uh, excellent course, course by the way yeah. my brother-in-law did it 
and it brought him did on he, so much. Yeah, I'm sure he did it under Hurley. It's a year of nearly full time football. What you're getting? Unbelievable. Game. Now he's tick a shite, so yeah, he well, didn't do too well in the books. Most but. footballers are. <laughs> let's be honest. But uh, yeah, I had tried for a year in the AUL out in that emerging talent. Very good. Lovely young lad, lovely kid. Scoring for fun. But what a talent. Yeah, well, he's excellent. He's excellent. Scoring set pieces, yeah. everything. He's done for Tottenham. He's done for Tottenham, isn't yeah, he? He's Officially. Done. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, he progresses. Please God, days, he's a yeah. good lad. He's a good kid. And then we had Glenn Dunn. He asked the two lads. He said, anyone inside or outside the league they would like to see signing for Rovers? Uh, an unknown that they think they could make the step up in the fourth division, underage or across or anything like that. Yeah, anyone? Question. Yeah, it is. It's a tough one as good well question. to put you on the spot. Is there anyone that you think they do a job for Rovers? Um, I don't know, Tony, at the moment, just off the cuff. Uh, uh, Dan Cleary Dundalk yeah. Yeah. I like um, I like look? Duffy off Dundalk I think he's excellent he's very good yeah he's very I, good I, love, I, I love. actually think Duffy this year has I stepped up again he has and I was talking to someone actually seemingly his, his stats and all oh really are gone true way up he was the best when he came back yeah. he's just so direct I love direct wingers I like attacking players yeah. I, I wouldn't you mind know, seeing Hooban yeah, still think he's fine and far. Yeah, you know, I mm. still think there's more. They have that kid that's home from Everton. Smart to come. That was yeah. that United went to Everton. Sam Bourne. Sam. Sam yeah, he hasn't played. played. No, I haven't yeah. seen I've seen him warming up. He looks a little bit chunky, to be fair. <laughs> for him, you know, for yeah. the modern. And, and what about since we're on the top, we're on any on, on the subject of of up and coming players? Anyone that you've noticed in the Ireland setup who you think is going to be a star? Well, 15s, 17s, 18s Masterson for me Yeah I had him for Two years And then From 15 to 16 When he was under 15 Under 16 Then I was involved With the international Underage team Or under 17 Right So I, I, I've had him For three years Basically And seen his development And mm. his mannerism And his personality really that good I just haven't seen a player I was head coach Of emerging talent On the south side of Dublin For seven years Right and I haven't seen a kid with the maturity level of the mentality of driven, a bit of, has everything in his game. And I thought after kind of four or five months that he didn't have that steeliness, but he proved me wrong then in a game against the AUL, against South Dublin, and we has that bit of boy. Yeah. And he's got everything. He's got everything for me. And what about you, Tom? Yeah, I would have saw him. I went, uh, Liverpool came over last year and I went down and spent a couple of days with him uh, and he was there. In Photo Island? Yeah, Photo I was there. Yeah. I was there. And uh, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, he's excellent, isn't he? Yeah. And then uh, we had the Rovers amputee team. The prof had an interview with them last week. And, uh, Christy? Uh, no, uh, Stuart McSweeney Stuart, and Kevin yeah. O'Rourke. Yeah. And they had their first win of the season. Oh, they're still looking for it. They haven't got one no, yet. They lost yeah. two one to Cork and fight to the balls out in Ballymun. So um, it was yesterday, was it? Oh, the day before, it was, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're still looking for a win. And uh, we never said they won last week's three K event, the fun run down in Rovers. And Thomas Morgan from the under thirteens. <laughs> Thomas the son. Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> under twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, fair play to him. And don't forget to play the World Cup sweep. We have a World Cup sweep going on at Rovers now. All the profits go to the SRFC Academy. And the prof was accosted by Bill Gleeson. Who'd you get? 
Got France. France, not bad. Notorious bottlers. Oh. Yeah, one win a boat, it's better than getting oh, yeah, Morocco or something. Yeah, you So I want to ask the lads, who are you tipping for the World Cup? Ooh. Jesus. Because we're running our own World Cup type quiz now. I think Brazil have got players. Uh huh. I think Brazil, yeah. That's Daniel Alves, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll go close. I think they'll always. It's always the the big teams, the Spain, the Germans, you know, the Brazilians. It's it's hard to pick. Like I think the friendlies even I just can't wait for it. No, <laughs> yeah. The friendlies is hard. You know what I mean. You look at what uh, who was it? Uh, Italy. Italy were beat. Was it Italy? Argentina got hammered by Spain. I think Argentina oh, yeah. were flopped big time. Five nil. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. They but scraped into. You don't know what you're getting. You know you don't know. Messi did been play for a week. Yeah, they've been for a while. Yeah, Argentina scraped into. I the had this feeling that Messi is destined not to win a World Cup medal. Mm. Just, mm. Or he might just turn around now. But still, this is towards the tenth. And you can never write off the Germans. No, absolutely not. Like their B team, they brought the won the what was the competition they won most recently. They, they brought a B team they won at the oh, I can't remember it was some, Senior Age yeah, yeah it was something recently they, they brought a B team over and they won it like. but um, yeah so we had Fairhouse Glover who were beaten yeah, in the yeah, final yesterday and 92nd minute equaliser and then it was sick for Keith got, yeah I was good lad yeah Keith and Ned are good yeah, lads we had yeah, them on the show he asked me to go up during the week just to have a little chat with the players oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went oh, up cool. and uh, you know Jesus, to get hit with that goal. Oh, sucker punch, yeah. I, I didn't see what that sent off. You know, that's the first goal they conceded in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, whole tournament. Yeah. Whole tournament yeah. they conceded. And then bang, four. Capitulation, wasn't it? Really good lads, you know what I mean? They've done a great job there. They have, they have. In fairness to them. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to take, but hopefully now they can kick on again next year. Yeah. I'm considering... Glendon, yeah. So Glendon back with another question, and he said they've all played in some really good Rovers teams with some good players like Odell, Dunn, Pordy, Palmer, Woods, Tracy, Scully, and others. He says, why was it that they never really won a challenge for a title, and was it the lack of home ground or something else? So it's an excellent question. What was the, what was the reason for? We'll start with you, Tony. What was the reason for uh, not really well, pushing on and doing challenges? Well, I think the first, the first two seasons when I was there, anyway, they were struggles. And then Joe came in, and then there was investment st- into the club. Stability, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Mick Mick had a great season. Yeah, we, we were very close. We finished there. fourth, but we were quite we were close. We compete, yeah, there was we, only we competed three like or four all, points in all, the top four. Yeah, at the time. all season we got into Europe. Uh, on the back of that. Yeah. And uh, then. Like I'm, for, like I'm not just saying it. I got injured then, and what happens is as well. Then you have to, you you have only one striker left, which was yeah. I think it was Shani. Yeah. And I'm fairness. Francis Shani. Yeah. yeah. And in fairness to Shani, Shani kept the mantle going. He but did. He's kind of on his own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in relation to the goals that well, were coming. Tony Grant signed, I suppose. Tony Grant came then. I think Shani then got injured. I think through that time and I was kind of coming back and you yeah. know and then breaking down and I think it was it was a hard period because no matter how well the team is doing if you don't if you're not scoring the goals you know when yeah. it's, 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 it's the difference it's the yeah. difference in 
and being up there or not being up there. Like you look at Cork last year with Maguire. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Lethal. Scored, different animal. Scored so many goals. Do you know Fantastic. what I mean? You look at any team that's that's competing. They need you. Need, you need people coming now. Coming. It's something we've struggled with since Gary Twig. We haven't replaced Gary Twig. No, we yeah. haven't had a goal scorer since. And if you look, you know the likes of Christy Fagan and Pat has done it for. Yeah. He's been struggling in recent years, but he, yeah, in the last year he, or two, he and is and a goal scorer. <coughs> but everybody and that has and done well, and Pat has Pat's, struggled. Yeah, so, Pat's have won the league with him. Yeah. So you Chris need the goals you in, need you know? a striker. You, if you're gonna win a league, you need someone to score twenty goals. Yeah, yeah it's the difference. I look at Dundalk; they had yeah. Tell, they had yeah. Hoban, yeah. they had McMillan. They just replaced yeah, them and did. replaced them and replaced them. So yeah. it was excellent recruitment on their behalf. Did he get anyway. two on Saturday or on Friday? McMillan Hoobin. got two on two games, didn't he? Or Hoban? No, McMillan was scoring for St. Was Johnson, it? wasn't yeah. he? But oh, Hoban, yeah. Hoban has been scoring as well. I think he might got the two of them. I think yeah, even yeah. in the fourth side, David O'Sullivan in the fourth division. Yeah, look at Michelle. Again, he's banging them in again. Forty goals. Has he got some sort of job that he like that keeps him from going full time? Because I, I do wonder. Like, is yeah. he? He seems like he's good enough to go and take a step forward. He's got a David's got a decent job. You know but that's probably I mean? stopping him from going full time, um, would it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would. Yeah, I, I can't speak for him, but I don't think he he's would. He's probably getting on a little now. Yeah, is he? he is. Yeah, is he getting on now? Is he? Is he tipping up towards forty now? Yeah, he would be. Jeez, he would be. Yeah, yeah. he, he played less the senior yeah, league with Arkle for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah he then was, went to Longford. Yeah, he was twenty-four when I signed him. Jesus, that's so, six and did you years you spot yeah, him at Arkle? Did you? No, he was playing for uh, Wayside. Wayside. When I went to watch him, and really, what we needed was someone quick and direct. And that's why I was that's looking, exactly that's what what I was looking for. Yeah. Just on the topic of amateur look, football, actually. Pace. Do you, you watch a bit of amateur football? I watch an awful lot of it, yeah. yeah. Who can make a step up at the moment out of that league? Player-wise? Yeah, player-wise. Top of your head. Um, I'd l- I'd like like a Shane Stritch. Yeah, I like him a lot. A good I player, just going to say that, yeah, yeah. Bluebell, because he was very poor. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this <laughs> if he's listening to it. But he was very poor against Crumlin. That Sunday yeah. last week, but if you're ever gonna, I've watched him. He he's gone around years in the league. Oh, wait, he he and played a year older us at Pats. He was he was excellent. How old is he then. now? He's he's 28. He won't yeah. be because I'm 29 and I yeah. played for Pats and he was a year below us. He's been yeah. around that last senior league, obviously since he's a teenager probably. Yeah. So, and he's he's one man club. I think again he's blue yeah, bell all this and very very good. There's some, there's, some really like there. there's some excellent players there's two centre backs off Blue Bell are excellent yeah um, I, think, I think Rovers were having a little look at him were they? at the yeah. start of the season as well yeah. there's like Richie Tell Brandon there's always yeah. one or two diamonds that are there but look don't get me wrong there's one or two that don't want to make that step yeah you know like I think I think Stritchy has a job himself a yeah, good job and he can commit you know are you going to you know full time Rovers are, would you play for at loan and be offered 30, 40 quid? Yeah. Probably not, you know. Yeah. So. Barely even getting your expenses. You're travelling exactly. all over the country. Absolutely, you're doing an extra night yeah. training. I think it's different if you're, if you're 19, 20, you're That's trying to make age. your way. I, can, I think there should be more players loaned out. Yeah. So, like Rovers 19, it looks like Dean Dillon now. Right. He's he needs had senior a football, touch of, he? He's had a touch of the first team last year. Mm. Been on the bench, he's ready to kind of go. He scored for the 19s. Is he better playing 19s? No. I think he needs to go. 
and play for someone in the Draw fourth division. Like Absolutely. We've got Aaron Dodd on loan at Wexford. This is his second year on loan. Yeah. Yeah. I think Boyd as well. Sean. Boyd needs game time. He, like, he, he hasn't he hasn't played. He should be loan time. Name the last game you've seen him play. Probably it's crazy, last year. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. Do we need a league like that? Do we need a B championship? I think the worry is as well, it doesn't matter how much training you do. You're never game. You really never. Games are so important. And like even when you were injured, you never really felt back to your sharpness and all until you got about six, seven matches under your belt. And I think even particularly when you're young, when you're learning the game, it's games you need Absolutely. games that's when you make mistakes you know what I mean that's what I'm saying about the the 15s and 17s yeah. I don't think they're learning beating somebody 6-1 no you're not really yeah. not every you game I mean? anyway it goes, it goes back to the you talking about the, the B championship or the, the 21 yeah. league the 21 league that even restricts well I presented to John Delaney about about two months ago right just say for instance right there's 20 teams in the under 19 league which there is right so each team can sign 21 players so on average that's what 400 players at 19 in around 18 19 years of age what is the average take of a club they'll sign one possibly two players so that's 20 players where are the other 380 players going yeah that are so-called where do they go I love a reserve league. I love a reserve league. So there was I, for I years for Rovers, wasn't I there? I do, yeah. You always I hear remember. playing in the for reserves. For me, it's a 21 For league. me, we should have gone 17s to 21s. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, anybody that's good enough at 17... Can play. Is, will play yeah. in the 20... And should be playing in yeah, the 21s. Yeah. Because he's, pu- he's pushing himself more. And then at 17, 18, 19, we've seen it. So that, if they can go play, play in the first I think they'll play anyway. quicker in the first team. Then. And I think the other thing is, they can't. They, what they had with the far overage players, yeah, I think that was crucial to the development of the younger players. Yeah, yeah. having that experience. Bring them around the dressing rooms. Like even. You, you take even now, you know what I mean. To have one or two players coming back from injury, yeah, you know, stepping down and playing. With these lads, That's yeah. where my group is with them. Where can these lads get their match practice yeah. back? Where can these young yeah. lads get fourth yeah. team experience? There's I, nothing there. I do think there's a. T- I think the seven avenue there. Too close. Yeah. I seven. I think they should go, push it out to twenty ones and go with and four over age players. What about the goalkeeper? The second goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't play all season, playing, yeah. and the next minute there's a big He's cup called, game. The keeper gets injured. Yeah. The next minute he comes He's in, in. cup game. Yeah. it's fairly unfair it is do you know what I mean you're asking yeah. him, you're asking him to come into a big match game situation and he maybe hasn't played for 15, yeah. 15 weeks it's, you know what yeah, I mean it's something really that has to be looked at big time we're talking about reserves actually someone was telling me a story about you yesterday about playing in a reserve game I think it was under with Damien Richardson Rico yeah did you would you have a bit of a were you too fond of Rico yeah I liked him you liked him yeah was there any managers you didn't get on with during your time at Roberts? Somebody was saying you were in the reserves and you didn't want to, you just didn't want to be there. You were in the horrors in the height of it, playing centre mid, and um, the manager wouldn't take you off. It was spite, and you were having an absolute stinker. It was one of those days, and then apparently you just turned. Play one of those Hollywood balls. A Hollywood ball onto someone's head into a goal. You just looked over at the manager like that. Yeah. I don't think it was Damien. I kind of remember that who it was now. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the story? Yeah. You, you do, literally yeah. plucked the ball and just went. Yeah, I go. do. I know well actually. <laughs> 
We wouldn't take it off. Yeah. Yeah. We asked the question about why we didn't win a league title. I think the closest we came was under Rico. Yeah. Around 2001 or two runners up. Was that our best chance of winning a league? Um, yeah, probably with the with the squad of players we had. Yeah, you see, my my times at Rowers, I feel as if they're not only my colleagues. They were it was like such a bond we had, Tony, of mm. player. Like I know you had Tony and Derek on, mm. and they would have probably said the same thing. I don't they know. did. You know, they did. We we kind of socialized together. We trained together. We done everything together. We just didn't have that. I don't know what it is, something else to get you over the line. Yeah, the added because I, I do talk to Harry about it a little bit. And he said there was that steeliness in that four in a row team that were fucking, had that extra bit, that Pat Bourne that was slaughtered everybody. You know, there oh, was yeah. people, mm. big, big bodies in the dressing mm. room, but no one kind of really took, led us on. Uh, if you know what yeah, I mean. You were all a good group, yeah, but no one took about good the ball players, says no. Yeah, yeah. Just drive us on that little yeah. bit, you know, extra. And obviously, you haven't no ground. That was mentioned in the question. I mean, Tala was hanging over your heads the whole. We, we were trying. We six, trained, seven yeah. years. You were there. Yeah. Like the moment you signed, Tala was mooted. Yeah. In the papers, Sh- and by the time Tony left, two thousand two. Sure, we sure we went to uh, we went to um, the offices of the chairman when Pat Fenland signed. Yeah. Except Pat were after signing, and. Uh, they had the model and all. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was a four plan on. Yeah, everything. There was a photo of his, I think it was 2001 or so. Touring the side. That shell of a stadium. I think, I think, yeah, I think unfortunately. Training? No, a team photo. Yeah, we trained on it. We trained it that day. We trained on the pitch and for the photo shoot. Yeah. Unfortunately, really, when you look at it, if they had a gone with a smaller model, just to get us in. Yeah, get going. Yeah. You know, start it term, off. A, term academy around the ground. Yeah, the people and stand around. And a small stand in, even, even if it was like Bray. Yeah, just, just to, to get you in the door. Just That's to get all. in the door and then develop it from there. We had Pat Bourne in talking Be- about it. Because at least, like Rovers would have had 3,000 Yeah, there. of course. So you, could have been, you would have been able to develop it. The money would have been there too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Were you was being told like every week, oh, I've had a... We'll be in Tata next oh, month. Yeah. Next month. Well, not on a weekly basis, but, yeah. you know. It was always the hanging there, and you always felt, jeez, if we get in there, we're going we'll to be the biggest We'll fucking take off again. That's yeah. what we were saying yeah. as a group. Do you know what I mean? But um, it was always kind of mid-season break or whatever it was, we'll be in at the start of the Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to. There were so no, many letdowns. It's going to be the end of the season. You'll definitely go next year. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just a continuation of that. And that went on for a good few years. Yeah. It's yeah. one stage, just like, do you know what's not happening? It's yeah, yeah. Up on it. With Sean Cook as well. Sean Cook said, what's the fondest memories that you have at Rovers? Top of your head. Our friendships for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, had a, I had a huge bond with the fans. You are probably too young. But no, we don't. We remember, but we... Bond. Yeah, still spoke I, about it. I, I, I actually went to... Harry got a special merit award. And Harry said, just come with me for the... The crack, you know. And as soon as Harry walked in the door, it was a big round. But I came in about, I was in the Jacks or something about 30 seconds later. <laughs> and they were all over me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about stealing his thunder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I had that special bond and friends and football. We sat with Tony go back many years yeah. still yeah. to speak to each other. Speak to Tony O'Dowd yesterday. Sp- golf with Derek a lot. So 
Tommy What's he Gold. like? There you go, right? Golf? He's all right. He's only he's okay. Yeah. I'm hoping you've got him. He's only okay. They're no. two bandits. Better than... Bag of cans on the cars. Yeah. Better than Wheeler and Del Cleach. <laughs> he could be, you know. Yeah, he could be. He's all right. He's all right. What about you, Tommy? What's your fondest memory of him? Um, yeah, like like what Mark said. Like, they were with we, great, great times together. You know what I mean? But... You know, and you, you met great people. Yeah. Like obviously, one of my have a great mate, Mick McCarthy, and you know, I met Mick through it. And you know, you look at the Cairns family as well. Uh, what they yeah what yeah they put into the club <coughs> over the years as well. Do you know what I mean? And 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 Pete, Mick Cairns and people that really cared about the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and you know, you talk about what players did, but. Really, it's what supporters did, you know. And when you kind of see it as a player, like those days that were really bleak and that the club were on the edge, what supporters did dragging the club those, through those yeah. days, you know. And you, you, you see people even now that are up in talent, and you know, it's great for them to see where the club has come to now, you know, from, the, yeah. from those days. And the fact is, there's, there's probably there's great satisfaction for them as well. I mean, because fair enough, a lot of fans will say at the moment things aren't great, but if you go back to what you experienced as a player and the way Rovers went from ground yeah. to ground and things like that, it's spoiled, really. Come here, things better. But that is the modern game. Yeah. It is a modern game where they're full-time, they're treated the best they can. Look, Which they should be. And they should I hate be. When, I hate when I hear people saying... <coughs> You know, ah, sure, they get their lunch up there, they're trying up there every day, and it's a load of crap. This look at the results and all that. You've got that is the way things have to be run now, it's run professionally. It's uh, extremely professional, yeah, it is. You've got, it really but, is. But it's... if you've got the money to do it, it has to be done. Yeah. You know, it's different if you're yeah. at another club and you haven't got the money, and maybe by buying an, a good player. It doesn't give you any no. leeway to do anything else. Yeah. But the bottom line is you're talking about one of the biggest clubs in the country. Like, it's crying out for success. It's ready made. Yeah. Stadium is there. The, the But you can't you can't buy success. That's the thing. A lot of like Robert fans are so used to success that it's expected. And yeah. people they don't I don't know if they're gonna sacrifice a a good finish just to get the, the academy up and running. I don't know if that's even a fair thing to say. But we're getting our house in order off offside uh, off the pitch because I, I, I know growing up playing DDSL Rovers are shocking yeah, oh, yeah. it's terrible never, yeah, yeah. never ever had they competed I think at all. the only thing is I think you've, you've got to be careful as well I think the academy is brilliant but you're deluding yourself if you think young fellas aren't going to live at 15 and 16 do you think so? there's young lads oh. now going on trial really? there's young lads going on trial now <laughs> from Rovers yeah School by things. and they know obviously Rob was not with that. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. they yeah. have to own But you're not going to stop if a young lad like if Liverpool come in comes in for a young lad at 15, 16 and he's playing for Rovers and the parent wants him to go. Right. You're not going to stop that happening. It's down to point you of the education then the likes of Gavin Mazuna. He's been there since Dean Dillon as well. Yeah. He's doing his leaving search. We've set up a whole thing for him where he goes to college yeah. and studies. The idea is for him to play for Rovers when he's. 1819 isn't it yeah but the reality is that sometimes it ain't gonna happen would you recommend would you recommend a child to go away at 15 or 16 now I'm not recommending at the bottom line is I think every young lad is different there's some young lads are in situations 
and hanging around with certain people right. that the best place they could be Gone. is away from them. Yeah, I think that's so what every right every person oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you have to look at every person on on their merits. I think if they're if they are well educated and they're doing really well, yeah, the merits of staying here, doing your leaving, you know, there's massive pluses towards it now. Yeah. Um but you've got to look at every player on That's on a great point actually. I never thought about that. And what situation on an individual basis and yeah. what situation they're in. It's it's very silly as someone saying, ah no one should go away. It's silly, silly, silly saying that as well. Yeah, on a personal level, though, if my son was was good enough to go away at fifteen, I don't think I'd want him yeah. to go away at fifteen, and and do it. I'd, I personally, I'd love for him to finish his education here and get something out of it. And then, if he's good enough, surely if you're good enough at fifteen, you're you're gonna progress. And you, well, you might not be. I don't know. You you could degress as well. But I would like for him to get his education. But his education will be there in England. Yeah. Is that the way it's set up now? If not better. If not better. You have to. To go train. Sometimes they're uh, actually training early in the morning so they can concentrate the school in the afternoon. And the thing is, and if the players really want it, like, you know, the the financial offer that's put in front of the player and the parents, you know, and the young lad is saying to you, I want to go can resist it's very it's very difficult it can to be say very, no can, can be very difficult like the bottom line is for some, of the, for some of these young lads going if they're really wanted you know they can buy a house here yeah, yeah that's that's the thing like you can you can do your leave and you can get a job you can work till you're 55 60 yeah. Boy, paying your, to mor- get your, house, paying yeah. your mortgage yeah when if you're in a situation that a club is going to put you in a position if you don't make it after four years, you can still come home and do your leaving. Yeah. But you've got something that people your house work, yeah. Yeah, work for 60, till they're 60 years yeah. of age from. It's a great way of so, putting it, actually. you know... I didn't know the financial rewards were that, that extreme, not extreme, but that they are, prestigious. They are at the big clubs. Yeah. They are at the big clubs. But, you know, you've just got to be, you know, I think... Yeah. It, just to say that this is going to happen and it's, you know... Hmm. The bottom line is, the Rovers will get a bounce back because if the young players have played uh, all the way through with Rovers, mm-hmm. they will get uh, paid by the, whatever club goes. So at least that money will come back in and generate through. Yeah. And and then hopefully it'll it, it'll the academy will use that money just yeah. to keep themselves going. Mm. But again, I get back to the same thing what I said earlier. You got to be very careful just thinking that because the academy is great the first team is going to win everything around yeah. them in, ten, it's in, not the case, in five years no. time because mm. the best players out of those academies could be gone or they could get into the Rovers team say say a cracking player gets in at 18 plays for three months playing up front and scores 10 goals in the first three months gone. Do you, you know mm-hmm. someone is going to come in yeah Playing and, men's and, football at and, League of Ireland yeah. and he's 18, someone's going to come in. Exactly, and pay, and pay big money to get him. And then he's gone. So you really have to look at your first team and develop your first team. And, you know, if the players come through from the academy and they're good enough to come into the first team squad, that's a bonus. Yeah, it's yeah. a bonus. And if you get one in each year, if you look at the hits even in England, yes, if they yeah. bring one in from their academies each year 
That's they're doing a massive, fantastic. That's a lottery win. They're doing a great yeah. job. That's crazy. Now, yeah. Rovers, if Rovers want to win a league, it becomes even more difficult of a job in the academy because the standard of player that you need to produce. You sometimes just can't take that chance. It's better. Yeah. Well, right. well, what I'm saying is you can't. You know, if all if you just concentrate on on, on I think it's a separate identity. Yes, they are bonded together, but the first team is the first team. Yeah, that's and, an and, argument that's been going on at Wales. And, yeah. and the way yeah. it is, as I said earlier on, there's a healthy budget there in the first team to compete. The academy, from anybody I've spoke to, is going fantastic. Uh, I think Robbo's done a really good job in relation to putting the uh, the academy together, but. The bottom line is you can't you can't mix the two together. They are separate identities. Yeah. No matter what anybody says. And the way it is, sometimes if results aren't good in the first team, which which with supporters that's what they are. They want to go and watch there's not two thousand people or three thousand people up at Roadstown yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. They're in Tallaght on a Friday night. Yeah, taking in the first team, yeah. they want to see the first team win. Yeah. And that's the reality, and it doesn't matter uh, any supporter in the world. Correct. It's the very same. And if they see a young player coming through and into the first team, it's fantastic. Because yeah. yeah. they love the identity of a young player coming through. But the bottom line is, if it's a big club, they want the club to be winning leagues, winning cups, mm-hmm. and that is the reality of it. Yeah, no, it is. I hundred percent agree with you. That's just the way it is at Rovers, and it's 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 at every big. You can talk about any big club in the world, whether it's in England, Spain, whatever. You know, you look at Liverpool, you look at Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah. You know, they all have academies, and maybe a, a player will come through. Yeah. But Jurgen Klopp can turn around and say, "Well, by the way." I wait five years. See when these yeah. lads come through. Yeah, at the time. You know, it, it has to happen now. I just want to ask you guys: uh, give me your favorite Rovers game and favorite goal. So I'll start with Mark. Ooh, probably that that penalty I scored. It's not my favorite goal, but adulation and yeah yeah fucking buzzing feeling was again against balls that's the one we want but uh i've scored a few actually i've scored a, an okay number for rovers i'm not sure the amount but there's been some goals what on stands out in your head when i just asked well you? i scored two against dundalk uh when they they had three scottish lads and they they came up in this convertible car and we were saying these are paying these fuckers a fucking mint and we were getting nothing you know what I mean but we played them it was the same day as in All-Ireland because there wasn't many at the game in Talca Park and was I that 5-2? Said, yeah no yes it was yeah. yes it was and I hit one free kick in one corner the same end <laughs> and then reversed it over to the other corner in the same goal pretty Pat Burness yeah so, Pat yeah I've done that and Kind of proud of that one. What about you, Tony? Favorite goal, top of the game as well. Yeah, dirty. It was against Tony O'Dowd actually. What was it? Uh, <laughs> it was uh, in Tolka, outside of the outside of the box. I don't know whether you took the corner. Probably I did. Peeled, it from a corner. I, I, yeah, I remember pe- it. Peeled out to the edge of the box. Yeah. And I took it with my right and hit a half. Yeah, I did. Top yeah. corner with my right. left. I remember so that. I, yeah. I remember that goal. Nice to be involved in that. 
Det er jo særligt, at det er Så probably the only one I scored outside the box. Yeah, this is brilliant, yeah. Yeah, Noel Keenan asked, ask Mark, what was the chocolate bar he took a bite of before taking a corner in Kilkenny? Oh. <laughs> the favourite bars of Snickers which was Dan and Marathon. <laughs> well, I think it was a Marathon, it wasn't really right. It didn't go well in the What made you do that? He <laughs> <laughs> so used to just throw loads of things down and just whip it out and take a bite. Probably yeah. started, to be <laughs> Pretty much. Right, so we're going to go with starting 11s and predictions. Something different this week, and it's going to be Mark and Tony taking the place of <laughs> Prof and Gar. So we're going to start with Tony. Tony's got his team. He's going to what's your formation? What are you going to start with? Four three three. Four three three. Go on, give us your start. Uh, I think uh, Horgan in goal, and I think to be fair to Horgan, you know, we had a little rocky spell, spell, and he's shown great he character. Did you see that save down? It was right against. Yeah, even, but even well. Bowers, like the night against Bowers, I was really, I felt nervous for him. Um, but you know, he's shown great character for the young guy. No, no, people 20, forget. Twenty-one, a goalkeeper yeah. playing nineteens against. That's what I'm Two years you, ago, you forget. You know what I mean? And uh, so, like, like fair play to him. You know, over the last few weeks, he's, mm. he's shown really good character. Uh, Boyle right back Grace um, Lopez and I go with Bourne oh Bourne yeah yeah I think I think he hasn't played in a while but you know he's experienced and when you're going through a difficult period our longest ever player you would like to think you'd like to think that the experience will get him through Mm. do you know what I mean one of my little gripes Wait, man, it's only a, it's a small thing. A lot of the times when he receives the ball, his body shape is facing back to the defender. Right. And I think it doesn't help him because it, it, it ends up, most of his passes go back. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't open himself out and go forward? Exactly. Which, when he's receiving it, his body's not open to go we forward. Keep an eye on that stuff. Personally, so we, I think he's about to send so half. So he doesn't, give, yeah. him, he he doesn't give himself that option for the force ball to go forward. And particularly your first ball, the best ball is always to go forward, no matter what. Yeah, it's the because that's when you really hurt yeah. teams when you go forward with your first ball, and just for me that and it became a bigger problem maybe a few people getting on to him and that, you know when everything was going back all the time yeah. and, and it can hit your confidence, but I still think with his experience of playing and when the team is kind of going through a little. Uh, he's the right period. man there he's the right man yeah, three midfielders uh, I go with um, Bulger Greg or uh, Greg McAllister and Finn right dropping Aaron yeah I would at the moment and because I, th- I think him and Greg are quite similar yeah they are so unless you play a two two holders and which in talent I feel it holds negative. the team back a bit. Yeah, Whereas if you have two in front, like McAllister, will, he will burst around. We're big fans and of he, And he gives you energy. And I just think that sometimes we lack that, mm-hmm. that energy in the team. Um, and he'll go after players and he'll close players down. And Finn as well, in that area, that 
he has that energy and I'd like to see Finn even going beyond the frontman yeah. for me it's Gary Shaw for bringing players into the game but I'd like to see Finn get beyond them yeah. from that area I think you've got to play Bork uh, on the either side either side hopefully he's available yeah. whether it's whether it's right or left and I think Melia yeah, for me doing. as well he can be so good in his day oh, yeah, he can be really hot I think, I think from a dead ball situation as well you know his deliveries I think it's a confidence thing with him as well. If you could get his confidence going again, I think he could he, he could deliver. He's yeah. outstanding on his day, he really. Yeah, he can be. He can but score I just think goals. that with the with the team, it gives that energy into the team. Yeah. Now, in fairness, the car, he's he's done well as well. I just think Shaw's he brings people into the game. Mark. That's why I admire Shaw. And if you had two runners like McAllister and yeah. Finn, getting up to him, getting around them, it mightn't become the problem with the scoring yeah. because Finn and McAllister get themselves into scoring, scoring yeah. positions around them and then you have Bork as well and you don't have to play Bork you know you're not saying a tree and say to Bork well you just stay there Yeah, he can float of course he yeah. can float. he's going to do that now he can, he's float, that yeah, he can float inside you know and as well and uh, so but so that's come a 4-3-3 here. from Tony Cuzzo give us your prediction Saturday slow go away I think I uh, think Two 0 to Rovers. Two 0 Rovers, and give us your start eleven. I'm gonna go with a four four two. Would you believe? Oh, old school. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go old school and have a little rattle off the <laughs> and play uh, Shaw and Carr up top. Yeah. Shaw and Yeah, I am because they're like two big, big men. I think uh, there was something needed in the Bowes game where we kind of stood off them early on instead of having a little rattle at them right. from the get go, and play the two boys up top. And I'm going to go with Malie on the left right. and Bork on the right. Both opposite sides of their foot that they kick with, but both great delivery so of balls. You want, you want to cut in? Yeah, cut inside, just fake down the line, come back, check, cross. <laughs> two big men in the box, fantastic. Uh, so that's central midfield, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, two midfield. I like McAllister. Yeah, we're big fans of David I Mac. think he's a strong boy. He gets around, covers the ground well. And I, I'm going to have Bulger in there, a little Aaron. Because he's tidy on the ball, he creates it, gets it out wide, and we're going for a four four two. And give us your back, give us your No Greg or Finn there, is it? Sorry? Was there no Greg or Finn? No, no. neither. Oh. If I'm being honest, and I don't like talking about individuals, I think Finn will admit he hasn't been great this season. Yeah. You mentioned the injury. But he struggled with the, well, the yeah. rib injury yeah. and stuff like that. So, calf. so he, you yeah, know. no, you're right. I'd agree. So just going off Saturday's game, if we're <laughs> playing Saturday. Uh, I'd play Pico at right back. Right. At right back? Yeah. Uh, I'd have Grace. That's a shot out of dark. Gilchrist. She's always been good in fairness. And I'd play Luke but Pico Moore at right left back. Yeah. Just and to show it up. I'd have Horgan in the middle. Horgan in the goal. Horgan in the goal, yeah. So that's the end. Who's your prediction? Uh, 2-1 because I think Sligo will score. Yeah. 2-1 for Rovers. To the hoops. Yeah, just know on our away form. Our waveform is actually shocking. We've only got four yeah, points. we're hitting miss. Is that all? Second Shock lowest it, oh, in the whole. Yeah, yeah. that bad. Yeah. Second, really poor. Yeah. Second lowest. Actually, just on the on that, right, do you, this is something, do you buy into the mentality of an away game? As in, it's going to be tough, it's away. Do, do you buy into that? Do you think that is a mentality? Or do you think I it's think over, it is, I over think, used? I think it's a mentality. Yeah. But the good teams don't. Yeah. Right. I think if you watch them, if you look at them dark two years ago, they played the same way no matter where they went. At Cork last year, yeah. I was at the two games up in Bray. I was at yeah. the game at Rovers. 
they beat them 4 0. Yeah. And Cork were excellent. They steamrolled teams they yeah. did early on. Put the game to bed at yeah. half time. I think Dundalk, particularly two years ago, yeah. the formation, nothing changed. The way All out. And when yeah. you spoke, did you ever, when you were managing, did you speak on the away mentality? Did, you ever, did that ever come into the dressing room as in, right, this is an away game? Does that have a. An effect on the players at all? Do no, they think? when they walked in and they saw eight defenders in the eight, <laughs> <laughs> they, they said they knew. Oh, geez, it's changing this week. <laughs> we're going to Tala or we're going up to Ardeal. <laughs> I think it depends on who you're managing. Yeah, you know the reality is like when I was at Longford, there was teams you'd mark the teams around you. They were of course, let's go for these, yeah. yeah. Whereas you, you go up to Oriel, if you come out at them, you could get hit for five or six. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you had to make, sit make in sure that you're sitting, you're tight, and everybody, trenches, yeah. everybody knows their yeah. job. And and uh, so it is it is different, but I think if you're a top four side, you've got to worry about yourself yeah. and your performance. Yeah, and yeah that's I mean, it. If, if, you, if else. you believe in your team and you think they're good enough, well then... Let the, let, it, the, yeah. let the opposition worry about you so Mark your last game in League of Ireland football has been Rovers were relegated at the end of the 2005 season was that your worst night in football? Uh, well at the time I didn't realise it was going to be my last game yeah you know there was him and Han and I might get another year and stuff like that but yeah it was mm. it was a horrible time to be fair you know a worst day in football uh, possibly not. Being possibly not. Yeah, because I felt as if the, the dream world was, was on my shoulders, you know. The family, everything. There was a lot more at stake at the time. If I, you know, I was kind of finishing at a, an older age and a bit more experience yeah. to take it on on board. Yeah. So John Connolly, Rod Stewart, as he's now. Yeah. You know, big Rod. Hot Rod. Yeah. 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 He's some boy, isn't he? Great. Man. <laughs> he's great. Isn't he? Matt. <laughs> Uh, and he said can you ask the lads have they any regrets about their careers and if they were starting out again would they do anything differently we'll let you go for us Mark no 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 not changing no anything. why why change it you know because yeah. you you know people say you, you didn't make it in my eyes I did I played with a club that I supported as a child you're in a good position now as well and I'm in a fantastic position at the moment so if I had a made I'd be down different roads different avenues didn't meet the people that I've met so no, I wouldn't change a thing. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I think I think like like what Mark says. You're obviously when you you wanted to make it, you know, you're disappointed. But like you can't in life, you always have to look forward. Hmm. You can't look back, and you'll make mistakes in life. And if you feel sorry for yourself, you'll never recover from the mistakes that you've made. Keep dwelling on it. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, I would say no. You just have to. You have to keep looking forward yeah. in life, and you know what's your next challenge. What yeah. What do you want to do next? And I think that's Absolutely. that's the way. You're, now, only, you're only here. One, yeah. Don't once. get me wrong. There's kids I talk to, 16, 17 years of age, that are going away. Yeah. And they would say, "Would you have done anything differently?" I would tell them, "Yeah, that I needed to train harder. I needed to get my head down. Yeah. I needed to educate myself. I needed to have that's all." To give the, them a little, Absolutely. Though, isn't it? But in reality, that's what I should have done. Yeah. But that wasn't me back then. So. I've done what I've done and that's it. Yeah. Get on with it. Move you, on. You can't change it now. No. Yeah, no yeah. You know, there's no, you can't dwell on what's gone. You've got to always look yeah. forward and I think that's, 
the most important thing in life. But the two of you seem to be very kind of you're looking back on with fondness of oh, your time. Absolutely. I don't right. want to be that person in the pub. Yeah. I didn't make it because yeah. you know I've told it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't want to be that person talking about yeah. what I should have done. I could have done yeah. this. It is what it is. But one of me one of my favourite questions now is I'll start with you, Mark, the best player you've ever played with. And against. Oh. Best player you've ever played with. Probably Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler. Probably, yeah. yeah. Was he shit hot? He was he was good, wasn't he, Tony? Yeah, as a young he lad, like he was only sixteen, and we were playing under eighteens, and he was in our team. Yeah, all the time. Played yeah. the same team. Oh, yeah, for years. I know Robbie quite well. Yeah, and then he was kind of myself and Tony would have been established in the reserves in the final year or two of our time at Liverpool. Right, and he was coming in as a little upstart, you know, both getting on, scored, and getting it, wasn't he, Tony? Yeah. So yeah. he always had that little bit of. Real scouser, little cheeky Charlie chap yeah. that was kind of had hadn't a care in the world. Yeah. But Liverpool obviously thought highly of him, and yeah. he went on to have the career he did. You know. And against who's the best player you've ever played against? I played against Brian Robson. Would oh, you yeah? believe? Yeah, when he was England captain for uh, United's reserves. He schooled you that and day. I'm gonna tell a story now. If Go you don't mind. I was coming home on a Saturday night to meet my mates, but I was only playing in Old Trafford on the Saturday. Myself and Ronnie mate wheeling in the mid, middle of midfield against uh, United. We happened to beat United 2-0 that day. Right. And uh, I was coming home, you know. Top of the world. In a fucking Versace suit, <laughs> taking on the bee's knees on the flight the way back. <laughs> Hollywood, drinking right? champagne as you do, you know. <laughs> it was this fucker, you know. Only 19, you know. But uh, coming home to tell everyone I played against Brian Robson and we spanked him 2-0, you know. In the middle Ronnie, of... He, so did you mark Yeah, I did, yeah. Ronnie what was he middle. like? Was he in your ear like that? Or? No, not at all. And he was very appreciative after the game. He said, well done, well done, son. And all the, you know, so after the career he was having, he was playing, he was winning everything, you know, with United at the time. And then he was obviously the English, England captain. But him and Ronnie were coming back from England. Brian Carey played. Yeah, he would have done, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what about you, Tony? Best player you played with and against? Uh, I played in the reserves with uh, John Barnes. Amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, he was coming back from injury. He was unbelievable. He was yeah. unbelievable. Um, um, unbelievable. Uh, what type of guy was he? Was he a nice guy? Yeah, really nice fella. Great most, man. Most of them were. Yeah. yeah. Most of them were really good guys, you know what I mean? Like People say, oh, jeez, what was it like? It's like going to work. Yeah. yeah. Like going, yeah. Like people, and you say that to people and they say, jeez. Nah, I can't be like that. It is. It's like, you know. You see, we, we travelled on a bus together to yeah. go to training. Yeah. 50 of us. On a bus on a 70s here. And the crack would be Oh my god. Yeah. It was a drive through a little yeah. town called Sefton. Yeah. A couple of pubs and shops. Bruce and would stand at the If there was a border in that town, <laughs> the bus would nearly fall over on one side. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Roller coaster. It was great crack though. Great yeah. crack. But it, it did. It gave, I think it, it gave a great feeling. Yeah, the, it was. You know, yeah. Great, am, yeah. great atmosphere. Those little things like that can help. Yeah. Can help a club, you know, a mm. bond in the club. And what about best player you played against? Uh, Zidane. Zidane, yeah. name dropping. Woo! Oh, was your Wafer Cup? Yeah, uh, was this? Your Wafer Cup. Yeah. I was against oh, Bordeaux. Yeah. I played against him twice. And he was that good then? Played. We were. We played over in Bordeaux. We were beating five 0 and we played them in uh, Daily Mount the following year. In the Toto. In the Toto Cup, and we yeah. gave them a right game. Oh, we were wow. beating one 0 
I hit the crossbar actually, but it was a rainy night, and they didn't fancy. We, we 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 made up our mind in the dressing room. We were gonna go out, have and a rattle, yeah. give them a few thumps, right. yeah. on, and uh, get right because we were after, we could have been beaten ten oh. the year before. Uh, Dave Henderson had a worldy in goal. Mm. I was the fourthest player. The only player to get out of the halfway line. <laughs> and I was playing centre forward. Jesus Christ. But uh, now we, we remember, you know, we said, right, let's really rattle them. And uh, we gave them a right game that night. Brilliant. You know, and, you know competitive what, game. what happens is as well, when, when you have a night like that and a rainy night and you know the Irish yeah. crowd, oh, they love Underdogs. Underdogs. And, you know, far, we, we could have got a result that Do you know who got the goal that night? Can you but they had four World Cup winners. They do agree. You won the World Cup three years later, scoring the final. They do agree. Zidane, Lazaro, and Santos was playing centre half who had won the World Cup with Brazil the season before. No way. Yeah. yeah. That's unbelievable. So, yeah. And off the top of the head here, actually, I was just thinking, is there any players out there that were just absolutely off the wall, absolute madmen, you can think, that were just lulas? Like, I mean, there was... Tony Sheridan again. Tony Sheridan, yeah. Was he a madman? He was mad. He, like, yeah. Tony was so talented. It was There's scary. always one, isn't there? Isn't there? Like, I'm going to be honest. Story, Do you know, Bocker Bailey was, yeah, was like Bocker that. Was absolute mad. madman. Where is Bocker now? Mad, mad, well, you think you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that kind of mad. But Tony was never... There was nothing nasty about yeah. him, you know. Tony was a kind of a... It's a, always a, the, a there's always a rogue, madman out there who was story yeah, that, that he had uh, gone over and signed with Coventry. Right. He played two or three first team games, came home for the weekend. Uh, he came home for the weekend, they were playing somebody in the in the League Cup on a Tuesday night, so he had to go back on Sunday to train. Right. So, no sign of Tony. So the assistant manager comes over to get him. Flew over? Yeah, picks him up at the house, drives him to the airport. Tony says, I don't want to go back. Now he's after being offered a new deal on a few grand a week back in the day, you know. Right. And uh, your man gets him to the airport. He said, "Listen, you're going to start tomorrow night. You're going to be the main man. You're going to be blah. Here's a new contract, blah blah." blah. He was that good. So, oh, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. So your man's sitting down there waiting on the flight, and Tony says, "I'm going to the toilet. I'll be back in a minute." <laughs> Tony hops into a taxi outside, <laughs> flies back. No. Us, yeah, yeah, that's a true story. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Tony? Any, any, any madmen? Uh, ah, you, you me, you me characters yeah. over there. I think, I think when I first came into the lake, it was bloody mad. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you were actually. I you remember getting digs when the ball was up the other end. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always remember. Uh, I was playing with Dundalk against Bowes, and it was the start of the season. I hadn't scored in the first two or three games, and I scored two in the first ten minutes. And Ronnie Murphy was marking me, and I went to make a run off the back of Ronnie again, and he hit me with a right hander. <laughs> and that was just a part of the cause. You, you go, dig, yeah. you go yeah. to Cork, and they were fucking oh, they kicking were. the walls. Yeah, and you were in the other dressing room. Just like, intimidating. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it, it, like everything was let go. You know, you know, you hear you hear players, and they're talking about trying to judge different eras. Yeah, and I, I I heard a player last week, and he said, "You can't, you know, because some of the players now, when we had to deal with of course the, not. the, the kicking, yeah, and all, yeah, that people were allowed. Some of the similar centre forwards, 
they're dropping to the floor at the end of the clip whereas then you were allowed to go right through the back of the centre forward (laughs) do you know what I mean so you had to give as good as you got you know what I mean if you didn't protect yourself it would be quite came in mind. It's a tough man's yeah. game back then. It's not yeah, it's challenged now. Yeah, it was. Now come here, the game the game the game has come on, but you can't judge. You can't it's different eras, you can't judge. It's like what we said, you can't look back. You gotta look forward all yeah. the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and football can change very quickly. It's like we're talking about rovers and at the moment the results haven't got. Rovers win far on the bounce. Yeah, they could. All of a sudden there's a completely different complexion, yeah. and that that's that's the way football is. Yeah. It's it, it, it you know things can change very quickly. It's a results game, as they say, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. So this is always a tricky one to come up with off the top of your head. But can you think of a funniest moment in football? Hey, you have a few, Mark. Between oh, marathon bars and Kilkenny, and funniest moment. <laughs> There's a few. Oh. <laughs> A few scary Has to be running around the nip. Running around the nip in the Isle of Man. Yeah. That wasn't my doing. I actually, I actually remember. I actually remember. Um, I was, uh, I was coming. I was at the coming back from injury. I think we got to the. I think it was a late cup semi final in Cork. Oh really? Um, Graham Lawler was playing. Oh right, up yeah. front, and Damien was manager, and it was after being raining. And Diamond was vocal, you know, and the lads had said, Wait and here you go. He goes mad at times, you know. <laughs> so Diamond's uh, the game's on and it's lashing round the surface water on the pitch and Diamond's got a trench on, a Korean trench coat. And there was a fella we went one down and there's a fella, a Rovers fan, and he's about twenty steps up. And he's just abusing them. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, the ball's gone down the other end. And someone nudged me. Look, look. And Diamond's up. <laughs> he's up in the, he's up in the main stand. He's not. <laughs> yeah, your man, your man's disappeared very quickly. Oh. He's come back down. And then, and then to cap it all off, there was a ball played into the corner. And the dugouts were up on the left hand. And they were they weren't the way they are now. The yeah, half yeah. line. They used to stick the dugout <laughs> about halfway up right. to their end. It was to make it more difficult for yeah, them to watch yeah. the game. And when the ball went into the hole, Graham Lawler, who was a big lad, yeah. Graham's six foot. Graham's come over to close the right back, but the wars come like a wave. <laughs> And just hit that. <laughs> <laughs> the trench was ruined. So oh, I swear to God, the trench. He pulled the trench off and just threw it into dugouts. Well, oh my all. God, we just the whole bench was in absolute. <laughs> well, I have to find out who the fan is. If oh, anyone out there remembers yeah. that, can Diamond, I get the Diamond was great. Yeah. Oh, Diamond Diamond was really, brilliant. really knew the game and his program though. <laughs> yeah, but, believe it or not, he was, the, the he was very clever man. As in, he'd be yeah. taking the piss with them. Oh, brilliantly, yeah, yeah, yeah we loved like it. He was great. We're talking about clever. going down to the picturesque countryside. Yeah, that's, that's great, great. He was pa- great. Great passion about the game. Like, it really, my disappointment was I wasn't fully fit. Under, under, under him. Diamond, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I thought he was a really good manager. What would you, Mark? It was a funny moment. Oh, does it, We've had a few already. There's a, a couple already. Yeah, in fairness. Uh, the same manager actually shit himself. <laughs> 
Literally. Actually. Literally. <laughs> at Pats. In the dressing room. the game. I thought about that one. Yeah. <laughs> he let Mark tell him. Was that a match? It was Pats and Richmond. It was Pats and it was before the game, I think, wasn't it? It was before the <laughs> match. Because the smell <laughs> coming in the warm-up. And... The, they only had a, a double XL pair of bottoms because he was out on the pitch, right? We were all warming up and he was wearing these cream, you know, oh, dame and cream slacks. And uh, all of a sudden, he was gone, you know? So the war carried on. But we came in and this immersive smell in the dressing room. So we noticed Damien was in a pair of shoes, but a bleeding pair of tracksuit bottoms, we were saying. Everyone was nudging each other. What's the crack? Yeah, what's going on there? And the smell was just over. It was <laughs> unhuman, it was. I Did you ever get to the bottom of what happened? The human bad stuff? We, we were throwing the fruit into the into the bin. And there's this cream. <laughs> the in the fucking bin! Oh, Didn't even get rid of the evidence. Oh, what an animal. What an animal. What, what a great time. Jesus, great crack. We threw that game. It was a slight distraction before the game. <laughs> You need the smell uh, themselves anyway. Poor trousers. All our stomachs were hurting <laughs> by the time we went down to the pitch. We <laughs> got past around the trousers are in the bin, you know. The field of So Tony, you won the 2014 First Division with uh, Longford Town. And uh, Pat Flynn has another question for you. He says, <laughs> It was an honour to play for Tony. His knowledge and man management, especially of me, is a huge loss to the game. Is he looking to get back involved in management? And does he need a kit man? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, um, when I stopped, I realised after a, like a, a, a few weeks, I needed it. You know, I, I felt the bar now. Um, I've been you need a break, was it? Yeah, I've been very lucky since I kind of retired. Like I had a, I, as we talk, spoke about earlier, I had that period with my knees, so I knew it was coming that yeah. I was gonna have to retire, and. Uh, so at 32, I started to do my badges, and then I, I was under 21 manager at Rovers. So then, like I haven't had many periods in between that I've been out, because then I was Drada assistant. I think I had a period for nine months between Rovers and Drada assistant there. Then I became manager at Galway. Mm. Then. Uh, Manager, at Long- I think it was out for another. Your longest spell was at Longford, wasn't it? Yeah, and seven years at Longford. Wow. Um, so I didn't have, you know, many, many times out. And there's an awful lot of work goes into it. And, you know, it's even, it, 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 as I spoke about earlier, it's it's a lot. You, you have yeah. to, 24/7, you isn't have it? to take a lot on board. It's yeah. 24-7. Like you said, you have to deal with the club, you have to deal yeah. with the chairman, Your the mind fans. is on it all the time. Yeah. You know, you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about your system, you're thinking about who to play, you might have a problem with one of the players. Like over the years, like stories clashes. I yeah, talk I about over the years, the different players... You know, with some players, one player not happy with this, but another player is happy. Well, this you're the door on Flinner. This the door down Flinner. Yeah, yeah. no, you're trying to put your arm around another player because he's maybe having problems that the other players don't know about that yeah. has come to you. And you need a psychologist. You're, yeah, all, you're a lot it, of roles rolled into one, Yeah, aren't you? and then at Longford as well, you know, I was very involved in the Lisa, in relation to the budget and what we were going to spend. Sure, and, yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know... What type of player? When we went up into the Premier Division, you realise, you know, it's so tight. 
you know, when you're on a small budget, yeah. the, the, the group of players that you can afford becomes even smaller. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas that, and that's, you see that trend in the first division, you build to have a good budget, but then you get promoted and your budget's uh, insignificant yeah. Yeah. towards what the Premiership is spending. It's a fraction of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it really is. You know, I came out of the window, really. What happened when we got promoted, uh, the squad that we had, you know, a lot of them a lot of them stayed for for the following state season in the Premier. We did well. And we had a sixth-place mm-hmm. semi-final. We did well. Fantastic. And then we lost Shawsey to Rovers, Pat Flynn, uh, Pat Flynn, uh, retired. retired. <laughs> Sully, did you lose Sully that year? Oh no, Pat Flynn, no, Pat Flynn stayed, but Pat had a hip operation. Oh yeah. Pat had been great. Pat mm. had, had brilliant seasons. And Royce was there too. Royce was there, and, uh, and like the way it is, I didn't uh, sign Royce or back. He was involved uh, with his coaching and the DDSL That's at the right. time. He, just got he was job. dealing with Eskacel, with my young lad at the time as well. Yeah, so I felt that that was the path he was going down. Um, and then... Uh, I don't think he played again, did he, after that? No, he didn't. He went up north, didn't he? Yeah, he oh, he tired. did. For, yeah, for, for, for briefly. Yeah. He played a handful of games. Yeah. So then we, I was in the window and found it very difficult. And I felt after I was finishing six, but the bottom line is it really taught me that, you know, with players as well, it comes down to money. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it is. And that's the reality of and it. you're not even, you're not, you're not you know, worrying about your own way. Realist- sure, no. Real- realistically, what we had to do was to double our budget, probably to finish where we had finished. Yeah. We had overachieved. Over correct. And the, and the problem really for us is for us to achieve even what we had done and for me to replace the players that were going out we would have had to double our budget and that wasn't affordable the last time Longford did that they they left themselves in a bad way yeah, and that was, that was what I went into at the time yeah. but a great time there great people chairman's fantastic Jim Hanley did great. you know Mick McCarthy put Longford on the list of agents? Yeah. <laughs> but a great chairman, a great chairman to manage really? over, you know, let's yeah. let's as managers get on yeah. with it. But you know, I'll always have a you know, would have a war with ah, you yeah. different scenarios, but never interfere. And uh, so so, you know, probably the reason why I did stay so long because I really uh, it was a good working environment. I really him. enjoyed it. And I actually could have come to Rovers as assistant at, under, with Michael. Um, really? Yeah, when Trevor stepped down, mm. Michael asked me to come no in. Way. But I was enjoying managing at that stage and to kind of step back. So Michael always throws in my face now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and is the door still open to management? Would you take a job if you got offered? Do I, you still get offers as well? I would. I've, I've had a couple of offers to go in as assistant Yeah. Uh, the last 12 months. It's not something I'm really interested yeah. in. Yeah. Your your mind is just telling you, no, I'm not I'm not having it. No, I think when you've managed when you've managed you'd like another pot right. I felt I did a good job at Longford, uh, overall. And uh, you know, I would like a chance at a big club, yeah. you know, to try go and win something. And to have a budget that I can compete, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think that's that's really what what you do look for. But 
you know, some days you say to yourself, I'm going on holidays. Yeah, it can't be arsed. I'm going on holidays in five weeks' time. Yeah. And you're going away for two weeks. You haven't, you know, even for the family the last couple of years, it's been nice. You go away, there's no distractions. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming back and leaving them. Yeah, exactly. Leaving them there for the, the extra week. You know, you're, you're flying back on your own to, to things. So that's been nice. But there, it's a bug inside you. And, <laughs> I'd say like it's kind of a sickening bug, even though the pressure is there and all. Ah, oh, it's you a disease. Do get a kick. Yeah, it's easy. You get a kick. Yeah. You get a kick out of it. You get a kick out of it. And uh, there's possibly more lows than highs in the game. There has to be. There is. It's just damn little highs. Certainly, there's fans for us this yeah. season. Yeah. There's certainly but more there lows. is. There is, and that's what my but there is that buzz there. You 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 really get a buzz out of it. Yeah. And. Uh, so you know, I wouldn't close. I wouldn't close. The I can only imagine how that feels because I I always say that one of my favorite things about being a football fan is the contrast of emotions that ninety minutes can can bring you. Like for instance, Sporting Fingal was an incident we we lost two one years years ago. Sporting Fingal where we just capitulated in the last couple of minutes. There was it was crazy. We were on course to win the league and then we lost two one. Like all hope was lost. But for the first sixty, what was it, sixty minutes? Mm. It was it was heaven. Yeah, we were singing, yeah, we were, and then two goals went in, and we we're despondent. Yeah. But that's the contrast of emotions that I just yeah. love. You no, 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 you no. You never get anywhere anything, else. No. I think never. the hardest thing with management is, you know, it's getting you getting experience. Yeah. And that's why even with Longford, like having that period there, it it gives you experience. Like it goes, like of ten years now under me belt. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot in those periods yeah. because you've gone through an awful lot. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah, well. exactly. You learn, the biggest thing you learn is from your mistakes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, and you'll always make mistakes, but that that really, but unfortunately as well, sometimes a lot of managers don't get that period because if they if they have a period that they go to a club don't don't do well and then they go to another club and don't do well. It's probably the end of the door. You're, yeah. you're only as good as your last job. <coughs> you know? yeah. yeah, but particularly if you go through two. Yeah, you, yeah, know, you two, might get it. Two yeah. bad jobs. Well, then mm. it's so you've got to be careful as well. You can't take jobs on if there's no no way of improving the situation. Yeah, you can't take jobs on. You would assess that before you'd ever go into anything. You'd look at it and go, right, is this just yeah kind of ruin me? Yeah, as well. Like even the long for job that could not the only way was forward with that. Yeah, true. From yeah. Where, where it was at the time. Yeah, that was a but, challenge on its own though yeah, as well. It, yeah. it was and I remember one or two people rang me up and said, Are you off your rocker? <laughs> um, yeah. But I knew the the only the only way forward. Uh, the only way was gonna bring was them gonna up bring a bit. forward. Yeah. And after meeting the chairman really sealed it. Sealed it. Excellent. Do you know what I mean? And last question for me. Now this is um, James Cook, a uh, long time fan on the picket at Milltown. Oh, wow. He said, Mark, a lot of Roberts fans felt you were harshly treated when asked to step down as the under-19s manager. They said, if an opportunity arose to work for the club in some capacity again, would you feel comfortable in doing so under the current structure? Wow. Bit of a stinger, that one. Huge question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an extremely difficult one. It is. Um, but that's what we do here. <laughs> you are good you are good let me tell you that you we roped you in we roped you in and uh, you with the stinger under the current structure with the same people I don't think they'd have me there if the truth be known okay um, if somebody else was to come in maybe as manager 
I, and someone asked me to go as assistant or maybe 19s manager absolutely I do it tomorrow yeah. I do it now but I don't think I'd be wanted there at the club at the moment and that's because of the current structure and the project they have and what way they're doing it and was it down to a difference <clears throat> of football philosophy so no or it was it was just I, I can't put my foot, finger on it still just face didn't fit the bill type yeah, thing yeah when, when Pat had left as I said to you earlier it was only a few games later and then they asked me to leave but you got to realise the year before Sean Boyd uh, Trevor Clark who I brought to the club not many people know that I didn't know that there you go I brought Trevor who to did the Sean club. come from? Sean came from uh, Malahoy, but Sean was already oh, yeah. there when I was there right but to sign professional deals was uh, Sean Boyd playing under me at 19s for two years Shane Haney uh Trevor Clark and James Doona. Who did Trevor play for schoolboy? Trevor? Yeah. Trevor was with Kevin's. Kevin's? Yeah. And then he went to England, he went to Middlesbrough or Sunderland, one of those. Was Middlesbrough, came, yeah. Was it? Yeah. And then came back and uh, I took him in. And gave him his chance. And gave him his chance. So you'd, you'd, you'd definitely Again, you see all these players I'd know through emerging talent and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would jump back in. It's I, a deep I love the pool, club. All right, yeah. yeah. And it's hard to get in. But it seems to be a closed knit shop there you know they have their own people on board and that's understandable too but mm. so yeah we'll end with the list of hatred Ker. yeah we're going to have to end it on that lad so it can be anything really we have it. our current like yeah. I said on our current, a person our, yeah. a club a concept Pat Flynn put uh, pre-match friendliness on the list of hatred he hated the players chatting and holding shaking hands in the in the, in the tunnel beforehand he hated that uh, what we put Ray Wilson put Thomas Davis GAA club on it because he blamed them on not getting uh, in earlier exactly his, his father one, his yeah. father not seeing I remember that yeah. poor old Jack um, yeah. we've loads of things like I mean uh, Conan Board is on it uh, Akinati's on it uh, we put four people on it there two weeks ago because <laughs> it was in the horrors after all was losing <laughs> we went on a spree so if you can think of anything in that just bugs you about football or anything in just like that, you can think, yeah. Any person, any person you clashed on it ten times. Yeah. <laughs> any person you clashed with back in the day, or yeah, who put a, who put Lukey Bourne put rubbed it the wrong way or something. Uh, no, Shazzy, Shazzy put uh, whoever. What, what did he do? Whoever elbowed him. And whoever elbowed broke him. His and broke his face. Oh yeah. yeah. He still doesn't. Have, he, I, I think he knew, but he didn't want to name drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hate's a very harsh word, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. Dislike would be better. We, we actually had that conversation before. Yeah, dislike. No, we're not Funny that enough, sort. Me Mark would be kind of quite I, similar. I, I, I don't you know, like falling nature. out with people. And no. I don't like awkwardness no, or it, it, like that. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm but it can be anything. It could be something you don't like. A new aspect of the game. It could be diving in football. It could be a person, a club, a concept, a rule. It could be at, it could be Johnny Blues. You don't like the wall, Johnny Blues. No, like at it. the moment, <laughs> like the one hatred for me at the moment, the way they have it, is the video. Oh, the VAR. Is it on yeah. it? I don't no, think so. The, the, way, the way it is at the moment, it's causing shams and football. Like from a fan's yeah. point of view, part of the whole game is reacting to something. Yeah. And a fan reacting. Yeah. Do you know what's? Do you know what the worst thing about it is? For. If you're watching Italian football, I watch a lot of Italian football. When they score, it's killing it. They're not celebrating because they're waiting to is see it, if it's it going. They're like, is it a goal? That could kill the game, man. Could. Not celebrating the goal. Like you're not going to react the same. After 
you celebrate and then you're yeah, called. Like, yeah. Will this be called? It's a goal. Yeah. You know, it's not Ridiculous. the same as that immediate ball hitting the net. And it's like eighty percent of football, isn't it? Celebrating a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, you lose that. So that's Tony's choice. Well done. Far, yeah, yeah. I like that. Come on, Mark. Don't be yeah. hold back. Your list of intense, here intense dislike. Yeah, intense dislike. Burn, you know what I don't like? I don't like the tight gear nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit revealing to them. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a brilliant Because if I was getting the Liverpool jersey and Mo Salah size, I'd be a bit on the pot belly area. You know what I mean? So, so just, so, you know, an average person size be nice. Right, so Mark <laughs> Kenny has put tight gear... In fairness, I look at Rovers Knicks and they're a bit. I don't mind the tight shorts. Yeah, I don't mind that. You look your hair sticking out. Yeah, they're a bit tight. Right, so officially on the list of hatred, we have Tony. The that's, shorts are dead. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Some people think Brando has put on a few. Yeah. But I don't think he has. No, no. I think it's the way. Because it's, it's the, the modern day footballer. The, the young lads want the tight The weight and the weights and all they're doing anyway. The, yeah. butts, the butts are quite... Funnily enough, yeah, he's 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 way ahead of me time years ago. <laughs> My arse is always playing into a pair of shorts. Mick Lawler spoke about that as well. We'd Mick Lawler on the Oil Kit Man and he said that Years ago, you'd have XLs and correct. He's had no. You'd have two smalls, mediums. you'd mediums, yeah. and barely any larges. And even like Magic Rovers '90s, they all wanted the small. Yeah. They were like really bet tight, you know. Yeah. I love the old baggy jerseys. Baggy yeah, do we? So. Right, so officially on the list of hatred, we have TC putting VAR, and we have Mark Henny putting tight gear. Through <laughs> <laughs> a contrast, right so that's it and uh, we're very thankful for the lads we're going west next weekend so get yourselves on the buses and the trains we'll be travelling probably uh, do you know what I think I'm going to Mrs Prof so oh, I think I'll have to leave romantic you weekend. Romantic yeah, don't, I can give you a B&B I can give you a B&B I'm actually looking I was looking at Airbnb Brent, make like, sure you stay in it because I was in the wrong one that <laughs> <laughs> it's like a I'll bring it up. Yeah. Me up. There you go. The choice of tree being yeah. Yeah. It's a great street. <laughs> so that's it, lads. trains and all of us to Sligo. We hope to see you up in the showgrounds. And we just want to thank the lads for coming down having great crack. And not, a, not a drop of gargle. No. Can you I have to say, imagine I got the cans into them. I'll tell you. But uh, listen, <laughs> thanks, lads. Jesus, thank God. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in and keep on hooping. Keep on hooping. See you. Thanks, and respect